Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. The Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing coming at you. It's Monday, January 13th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Still getting used to the new start time. Still kind of jacking me up a little bit uh, with my show prep, my pre-show mountain bike rides, my uh, guest planning and everything else. It's really screwing me up, but I'll get it. Don't worry. So far, three shows in at 5 p.m. So thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing. Uh, we have a terrific show lined up for you tonight. They're all good. And this is show number 410 uh, in the uh, in the history of the Pulp Mech Show. But this one's extra special. Maybe the greatest one ever. Uh, Ken Roxon will be on. Kenny Roxon broke his three-year uh, win streak or winless streak uh, this past weekend in a great ride. Kenny Roxon will join us from Team Honda. Zach Osborne will be on. Uh, Rockstar Energy has come on. Zach Osborne uh, rode a strong race, led uh, one lap of the main event, and then uh, ended up finishing fifth on the night. And Jet Lawrence will be on. Jet Lawrence had a career-best ride and only a second uh, Supercross, so I guess that's not saying much. But Jet was second, putting some heat on eventual winner Austin Forkner even at one point, and the Geico Honda rider uh, finished a little bit back of that. But, man, he had a good ride. He's a really cool kid. He's got a really interesting uh, – Story. So we'll have Jet Lawrence on the night with Ken Roxon and Zach Osborne. 702-586-7857. If you want to talk some St. Louis Supercross, some Anaheim 2020 uh, series in general, even MXGP series because we have a true expert of MXGP series in studio tonight So with us. Looking forward to that and much more. Thank you, motorsport.com. Really appreciate those guys for coming on board. If you want to support the show in a big way and have great prices and uh, awesome customer service, Click through a motorsport.com banner on pulpamexshow.com or pulpamex.com or the, 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 the logo of motorsport. Make your purchase, uh, experience the pricing, experience the, the selection, experience the customer service, and then we get a small little bit of that to help us uh, keep going. So those who love motocross know that motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. They've got a great selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. they got OEM parts as well and aftermarket parts, of course, uh, for motorcycles, ATVs, UTVs, and many more. Ryan Villapoto and I are Blue Crew slash Motorsport.com teammates, so he's coming on the show real soon. As soon as I can uh, end up talking to him without him swearing all the time, he will come on. Thank you, Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin, Maxima USA, Skosh, ProFilter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Vertex Pistons. Did I say Vertex already Pistons? I don't know if I did. Pro Filter, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, WUSA, LA Honda World, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. We got the job of the week this week. Uh, you'll want to stay tuned for this one, uh, especially if you live in Georgia. Blue Crew, uh, Intense Cycles, Works Chassis Lab, Ride Engineering, LA Honda World, and the folks at WUSA, of course. WUSA, they make uh, uh, great uh, wheel sets, and they'll put together anything for you. They've got uh, their edge set of wheels that are a little less expensive than the stuff uh, with the talons. Uh, they can make you a talon set. They, whatever the teams in the pits use for wheels, uh, W makes most of those. With these, so they do, they, do such, they do such a great job with wheels. And if it's a vintage bike, they do well with that. Flat track stuff as well. Uh, 
Sportster, Harleys, all that. WUSA, they are all things wheel. So thanks to everybody down there for appreciate it. They sent us a nice bottle of wine for uh, kind of a, our starting our, our video production show. So uh, thanks to W for that. Really nice. Uh, also, RacerX Facebook Live, uh, what's up? How are you? Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Um, new video setup is, is moving along well. Numbers are good. Feedback is good. So we really appreciate that. Roxon, Osborne, Lawrence, all on the show. Uh, joining me in studio, a couple of real beauties. Uh, first up, uh, this man is making his return to Supercross after three years off up in Canada uh, for PRMX Kawasaki, a good friend of mine, Kate Clayson. What's up, Kate? How are you? Oh, man, it's good to be back. I'm doing well. Thanks for coming in. Been a yeah. while, right? Uh, a little while. I yeah. mean, since the last time Aaron and I did one together a while ago. Okay. Was that like a year ago? Maybe. Probably more. Yeah, I think it was more. So, yeah. uh, Welcome back. Thank you. We're in turn to Supercross, two rounds in. Return to Supercross. Uh, made it through the first two weekends. Hashtag Deep Sleeper. Deep Sleeper. <laughs> also in studio from MXVice.com, a uh, really, really great website that covers the MXGP series. But they also cover the first uh, month or two of Supercross over here the last few years. And uh, this, this gentleman is from England, and uh, we, make, we make constant fun of him all the time. Lewis Phillips, what's up, Lewis? What's up? How are I'm you? Back. You are back. My third career appearance. Yeah, I'm right. getting up there. You are. You are. You're, you're coming up. Double digits is my goal, but that right. might take a while because we're doing one a year. Yeah, so. we do one <laughs> a year. Uh, so you're covering Supercross, of yep. course, for the for MX Vice, six right? Big things with MX Vice this year. Back under James' control. Yep. We're uh, kind of back to being privateers, but that's also a good thing. Right. So. Right. It, James had made a ton of money by selling it out to, yep. to, to, to uh, who was it? Uh, uh, 24, 24 MX. MX. And then uh, then he bought it back. Yeah, and so then gave it all the money back to him and took it back. So how are things with, with the new new old? Oh, it's nice. It's good? It's good. It's just comfortable, you know? Yeah, yeah. You get yeah. to do what you want. Right. What you think's best, yeah. you get to do. Like, it's just yeah. amazing. Uh, I'm waiting for the headline from MX Vice, you know, uh, Hurlings would dominate this series if he was here. Like, yeah, that was, that was actually at the weekend. Oh, okay. Because there were ruts, and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, Hurlings, oh. right, right. <laughs> Waiting for that. Uh, you are the Jeffrey Hurlings whisperer, by the way, in the media. I've actually there. heard that. Yeah, yeah, you have. I like that reputation. Though. Yeah, you do? Because right. not many people can pull that off, i right, learned. Right, right. Well, listen, if you need something with Red Dog, Tim Ferry, I'm your guy for that, so... When he was on the uh, stadium floor at the weekend, instead of watching and listening to what he was saying, I immediately looked over to you because uh, I just was, wanted to see. Was, you know, that, that asshole didn't even know. I didn't know he was there. Oh. I had no idea he was there. He never texted me, never anything. I look over, and there he is with his kid on the Jumbotron. Well, and while he's on the screen, I hit him up. I'm like, thanks for telling me you're here. Sounds like that relationship's great. It, it is. Yeah. That sounds fantastic, <laughs> that's, right? a, that's a one-way street right there. Right, right? The Supercross Futures, bro. <laughs> he's chasing it all the way from Florida to St. Louis, so... Uh, we'll get into this and more. Looking for, I, want, I want to talk to you about the MXGP series yeah, yeah. later on the show and get your thoughts on it because uh, Geyser's world champion, but is he? Yeah, that's exactly you know? what I was going to say. So what's going to happen? And Faber's on Cowie now, and we got a lot to talk about when it comes to that. Uh, and, Kate, no longer can you ask MX Vice what's up with Sinai and Welton. I did spend the day with Sinai last week. So I can. I still okay, have yeah, something. Yeah. Right, right, something. So. <laughs> I love D. He's a great. I saw him at one of the tracks uh, last week too. Right. Yeah, he's a he's a good little dude. I yeah, like him. He he's a good guy. So, uh, speaking of the video production things, uh, over there, running the cameras, deciding the angles, running everything behind the scenes. Travis Marks, what's up, Marks? Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. The feedback so far on the video stuff's been good. Yeah, I think yeah. so. People love it. You, uh, we added up our numbers. We're way up. From last year, but the the listens are down, but because the, the people are watching now, right? It seems like that's like the, the case. The, yes, like, like the the video stole some of the audio. 
Yeah, numbers. yeah, yeah. And, and I think that was the goal, right? Like, we yeah. wanted people to shift over to video, and yeah. that's why you spent all this, uh, all my salary on yes, this video. Absolutely, 100%. So. I, I met a guy this weekend. He said, Listen, man, I don't like Marx's new mic. <laughs> I'm like, What? What? Somebody did say something about my oh, mic. Oh, he sounds it's too dark. It's too, I'm like, I don't know. It's too deep. I don't know, bro. That's just my voice. Right. I don't know. I go right, real so low like we'll, this. We'll try to change Marx's mic down the road. Uh, back in the studio, running the phones over there. He's not the director like Marx. He's the producer still. Uh, it's Talon Taylor. What's up, Talon? Oh, Better than tits. Woo. <laughs> Coming in hot. Coming back. in hot. Um, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Good. Uh, so tits let you take control? Yeah, let me come in for two weeks again. Oh, fantastic! Good to hear. Well, you should have, you know, you should have seen him last week when that ten o'clock hit. He was gone up the stairs. Maybe so. I should just start heading over here at nine forty-five if you're running late. Right. I. You know what's not a bad idea. <laughs> just just head on over. Yeah. Because tits doesn't have much. Because he's so. gone at ten. Right. Right. Uh, so looking forward to the show. Kenny Roxon, Zach Osborne, uh, Jet Lawrence. Don't forget Pulp Mex Fantasy. You can play uh, each week. Right, Marks? Is that work? That's working. Yes. Yeah, you can sign up each yep, week. Every if you week, want, yeah, you can yeah. play every week. If you don't want to join the championship league or whatever, it's too late for that. But uh, we're giving away jerseys each week. Last week we gave away Webb. This week was um, I forget whose jersey did we give away? I don't know. I, I believe it was. Reed's. Oh, it was Reed's. Yep. It was yeah. 250 start jersey, but then it was actually just yeah, one of his well, practice. It was the 250th weekend yeah. jersey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we give away a Reed jersey for the winner. So join up if you want. Have some fun. Play some uh, from from Fantasy Moto. Amazon widget on pulpmex.com. If you're making a purchase from Amazon, go to the widget on pulpmex.com. Make a purchase through that. We get a small slice of that. Of course, the motorsport guys are on board with us, too. Paul Mex app as well. Marks, you have the notifications back on, so that's good. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, so, all right. Uh, speaking of uh, one of our guys, Intense Cycles, uh, Mex code to save, Paul Mex 10 code to save at Intense Cycles. Uh, Cade, how was your e-bike ride today on the Intense Taser? Uh, zero to one minute. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> one minute. To, like, what have we ride? Two hours? Yeah. Great. You never rode an e-bike before? Never. Right. My Lissa Moore went out with us on a, on a, on my other e-bike. I took the spare one because mine's in the shop getting some suspension work done. So you, Tits, the Tits Legendary bored us his. So the bike that Kate cartwheeled on was Tits's, by the way. I so. didn't cartwheel. I just, I lost the front going down a hill and straight to my face. Dude. Couldn't have happened to a nicer person. Uh, <laughs> you got road rash. You got pretty Dude. good road rash. And you know what's funny is it's in the, I have road rash in the exact same spot on my elbow and my hip. I've gotten it there like probably 20 times. Right. The scar's already there. Yeah. I just scraped the scar off and keep what going. What happened? Just couldn't handle the yeah. E-power? I, man, you know, I was talking to James and then I looked up and saw you climbing out of the little hole that we were going into and we were on a road. Like a like yeah. a dirt road, like a UTV road, right? and yeah, you know, I just I clipped a rock, and then I st- the front end just <laughs> washed going down this hill Lewis, on the rocks. Thirty seconds into the rock, like, like, <laughs> like he got up on the truck, and that was it. He was down. Uh, this down. is why I avoid this stuff. Yeah. I learned a long time ago: don't put yourself in situations where you can potentially make yourself look stupid. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, also at the table here is our buddy James Lissamore. In case you're wondering who the guy with the toque is and on his phone, that's our buddy James Lissamore. I was wondering. Photographer to the stars. So. Oh, discussing e-bikes right now. Um, what do you think though overall? How do you what do you think of the Taser? Like like you mountain bike anyways. You're yeah, you know, regular, I, yeah. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. It was good. I I'm not a very technically good guy on a mountain bike. Like I I enjoy doing yep. it a lot. Yep. Um, but like in the, like the the gnarly sections, like it's so helpful to like get up some stuff that normally like you couldn't yeah. even get up. And then like I think it's just awesome. Like it makes it so like 
you know, James and I are both pretty strong on bicycles. You ride bicycles a lot, but I wouldn't consider you as strong as James and I. And we can all go out and ride together and enjoy being around each other. Like sometimes yeah. I'll go ride with people and it's like I have to wait 15 minutes for them, you know, and it, that's just not me dissing them. That's yeah. Spooky. Yeah. Um, but it, it makes it so much fun to be able to ride with people who are completely different skill levels, yeah. you know? Yeah, they're a lot of fun, man. Uh, everybody I've taken out on one, uh, from Bradshaw to Daniel Blair to Wygant, you name it, they, they've absolutely, they love it. So yeah. And, like, the, the setup of the bike was really good, too. It's not like, you know, the geometry is weird. Like, no. I, I yeah. actually really liked how, how it handled you, and stuff. Did you go to boost for a little bit? <laughs> I boosted, like, once when we were cruising back yeah. through, the, through the rollers, right, man. Right. I, I wanted to boost some of those singles. Yeah, so. it's, it's fun at that. Um uh, all right, yeah. Uh, Publix Ten is the code to save at intensecycles.com. If you want a, a non e bike, you can also save money on that. So, thanks to Intense for for loaning me one to uh, to go have some fun. Um, so, Cade, you're back three years off, of course, uh, for a suspension from the water, folks. Uh, we're not going to get into that. I'll just start yelling and screaming. But three years off of Supercross, you've been up in Canada racing, so you're back at Supercross for 2020. 40th overall qualifier at Anaheim, snuck that thing in. Uh, this past weekend, though, you were 26th. Yeah. Uh, much better. Yeah. Haven't made the main yet. Uh, but overall, how do you feel? Like, how how's it going? What is it tougher than you thought to jump back in? Not really. Like, the practice track, like, I feel really good. Um, I'm confident and comfortable at most of the practice tracks. When I get to the races, you know, the racetracks are so special, like, how they're built and just, like, they're, they're different than yeah. the practice tracks. Oh, for and sure. I was, you know, Kiefer and I had this conversation the other day, and it's just, I think that comfortability of getting to the races and, trying to go fast right away you know you can't get there and lollygag and you can't jump stuff off the side to you know to feel <laughs> no, safe no, like no. you have to you have to just send it and yep. you know our goal was to get to anaheim one healthy and get through the first you know five races healthy so that i can build throughout the season and get back to you know where i think i should be so i mean i'm 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 not happy with, you know, yeah. you know, 40th is not acceptable. <laughs> like that was pitiful by and like two tenths. No, no, less than a, t was less it, than a tenth. Was it less than a less tenth? than a tenth? Yeah. Devin was right there. I mean, it was, uh, Anaheim one just, I don't, I don't know. Like yeah. I just never, like I felt okay, but like right. the speed just wasn't there. Right. Um, but this weekend the speed was a lot better. Um, you know, there's still obviously room for improvement. There was a lot of mistakes made and just too much, too long to do things that are very simple. So there's always, you know, right. there's little things that I can improve on yep. to get so much better. Two rounds in, are you happy or are you saying, fuck my life? Uh, I mean, when I come off the track, usually it's like FML. Okay. But like, you know, once I sit back and I realize like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is, you know, the cards I've been dealt. Like, it's not that bad. You know, a lot of people keep telling me like, you know, this weekend I probably heard, hey, you're doing better this weekend than last weekend. Yeah. It's yeah. like, thank you. I mean, it's hard to do worse. <laughs> but... um you know, I, I expect a lot of myself, yep. so I put a lot of pressure on myself, and sometimes that's just, you know, where the bad result comes from, but, I mean, that's kind of what motivates me, is I know how good I can be, and sometimes I'm at the race, and I'm I'm not even close to where, you know, does my it, potential is. Does it make you mad when that 61 Cowie guy? Well, first of all, when he, OJ's a tabletop. Man, I heard about that. I haven't seen it yet, yeah. but I heard, I mean, I saw him land in the tough blocks, and the best part is two laps later, I crashed, yeah, yeah. and then a kid hit my bike and mangled it. <laughs> so I'm like running uh, across the track trying to get back to the pit to put new bars on so I can make the LCQ, and I look, and I don't see anyone coming, but I'm on the other side of the tunnel, yep. and I start to run, and I just take like a second glance back, and I see the back of a bike go into the tunnel. 
and I'm like, oh no. And I like throw my bike backwards <laughs> and it, sure enough, here comes A-Ray, you know, <laughs> out of the tunnel. He, and he would have smoked me. And that, I was like, uh, wouldn't that, that be it? That the would guy, just be. We lived together and it would have just been like game over. Like he T-bones me pushing my bike across the track. Uh, that would have been amazing. That would have yeah. been incredible. Um, PRMX, you're riding for a Kawasaki team. How's that? Uh, Logan Carr now is on the team. Uh, who else? Cartwright and Cartwright, Matthias yeah. Jurgensen, yep. and then uh, Justin Thompson and Lorenzo Lucrucio on, the, on, the, on the east. east. Okay, yeah. so how's it going? How's that thing going? It's good. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's a work in progress. Um, you know, they got a whole new setup. You know, it's obviously all new guys except Logan on the team this year. So um, we're still all kind of learning, getting our feet wet and stuff. You know, obviously I haven't been at the races, so it's like it's basically like I'm a rookie too. Yeah. So. But I think we can all kind of learn from each other. It's mm -hmm. nice that n it's none of our first years. We can all get to the race yeah. and we can all kind of learn from each other. And, sure. you know, Josh and Josh has been around for quite a while. You know, Logan's a great, great rider, too. Right. So um, it's it's really good. I You know, the bike's great. You know, I did well in Canada with it in yeah. those last couple of rounds. So I, I really have don't, no complaints about the team. It's really I'm just putting pressure on myself to succeed. Bad news. You haven't made a man yet. Good news. You're fourth in the Yamaha LCQ Privateer Challenge that that's, we're doing again. That's it, man. Got to get, got to get it. Yep, got to get that. That's calculated uh, by via the points via the LCQ. Um, and what we're doing is it's uh, four fifty class only. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So twenty bucks gets you a ticket on publicmex.com. You go there. Uh, Works Connection and Michelin and Vortex and FMF and Roost and Guts or uh, I think that's it. Maybe somebody else I forgot. Are all up, up updating the um, the YZ four fifty. If you win it, they're also FXR giving you a set of gear. Uh, we're also giving away a set of fly gear and two Yamaha generators as well. $20 <clears throat> gets you a ticket into this raffle. Um, and 100% of the money goes to privateers like we did last year. So, yeah, and Tignap got thirty-two grand. That's rad. Right? Pretty yeah. good. So pe people, And you know what's awesome what? is, like, every privateer, like, that's an unbelievable, like, thing, to something to win or to do top three in. And they all appreciate it. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, even the dudes who didn't win last year, they yeah. were like, that's so sick for Adam. Right. Or, like, right. Uh, who got third last year? Uh... Okay. The cat got third, Brennan got second, yeah, and or like, maybe it was the other way around. One of those, yeah. And I remember just, I was talking to people about it and like their opinions, and it was yeah. like, you know, it's so cool for, you know, all those companies to step up and, you know, yeah. to just support. Yamaha, bro, two yeah. generators. Well, Phil, Phil was really upset last week because he doesn't have a gen gen generator from Yamaha or a pressure washer Phil, or anything. Everything upsets Phil. Good right. point. Uh, com forward slash Yamaha raffle uh, for that information. 20 bucks a ticket. So, all right, let's uh, let's dive into the St. Louis a little bit. Uh, Roxon Osborne Lawrence, so good guest tonight. Uh, maybe Will Hahn, Jason Thomas will probably join us as well. Um, let's talk track first because you actually raced it, Lewis. Lewis, you didn't race it, right? No, okay. I planned to, but right. they wouldn't give me a uh, yeah. Wait, entry. You, you're Bernard like Kerr, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I didn't race it either. So you did, Cade. Uh, take away this fact that you didn't make the main event, but I liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, that that quad over the table that uh, maybe seven or eight guys did. The rhythm after the first turn had some different options. Whoops were. Good, not gnarly, but good. Uh, I really like this track. The track was great. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was well built. There was a lot of options. Um, the th you know, it sucks because, like, I'm obviously in the B450, and, yeah. you know, the C450 guys kind of get screwed too. But, dude, by the track, by the time we ride the track in practice, it's hammered. Yeah. Like, the 250s get out there and they put some lines, and then once those A450 guys go out, it's smoked. Yep. And, but, like, the track this weekend was built great. It held up pretty mm -hmm. well, I felt like. Right. I felt like it got better throughout the night. Like, if you look in the main, um, in the 450 main, the track, the berms didn't get that rutted. Yeah. Um, yeah, But if you go back disaster. and look at, like, qualifying, it was top-to-bottom ruts. Right. So, I mean, that's cool that the track, you know, yeah. held up pretty good for the main and made good racing. 
like Anaheim where we saw the three three out of the turn or um, a couple other sections. I love when there's differences. The guys who are ballsy and are great can do stuff that other guys can't. And I love options. that. Yes, I love that options. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes me wor- matter than no bowl to turn in, in no bowl berm, no net, and then you come out of turn you just go two two two. Yeah, it's done. And, and you turn around and you go three three or whatever. Like. Yeah. Make it so that we see the very best riders able to use their skill to jump things. And 100%. so far, two weeks in, we've been good. That's so, great. Um, Roxon Lewis finally does it. Almost three years to the day. And was, he's he's going to join us here. But yeah, Kenny Roxon. I was close to like giving up hope. Were you? I was like on the verge of like, oh, I don't know. I don't he know. I wasn't. He comes so close, you know, and he'd won nationals. So I was... I was close. After Anaheim one, I was like, because ha- there was a yeah. lot of hype going into Anaheim one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought, I think I thought he was going to win. I thought he was going to win Anaheim one. I, I think, yeah, an overwhelming majority of yeah. people did. Right. So after that, I was like, oh, right, maybe not. Yeah. But this should now restart his. I wonder. Run I wonder if this gets him going. He. I'm glad well, he didn't win a one. Why? Because I think that it was good for him to go out and lose. Okay. And see, like, okay, and I, not only that, but fade. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I think that's a good thing to learn. You know, if he came in and won the first two rounds like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not always the best case scenario. You know, like how how often have you seen the guy who wins A1 go out and win at the end of the season? Right. You know, yep. look at Barsha last year. and Yeah. Um, he rode great. He I don't know if he made a mistake that whole main event, man. He rode terrific. And he nailed that quad over the table. Yep. Every lap, yeah. except the last one. So. When him and Justin started, Justin started doing that like three or four laps in, it was they significantly pulled away from everybody. Like the, it really helped. They had clear track and everything. And know? then when Justin stopped doing it, that was kind yep. of a difference maker. Yep, yep. Because uh, I actually thought Justin was faster on the rest of the track. Did you? Yeah. And then when he stopped doing that, it was like, oh, and then yeah. Ken goes again. Um, man, he rode good. He rode well. You know what? Last week after Anaheim, he said uh, my suspension was too stiff, and I talked to a Honda guy who told me that on press day, he was like, my I'm, my, my bike's too stiff, and they were and they apparently were like, yeah, we've been telling you, <laughs> his suspension settings were stiffer than what Mookie had. So they this past week he 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 actually raced with Justin Brayton's forks settings, and we saw what happened. So I don't mind a rider giving us a reason on a bike for fading or crashing or whatever. But when they as long as they back it up, you know what I mean. That's when guy in the media I go okay I get it. I was a mechanic for a long time. I get it. Kenny said that to us. Then he changed suspension settings and he backed up. He didn't even need to win to back it up, but just a much better ride, and he did that. So you know something that's like I've always thought is like people do suspension testing on tracks that they ride all the time. Yeah, like if they yeah. they they should not do suspension testing at the Honda test track that Kenny rides four days a week. Where else are they gonna do it? I, I don't know, but that's <laughs> but I'm just saying. You want them to rent the dome? <laughs> oh, no, I'm with, I'm with you. I was a mechanic for a long time. These guys could ride those fucking tracks with their eyes closed, and they ride the same six inch groove around the outside of the track. Mm-hmm. We've all been there and seen it. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. They're I know all what you guilty mean. Guilty of it, right? Right. Like, but what's the what's the what's the alternative? Well, I mean, just like they can go somewhere else. There's. There's, Where Hammett? They can, dude. Come on, like they can find other tracks to go ride. Like they're a factory team, you know. Like they can go rent out, you know, a public Supercross track for a day and do suspension testing on a track that they've never ridden, you know, to show up and because you know that's that's what it takes. You you have to ride a track that you're not totally comfortable on because if you're 100 percent comfortable, you're scrubbing stuff, you're hitting stuff harder than you normally would at a race, and then you get there and your stuff's too stiff. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm with you. And and you also end up, you know, I, I found when I was a mechanic, I think it's the 
fourth time I've said that already, but <laughs> you lose the track. You know, you show up in Southern California, show up in the morning at 9 o'clock, track's water, track's pretty good, throw a couple of water on it. By, like, 1 o'clock, dude, you're done. It is, it's like this. And you, your testing doesn't really apply outside of Anaheim and San Diego back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like as far as what a supercar's dirt is. For sure, um, for sure. So you end up testing and getting lost and in the circle. So I, I'm with you on a little bit. Uh, last week, I was worried about Roxon. I was worried about Tomac. They they did not ride well. I'm no longer worried about either guy. Tomac did not win, but God, that was a garbage start, and he was flying. Well, I mean, what's his average start? His average start is eleven, eleven and a half. You know, yeah, like that's terrible. Mm-hmm. No, but I, what about his ride? I Same mean, his ride was great. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it rode yep. good. I mean, of course, I got to watch. <laughs> uh, Lewis, six practice sessions in, six times AC has been the quickest guy. And the most amazing thing is in uh, St. Louis, he didn't do the 3-2 or 2-3 after the finish. Yeah. And he's still got the fastest time by, what, 7 yeah. tenths? Yeah, Tomac's going 3-2, and yeah. some guys are going 2 I think everyone had, well, Barsha didn't do it till the heat either, but yeah. pretty much everyone had started doing it. Uh, not that many guys, not, I don't think. What, in order his level? I'm going to say everyone. Okay. The people he'd be battling with for the top spot in qualifying. He didn't do it. Man, I'm, right I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I off now, I'm man. not even gonna lie. I didn't even know they were doing it until I watched the main. Really? Yeah. Like yeah. I looked at it in practice, but I was like, because that's where I crashed in the heat race. I yeah. got cross because there's, you know, getting yeah. over that first one was yeah. tough. And yeah. you know, I honestly like it was, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, AC. Yeah, and he's not even like just being the fastest qualifier. He's doing it by ridiculous margins. Yeah. Like I think if you look at normal supercrosses and go back, the last time someone was quicker in time qualifying by this margin was Tomac at Salt Lake City in 2018 or something yeah which means it doesn't happen like you'd think it would happen occasionally yeah like it happened to Daytona and I think the San Diego right. Mudder last year but whatever it would have been really interesting if he like he and we'll talk to Zacco about it but if he had made that pass on Zacco and made it stick Zach went in him ran mm-hmm. it in him the next, and they're fine they talked yeah, yeah. after the race they're fine but if he had gotten through Osborne he, he gets said. in a groove, gets his rhythm going. I don't know if he catches Kenny, but for sure I think he gets second. Yeah, I thought so. I think as soon as that hit him and then you get in that group and, Cade, you know better than anybody as a racer, right? Like you yeah. don't you don't have your clear track. You're not able to put your lines together and all that. And now it was on. Now the battle was on when he couldn't get by Osborne. Yeah. So. He got screwed as well. Like he lost, what, three spots? Like Osborne, uh, AC's move on Osborne didn't really cost Osborne anything right especially once he got him back but ac got screwed mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean that's yeah. i mean that's that was a worst case scenario for a pass back for sure right but i mean right yeah that's that was best well, case for zach because it, you know it gave him that much more space you know he didn't end up losing that much yeah. time to the guys behind him i mean he lost a ton of time to obviously barsha and stuff but uh barsha rode great got second I didn't realize how sick he was, man. In the press conference, I watched the video. He looked like he was going to die. See, I talked to him after the race. Okay, he was signing stuff for fans, and I went over there after the race, and he was joking and happy. And then someone said he was sick, and Wygant said that he was he was covered up with drinking some tea, like <laughs> a, after practice and everything. Uh, so I didn't. Even, but after the race, he seemed fine. Like oh, he I was thought the same thing. I he, spoke to him too. Yeah. I, afterwards, I watched the press conference video. Yeah. And his voice was croaky. And okay. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, but when I spoke to him, he was normal voice after like, press conference yeah 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 he was yeah, like right. and i was the fourth fifth person to get to him to do right. an interview and he was still right right like so, you think you'd especially be over it at that point yeah yeah but good for him so let me ask you guys this though so like where are you at on him winning this thing mm. are we still on a wait and see Cade's on a wait and see basis i, I think like- i think we're wait and see until like round 16 aren't we 
Come on, is, Lewis. Is he, is he Millsaps 2013? I mean... Is that's, this similar? Okay. That's a very similar situation. Okay. And Millsaps was in it longer than anyone thought. What, round 10, I think? He had a red plate too? Maybe longer. Well, that. whatever it was, I think Barsha would take that. Oh, yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, if that's the case. But I think that's what we look to when we try and, like, point to comparisons right. on how this look, is going to go. He's been riding great. I'm still waiting, <laughs> even though it's two rounds in. I mean, I'd give it. I'd give it. I mean, I like Justin a lot. I think his attitude has changed a lot in the last you know, two years. I mean, think about it. Like, what was it? Two years ago, he was a full on privateer at monster cup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I think that kind of opened his eyes. Like I, you know, he used to kind of have that, you know, I'm really great attitude. And now like he, he talks to me every time he sees me, you know, he's yeah. a really cool guy. He hated me too. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Um, he hates him advice. I heard still. He actually <laughs> seems to like me, which I'm surprised at. I'm quite happy about it. Um, are these guys knowing who you are yet or no? This year it's much easier. Oh really? It was, Get into well, it was poor Lewis. No, it was. I can't understand you. First well, of all, that is a problem. But like, obviously, GPS, I walk around and I go in every truck and right. And every other year, I've kind of found it harder. But this year, I seem to be able to go wherever I want, and I'm quite happy. <laughs> so I'm never going home, basically. Right. Okay. I'm when gonna... when are we going to do the music trivia contest later in the show? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. I mean, I'm not, but <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> the last show we had Lewis on, he he didn't know who was in the Beatles. He didn't know who was in Queen. He still don't heard of these bands, but he'd never really thought Queen was a person. Yeah. still do. Hey right. man, I don't know any of the, I don't mm-hmm. know any of those answers. Yep. I mean, what was the band the yep. other night you went and saw on New Year's? Third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind. I actually know who they were. Sarah played. She was in the car when you called me that. Okay. And uh, yeah, she played the song, and I knew I knew I knew who they were. Okay. But I, I mean, I'm not a band it? name okay. person. Um. So wait and see on Barsha. Yeah, he's good though. Just, just maybe not sixteen rounds, but I'd say at least eight. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, and we're not worried about Tomac anymore. We were worried about Tomac. We're not worried. I, mean, I, I never worry about Tomac. I'm ish. You're well, no, ish? I'm not worried. But like, you've got to sort your starts out at some point. Yeah, I think you will. Yeah. Yeah. They were good when they, <laughs> they were good last year. When they introduced the great, yes. it was suddenly like the best thing for ever yes. for him. Yes. So what's changed now? Right. Or is that in know. his head as well? You tell me. And also, the first half of the main event was really good. But once he got to Zach and... Yeah, because... He kind of stopped. Because he was making a run at Zach hard, like going to the front. And then he kind of dropped back by like four or five bike lengths for a couple of laps and just stayed there. And then went again at the end. But I don't know what happened in that five I, lap period. This, this, this goes to my next point I have written down on my sheet here. I have intensity and I circled it. So it means important because I circled it. I think, look, it's two rounds down and everyone's still fresh and froggy and no one really knows where they belong. Mm-hmm. But, dude, I was watching like AP and Hill and Baggett and they're in like 10, 11, 12. And it is fucking balls out, those guys. And, like, I mean, they're back there. So through two rounds, to me, and, I mean, this is a, this could be a recency bias, but I don't remember it being so intense everywhere. Those guys are so pinned. Like, Tomac can't rip through the pack and do, you know. Oh, dude, they're great. Right. Like, they're all so good. Who are you going to rip by? Who, who's the guy that you're just going to say, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to pass him and see you later? Like, Baggett has to fight for everything to get by Hill. Yeah. I mean, you know? they're all, and they're all so close, you know. And, you know, that's something I have written down, too, is, like, all them dudes are the same speed. At some point, they're going to start plowing into each other, <laughs> and they're going to be aggressive. Right. And, you know, at some point, something's going to break, yeah. and, it, you know, it's going to start cr- creating I, chaos. I just think, especially in St. Louis, Louis, it was 
freight train of speed. And what was Tomac going to do? Screw the wrestler field. I got to do Vince Freeze first. Right. That's the whole problem in itself. <laughs> yeah. Then we move on to the other 21 guys. Definitely Anaheim. Yeah, Vince was yeah. was was riding well, but yeah. Did everyone seems to be jumping on that a bit early. What? Uh, the whole Vince Freeze thing. I think Roxon said something in a press conference. Not about Vince specifically, but about how there are now riders who are riding better and harder to get by. Yeah, yeah. And then Barsha right. said something post-race as well. I just, I'm with you, like, I mean, you watch AC and, okay, Roxon's gone, Barsha's gone, they got clear jumps, you know, they're, they're, they're killing it, they're gone. And, well, not gone, but they got a good lead. But then you watch that battle, but Anderson, AC, Osborne, Tomac, uh, Brayton was in the mix up there a little bit. Like, how fast they're going? Where are you going to get by them? <laughs> what, what, what are you going to do? If you want another little, like, positive point on Tomac as well, he was nailing that quad. Yeah, pretty much the whole race. Yeah, so that like that means the arm pump wasn't an issue and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that's right. nice. He got out early in practice, hard oh, and hammered, I, and I think that was an arm pump thing. Yeah, yeah. that's what you do, right? When you when you need that. Hurling does practice. the same in MXGP. Oh, here we go. Okay, so. it's the five thirty two. One one hurling. I'm just so I'm just uh, pulling on my knowledge there. Okay, Jeff. All right. Okay. Yeah, oh, got, got it. Oh. Got it. Got it. Oh. Keep a tally. Uh, that's one. That's one. That Thank actually, you. That actually hurt. Keep a tally. We got some phone calls. Let's get to some some people here. First up is Dan. What's up, Dan? You have a fantasy idea? Oh, my gosh, dude. You are an inspiration to my father. So he took the scores from Anaheim, the top 15 riders, and he lined them up. And he gave, like, first place 15 points, second place 14, third place 13, and so on. So we got my me, my brother, my girlfriend, and my mother. We all picked three riders. So three riders times five, that's 15. We all picked each 15 riders. And we set it up as a points category to uh, you get your three riders and then whatever they scored on that first week, you got those points with it. But then you took the scores of like St. Louis and you made it Olympic scoring. So first place got okay, one I'm, point. I'm out, I'm out. I'm out. I don't know. What, 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 are you, what are you trying to tell me? What do you want to say? You want to. I just like this is a great family game for the people at home. Okay. Well, great. Dude, not, not my family. What? Yeah. You and Pookie can't play this no, together? I'm out. Thanks for the call. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You inspired that somehow. Uh, I, 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 somehow. I, he lost. <laughs> he, he inspired he lost. so many people. Here we go. <laughs> he lost. Oh, Marks, get on that program ASAP from Dan. Whatever Dan just said. No. Build, build that. No. Uh, Jeff, what's up? You want to talk to Kay Clayson? Yeah, what's going on, boys? What's hey, happening? Hey, uh, Cade. Oh, not too much. Is at home making dinner. <laughs> hey, Cade. Uh, Jeff Clawson from Kamloops here. Hey, um, I know... Uh, you had uh, a ton of support and backing and uh, help through your suspension from Milt and Andy and the FXR crew. And uh, for me as a fan of yours um, and interacting with you, I know how good of a guy you are and how kind of involved in the sport you had the opportunity to get in the last little while. But could you speak maybe about your transition into PRMX1 and the just one deal and kind of can you believe, can you around. can you believe how much he screwed? Oh, here we go. <laughs> screwed over at the top. No, no, no. That is not how this works. Nice no, <laughs> you know I. You know it's funny because I am still so close with all of those guys. Um, you know at A one I saw Andy, and uh, you know I I love Milt. You know he's a great guy too. Um, and even you know one of my good friends Carson, he he works at FXR as well, and. You know, I got so close with all those people, you know, they, they took me in under their wing, you know, after I got suspended and I was with them before that. And, 
you know, I had intentions of staying with them as, you know, the rest of my career, basically. Um, and it, there was no bad feelings. Like, the minute I called Andy, um, you know, the head rep over there, uh, you know, to tell him, you know, I, I had to, I had no other option. You know, it wasn't like I could stay in FXR. I, you know, I didn't have the backing to go at it alone to do the series. Um, and, you know, those last few supercrosses in Canada that I was able to do, um, the team, you know, let me stay in FXR, uh, even though that they already had a gear sponsor, um, because I, you know, I had a contract with them and, you know, it was awesome that they let that happen. But for Supercross, it, it just wasn't possible. Why didn't you get FXR to sponsor PRMX? <laughs> that's, that's just not. We're not going to get into that. It, they had they had a great. Why, why can't? Why oh, not? There's something there. Oh, I know. There's something. Let's there. get into that. No, we don't need to get into let's that. Let's get into that. No. That sounds great. Um, but it's uh, you know, the just one. You know, it's a it's a good company, and you know, I I, gear I had looks to make good. the gear switch. looks good. It does, and yep. you know, it works good. You know, I'm happy with it. You know. I haven't had the the chance to meet all the guys over there at that company yet. Um, they're supposed to be coming to some of the California rounds, but it, it was something I had to do to be able to go racing. And you know, all those guys over at FXR they understood and knew that it was what was best for me because if it wasn't, you know, FXR was going to support me through Supercross. I had an offer from them already. They were the first company to sign on with me, but I couldn't sign anything because you know, obviously, I had to figure out who I was going to ride for first and. Um, you know, it's it worked out great for me, you know, and, you know, I hope sometime in the future maybe I'll be back with them. Um, but, you know, for right now, you know, I like the Just One stuff. It's working out good, and I'm happy with where I'm at. And I know Andy and Milton, those guys heard, are happy heard, for me. I heard they're pissed. Oh, yeah, here yep. we go. Um, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Okay, boys, have a great night. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Nick's on five. Nick, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going? What's happening? So, uh... I, you know, I was looking at the last two rounds, and you have AC, uh, the, you know, in Anaheim doing real good, uh, leading for quite a while. And in St. Louis, uh, you've seen him basically without that issue with Osborne, he would have been right up there as well. Do you ever want to uh, change your idea on whether or not AC is going to win a main event this year? Yeah, Marks is, Marks is, I told Marks to delete all references to me saying AC cannot win. And, oh. and in turn, I'm just going to bring them more to light. Right. All uh, no, yeah, bro. I was off. Like, I mean, he's going to win, I think, right? Like, he's, I mean, Lewis, Cade, right? Like, he, he's going to win a race? I think he needs to. The hype demands what he does. No, he um, need to. no he, he's better than I thought, man. He's, uh, he's, he's fantastic. So, yep, uh, I'm probably, well, so far I'm right. So far I'm right. But I think that. But I it's like borderline unbelievable how good he is on the <laughs> yes, 450. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. He's never won a 250 Supercross championship. Of course, we know that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, but yeah, it's he's ridiculous. So. Yeah, uh, I feel like the hype is is here now. You know, compared yeah. to when he came in the 250s, there's all that hype. Well, I agree. Now I think it's it's there. Hey Nick, do you want a Roost MX pulp shirt? Absolutely. All right, RoostMX.net. Use the code Pulp Nation to save money. RoostMX, official sponsor of Benny Bloss on over there on the Rock River Yamaha team. Uh, I want to put you on hold. Talent will get your information and your shirt size, and we'll get you a shirt, all right? Awesome. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's keep knocking out these phone calls while we're here. Paul, you got a question for uh, Lewis Phillips? Yeah. Hey, uh, hey guys. I uh, hope everything's going great down there. Uh, so, Lewis. The first time I called in and talked to you, I asked what was coming new, and you said the post-race podcast. And the next time I called in and, and talked to you, you said that the next yeah, – I asked you what new was coming. Uh, you, then the podcast started last year. So I'm hoping that if I call in and ask you what's new and what's coming up next, there will be something, something exciting as well. 
there is, but it's more like enhancing what we've got. Like the podcast show that we've started is coming along nicely, but I want it to be bigger. And do our- you do like a pulp show of? Yeah, uh, we do now. Oh, Thanks okay. for paying attention. Yep. It's not like we pay you or anything. Right. Like, maybe. So you do a live show? Is live? No, it's not live. Okay, so you don't do a pulp show. Well, it's. Eh. You do a podcast. Eh. You do a podcast. Eh. Well, hey, is this listen, not a podcast? Listen, bro. If you add live, to, to be fair, we were live once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One time. But no, I want to build on that, and then uh, our fantasy game, uh, MX Manager. We've kind of got some big stuff coming this year as well for that. So. I've heard big. good things about that. Uh, you would have heard good things about that. That's that's a good thing. All right, there you go, Paul. Yeah, now the uh, the MX Vice podcast is just comedy gold, and yeah, I I've heard this, and those. I want, I I feel like maybe it's too much comedy gold. Like maybe we need well, maybe we need some well, good comments about the insight and stuff like that. I don't know. Well, well, no, the insight is absolutely fantastic, which is the first reason why I listen to it. But I have to admit that some of some of James's stupid names, I have actually messaged to him, oh, so no. that way he can he can bring them up in the show. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh, that means we can't be friends. And it was going so well as well. Yeah. Oh. Well, all right. All right. Oh. Well, thanks, support everything you do. Thanks, guys. <laughs> have a good night. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, LJ. You want to talk about Kenny Roxon? Uh, yeah. So my question is: after now, Kenny's got this win, and say he's got all his medical stuff figured out. Is this, is this going to start the ball rolling? Because I feel like he's kind of a guy like Cooper. Once he gets a taste of one, yeah. it's just going to keep rolling. Well, Lewis, you said it. You think it is. Well, there's one concern that I have. Whenever someone wins their first race, and technically we can say this is like winning his first race because we're in a new world with him. Uh, they always say getting a second one's harder than the first. So if he doesn't knock out the second one in the next couple of rounds, then I wonder. What do you think, Kate? I mean, it's a confidence thing with that dude. He's either all in or all out. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like, I, you know, I mean, at A1, he faded back to eighth, and then all of a sudden he was, you know, how much did he win by? Like eight or ten seconds yeah. or something? Like, I mean, I, I see him doing pretty well. I think I definitely think he'll continue winning. That's, you know, maybe not every round. Yeah. But, I mean, right. I see a couple more wins okay. for sure. All right, LJ. Thanks for the call, man. All right, thanks. Uh, Scott, what's going on? You want to talk about Arena Cross? I. Yeah, we're uh, AMA Kicker Green across started last weekend in Loveland, Colorado. I was seeing if you guys covered any of that. No, I saw the first round results where uh, Jace Owen won. All what happened last weekend? Do, uh, you know? Jace Jace won the two fifty main, uh, and Kyle Peters won the four fifty main. Okay. Yeah, the Phoenix Honda team is uh, leading the points right now. Kyle Bitterman for the Monster Energy Babbitts Cowie is in third. Uh, Hobbs, New Mexico was last weekend. Some good racing. Okay, it's kind of like I've I've heard that it's kind of like the Canadian arena crosses. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're good races. Like they have you know television and stuff, but the track's super mellow because they have the amateurs racing the same track, so right. it can't be like yeah. you know the old ones. So right, right. you know, KP says that it's good. Listen, um, last year uh, all I heard was that Jace Owen made so much money. Oh yeah, that's what I heard. He just I mean, won, he won so much money, and he you know had to beat Blake Wharton and Freddie Norn. Mm-hmm. And killed it, crushed it. So that's, yeah, that's and there's I mean. more fast dudes this year. Yeah, they got uh, yeah. Bitterman, and that's right. what Sanai's racing too right. in Sanai's East Coast. Yeah. So do you know how we did it? We got Cowie, Forget about Stank Dogs in there. Stank, Stank, Stank's there. Yeah. So no, no drug testing in Arena Cross. Got a, got a podium last weekend in Colorado, also in Iowa. Can, can you imagine oh. Stank in Colorado? Like just oh, is that where's he from? Isn't that where he's from? Washington? No, he's from Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah, Stank Dog in Colorado. I mean, I'm surprised he even made it to the main. 
<laughs> it was very funny. We were actually in his motorhome uh, uh, conversating <laughs> right before the 250 main, and then he whips out a third. I believe, or maybe even a he second. He was doing more than talking. He was doing more than talking. Come on, says. let's be honest. A little, a little talking. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. I haven't seen much on that. I know Kristen Beat. We uh, yeah, she does it. She does it, and yeah. and it's going to be on the show on yeah. TV again. I think at some point. Yeah, FS2 maybe. Uh, we got the the motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment coming up. The X Brand Goggle tear off segment. Did, did anybody talk to that Moser guy? No, but we can figure it out. Okay. Yeah. We also have the race tech rant. Uh, I have just a call for that this week. I, I was gonna. My rant was gonna be the fantasy guy that I blew out today on Instagram. But oh, I think you ranted about that plenty. Yeah, I think I'm fine with that. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, so we'll just we'll struggling. just play this rant. I got a I got a comment I think yesterday. Okay. About, about somebody picking me too. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're was nine, it okay or was yeah, it, it was fine? Oh. He was he was obviously joking. Oh okay. Um, well then that's fine. But like you know, if it's like a joke, yeah. It's like if they're laughing, like ah oh, man, that sucks. Like that's a bummer for you. I had you picked. Like yeah. you know, that's fine. But when you're actually like a complete dick, we we're kicking this guy out. Or, yeah. Did we kick him out yet? Or what's it? not yet? But we will. Okay, we're kicking him out. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I mean, that like I read it and I was like, I couldn't believe it. Dude, like, it's come amazing. On, man. It's so amazing. Like honestly, that somebody like that is such a scumbag. I can't believe that person's like a human being. Like they interact with the other humans and yeah, stuff. It's, like it's not like we go out and suck on purpose. Fuck right. Well, someone tweeted me about somebody letting him down in fantasy, and I retweeted and said, "Believe me, he's feeling worse than you are." Whoever yeah. the writer was, you know. Yeah, so, I remember. Uh, Kay Clayson brought to you by Scosche Industries, innovators of award-winning consumer technology, power sports, car audio, and accessories, and are also proud sponsors of the Rockstar Energy Husky team. Jason Anderson and I. We're Skosh supported. I'm Skosh supported. You got me some Skosh stuff, and it's rad. I, I love did. it. Uh, join us in celebrating 40 years of business by visiting Skosh.com to get a 25% discount on our lineup of phone mounts, chargers, and cables, power sports, clamps, and mounts in a brand new uh, modular charging system and more. Pulp 2020 is the code to save uh, at Skosh.com. S-C-O-S-C-H-E.com. Skosh. Pulp 2020 is the code to save. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. And they're bringing you Cade Clayson and ProFilter as well. Uh, ProFilter is now on board with the Geico Honda team. They are also the Moto Concepts uh, Bullfrog Spas team. Do you know there's a real option for riders to avoid cleaning an air filter ever again, Lewis? There is? Yes. Wow. Can you imagine an alternative way that eliminates the time and chemicals required to clean oil filters? I probably could if I tried to. If you haven't brought a pro filter, maybe you've been roosted too many times, Lewis. Maybe I have. ProFilter has been active in the industry for the last decade and manufactures top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side-by-sides, and everything in between. Uh, I have um, uh, these in my bike, in my Blue Crew, and I take it out of the bike and I throw it away. And then I put another ProFilter in, and it is fantastic. You just throw it away? It is great, yes. Really? Yeah. They're one-use filters. Or they have the regular ones, too. Oh. They're all oiled and everything. Are they, like, biodegradable or anything? Sure. I actually can't imagine that. What's that? I actually can't imagine that. Yeah, see, Lewis can't even imagine that. I actually can't. Right. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, profilter.com. Uh, pulp 20 at checkout to save. Pulp 20 at checkout to save. Profilter.com. Uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. Okay, speaking of tweeting you. Oh, God. Jack, is this, you say you're the guy that tweeted Cade about fantasy? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. And I just wanted to say I really appreciate Cade for, uh, you know, taking it as a joke. Of course it is. I'd never go out and really, you know, Meaningfully try to hurt the guy. I, you know, we all get it, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna just tell him, you know, like I did in the comment. I'm gonna be picking him in two weeks as soon as I can, because you know we got faith in him. He's gonna uh, put he's it in. He's gonna keep being get a some fif- points. He's gonna keep being a 15 handicap. Keep, <laughs> keep picking him, right? Exactly. Yeah, you keep giving that handicap, and uh, we'll keep uh, you know making points. 
listen, you improved 14 spots from Anaheim 1. If you go 14 spots again, you'll be 10th overall yeah. at Anaheim exactly. 2. Should exactly. be no problem. And Perfect. Right. All the points I needed. Yep, there we go. Uh, I appreciate it, Kate. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. Lewis, you said Pulp Mix Fantasy is actually going well for you. Oh, I'm killing it. <laughs> like, What's the definition of killing it? You okay? Um, do you want me to pull up my results quickly? Have you got any hold music that you can play? Two seconds. It's not like we're busy, are we? That's what was terrible. the winning score on the weekend? 260? Nah, uh, it was like 283. Oh, okay, then maybe I was 260. Which is still pretty close. good. It's still pretty good. Well, normally, every other year I have this issue where I get like between 190 to 205 every single week. So not terrible, but not good. Right. Are, like, you, are I, you me? I literally, like every other year, <laughs> I literally me? could not get away from that. Like I'd have a terrible week and still get that score and then have an amazing week and somehow still get that score. Uh, this week, we're going straight to the top. So Okay, Marks, yep. what'd you score? Uh, I don't know. It wasn't good. What'd you score, Liz? Two oh six for Liz. That's My, not, I was right around. I was right around there. How many? How many riders play like while they race? Do you Marty think? plays. Does he? And by the way, are the wheels off the Marty wagon? So that's something else I had written down. Okay. Like, what's the difference between Marty is it Geneva that he battled with? Brady? Yeah. Geneva Marty and Marty now. I mean, like he, he was he, like him and JB in and SX right now. I don't feel like are on the same level. He's crashed more times than me. That's dude, impressive. He, it's been rough for Marty. It I, has. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's my thing. Like what, like what is so different between JB's great at those overseas races? Marty was just as good as him, and then you come over here and JB is, you know, I'm just comparing him to JB because that's who he right. raced against. Yeah, yeah, but, no, that's a fair thing, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't. You know, I think Marty's a great rider. He's great on a 450. You know, I don't, I don't know. Like, but you know what? Let's. Uh, I'm gonna. Talon, I just sent you Marty's number. We gotta try to cold call him. <laughs> right. Tell him who's here and what he's doing because he probably doesn't know anything about like what's going on. Marty probably doesn't even know me. It doesn't matter. Just it's 849. We got Kenny coming up, or it's 849 on the west on the east coast, I should say, and and Kenny's coming up shortly. So we don't have a lot of time, but we gotta get Marty on the phone here. Kay Clayson, Lewis Phillips in studio, of course. Uh, Pulp Mix Show presented by Motorsport.com, and the folks at uh, Fly Racing. I have not said BTO yet, so I've done a good job through three weeks. You Marks. haven't. I haven't. My tweets have. Your tweets have. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it right. Oops. Do you think uh, Scott and Kellen, who were here from Motorsport.com, do you think they left wondering if they invested in the right show? <laughs> I, I can't imagine they wouldn't have. Right. Uh, right. Seeing this janky setup. But, right. Right. So, exactly. Uh, for some reason, they're putting on good faces, though. Got a good uh, poker face. Jason Anderson got a quiet third, huh? I don't feel like we're talking about Tomac. Great ride. We're talking about Roxon. barsha has got the red plate. AC, fast as balls. Osborne, good ride. No one's talking much about Anderson. Well, Good job. That's what Anderson said in the press conference. He's like, what do you go, 5-3? Five, 5-3. Five, three? Five, three. You know, he's like, I've had the most drama-free first two rounds, he feels like, of anybody. <laughs> yeah. Which is basically true. Yeah. You know, he did better than a lot of guys right. uh, who should have won Anaheim 1, you know. Yeah. He did better than them at right. Anaheim 1 with a fifth. And then this weekend, you know, he just rode his race and got third. That's, yeah. That's solid. I mean, I, I think it's going to start good start, Lewis. Yeah, I feel like this will be his season as well. Like third through sixth quietly most weeks. Mm -hmm. And then maybe one or two wins if the cards fall his way. Right. Like right. that is just exactly what I see him doing. Yeah. So he's on track. Absolutely. Uh, no answer from Marty. Right, Lone Wolf? No answer? 
No, no answer from Marty. Did it go to voicemail or just ring? It just it rang and then went to voicemail. And did it play Ecuadorian national anthem when it went to voicemail? No, no. Did it say this is Marty Davalos? It was just a generic voicemail. Oh, okay. Marty sets it up. Might have changed his number. He might have right. given you the wrong number. He probably did. That's yeah. something Thanks. I could see someone Thanks, doing to you. Uh, all right, Ken Roxon coming up here shortly on the show. Um, so uh, Steve Astafan was in studio a couple weeks ago, the agent for Kenny and Adam and everything else. And uh, Kenny called in, cold called in, to talk mm-hmm. about Steve and everything else, which was cool. And then we uh, asked the fan, mentioned that, hey, Kenny, I'm looking around here, and I don't see one of your jerseys here. There's no jerseys for Roxon. I don't have one. And then I would like one, but I'm not going to ask one. Most of these have a meaning to me or you know, something special or they're old school mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and then uh, Kenny said that you're going to get the first the jersey off my next win, my, my, my first win since the injury. Which is big. Big jersey. Like that's, I didn't, a, that's a jersey I keep in my house. Okay, absolutely. Well, no, I made a joke that I would uh, uh, take JT's jersey out. Yeah, yeah. And Ken's. I listened to the show. Oh, you did listen to that I one? Did. I did. Okay. Yeah, did I you listen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys are both looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking oh, about? You were just telling a story. <laughs> yeah, but, like but, but can I get a, some sort of fucking confirmation <laughs> that I you thought know, you wanted to explain what was going on? Yeah. I just. I was getting nothing but blank <laughs> stares back. No, I know. Yeah, you told, you, you told him you'd take JT's jersey down. You know, okay, so. Which is good. Don't try Marty again. We're fine. Tell him. Uh, but if Marty does call back, tell him I'm still on the wagon. All right. But if you, it's it's we're getting we're taking on water. Hopefully uh, the wagon doesn't crash the, like Marty because that would be catastrophic. The wagon has some wobbly wheels right now, but I'm staying on it. Okay, so everyone's blew blew me up and Kenny on social about this win and the jersey, the and dude. I didn't say a word. And I interviewed him afterwards. And I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want that jersey. I, like keep it, Kenny. Like it means more. Like that's a big deal. If you want to give, if you want to give me a jersey, cool. But you don't have maybe to give, give me the same, the same color, the same jersey that you wore, but not the exact one. Well, that wasn't lit kit, was it? Don't you yeah. Think? Well, what happened to the lit kit thing? We, we made some changes. <sighs> the executive level. That's a that's a good privateer winning award. Right, right. I have one in my uh, living room. So okay, so Kenny's coming on here shortly. I'm not going to bring it up, or someone bring will it up? though. Like a fan is going to mention it when they call in. And make it very awkward for you. So I'd prepare for that if I was you. I'm not. I don't. I'm, I don't think it's that awkward. It, Kenny offered it. You know, if yeah. someone brings it up, you know, it's not like Steve's like, "Hey, man, I need that jersey like ASAP." You know, <laughs> if Kenny wants to give it to him, he'll give it to him. If not, like you know, like Steve said, it's not that big of a deal. I feel like that's a thing for him to keep. That's a big deal for him. That's a memento. For Champagne sure. soaked, three year wind drought, supercross wind drought. You mm-hmm. know, so that, I don't know. You right? think he would want that? I'd imagine that when he crossed the line, his first thought wasn't, oh, I better keep right. his jersey nice. Right. We'll see. He's coming up here shortly in six minutes. See how this, see how, see how this goes down. Oh, the countdown's on. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, tense. Are I've you, never seen Steve so nervous. Are you, how many times are you going to ask him about GPs? Uh, not many. Okay. No. Will you keep it down a little bit? Like. Yeah. That was okay. actually before my uh, journalistic career. So. Oh, that's a yeah. big word. Yeah. Is it a word? I don't yeah. even know. How, uh, old, how old was he when he raced the GPs? He was young, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, like 15 and a 15. half when he debuted. I was at his second ever GP in Teuschenthal. And did, he, like did he come out in like 15? Yeah, 09. Oh, wait a Did he come out when he was 15 and win? Yeah, he went 2-2 two, two at Teuschenthal. Yeah, that was the first win. Yeah, he went 2-2. Two, two. Two. Oh. Um, yes, he won at 15. Uh, and then... Champion two years later? Uh, 2011. So. 2011? Two years later. Yeah, two yeah, years then, later. Right. Yeah, 2011, the year that he did West Coast here right. and then went back. And that's why, like, Lewis, like, everyone talks about fucking hurlings this and hurlings that, and there's so many people that just want to fucking gag on hurlings cock. So many people like that. And I get it. The dude's awesome. 
He's yes. one of the best motocross racers in the world. Yes. But when Roxon left, they were the same age or close to it, and Roxon was beating them. Yes. Yeah, I can. And so can we? Like, I know, but Kenny's had, but Jeffrey's had injuries, and Kenny's had injuries, and all of that. Hurlings is gnarly. I don't want to make this sound like Hurlings isn't gnarly, but can we stop gagging on his cock because he literally beat up on a bunch? Tommy Searle gave that him. That was all- what I was going to say. Yeah. Tommy Searle gave him almost everything he wanted. Now he beat him, but Searle they had some oh, great yeah. races. They had some great races. On and off the track. Yeah. Then Hurlings crashes a bunch. Then he beats up on a bunch of kids for a bunch of wins. Then he goes to MXGP. And yep. he has an amazing season. No, second year in the class. Yeah, amazing season. Got hurt before and got hurt yep. after. Couldn't win his home. Couldn't oh, wow. You <laughs> all personality. Jesus. <laughs> couldn't win Couldn't win in the sand in his home Jeep, in his home MXDN race. Couldn't win. Yeah, but. Koldenhoff has beat him at Redbud. Koldenhoff beat him in a, a, at Disney Nations. Yeah. Uh, the guy is gnarly. <laughs> He's an all-timer. Don't get me wrong. You but, let me know when you want me to chime in here. Hey, question. When they, I when, just. Can we just. Stop it with hurlings. I would say, like, no one was going on like this in MX2 because everyone realized that right, the, the right, guys had left. Right, right. No, but now weren't... he's beaten Caroli by 40 seconds. Caroli's 600 okay, years and old. Geyser, right. And Geyser tends to maybe crash right. from time right. to time. No visor, Geyser. I'm not sure if anyone's noticed, but <laughs> there's a yard tip over. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but I feel like. So now I feel like you can say it because. He's doing phenomenal things against okay. phenomenal riders. Okay. But back then, yeah, whatever. Like, Okay, but Kenny like, left. Well done, you beat Boutron around Learop. Yeah, <laughs> wow. but that's what I mean. And, and Kenny beat him when before Kenny left. Yep. Now Hold on, I just need to text him and say sorry for what I just said, and please like talk to me when I, I just No, the guy's all-timer. Well, first of all, take all his MX2 wins and divide them in half, and that's his real <laughs> win total. Okay. okay, that's maths I can't do, but right. I'll get someone on that. I just, yeah. Yeah, okay. I know. I okay. agree with you. All right. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jake. What's going on? What's going on, boys? You got a question for uh, Lewis Phillips? <clears throat> not really a question, okay. but uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not here to you know, I guess gag on his cock. But he's he's doing a good job um, this year uh, announcing. So we got him for one more weekend or what? Lewis, what do you, the, the Lewis here in studio? Yeah, he doesn't announce anything. No, I'm not that good. Uh, anything. Oh shit! He you th- sounds just like the guy. No, he's think- Australian, isn't he? Yeah, he's Australian. <laughs> he's not even English. <laughs> well, who cares? I mean, Lewis and Studio's doing it. good too. Lewis and Studio's yeah, doing good it, too. Yeah. No, listen, uh, Jake, uh, Lee Diffie, uh, he's re- he's back. He's back this weekend. Then he's uh, then he's out. But Lee Diffie's a great announcer. He is. He's a motorsports uh, icon uh, announcing guy. So Wait, he's back this weekend. Then he's out. Yeah, oh. Ralph's doing the rest of them. So. I just jumped on. Where, where's Lewis from? Uh, he's from England. Yep. Well, I mean, is this a Paul MX crony or what? No, MXVice.com. He covers the GPs. Oh, Vice. Oh, we're good. Okay. All right, All right okay. Come on, I got back on track at the end. Wow. We were so right. lost. Thank you, man. Yeah, have a good night, guys. All right, thanks. We, we should have just rolled with that. Yeah. That you were I mean, I'll actually, take any compliment I can get. We should have just rolled the fact that you were Lee Diffie. Yeah. Right. The compliments are few and far between, so if I have to be someone else, I'll do it. <laughs> right, okay. Why is he leaving? Uh, he's got stuff to do. He's got, like, real announcing to go, too. 
What? Yeah. I have thoughts on this. so much better than Ralph. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have thoughts on this, but I don't think we've got time if we... No, we don't have time. No. Uh, Vertex Pistons, uh, every OEM, uh, KTM and Husqvarna 2-stroke come stock with a Vertex Piston from the factory. Uh, email sales at pivotworks.com to get a deal on a Vertex Piston 2-stroke, 4-stroke, whatever it is. They've got it high compression, GP style. Uh, if you're looking for a piston kit for your motorcycle 2 or 4-stroke, Vertex Pistons will have you covered. They're bringing you our first guest of the night. This is the big winner from St. Louis, the talk of the pits, the talk of the sport right now. It's Kenny Roxon. What's up, man? How are you? What's going on? I'm really good. Thank you. I knew you just called in a couple weeks ago, but dude, it's it's your first Supercross win in three years. We had to, we had to make it happen again, so thank you. Yeah, no problem. Of course. Uh, Lewis, did you cover Kenny in the GPs or no? Uh, no, you, you I was were, like 11. You were, you were gone so, by then? Okay. Yeah. Are you I was going? with an air horn. Okay, all right. Yeah. All Not right. quite the same thing. Uh, you have to excuse Lewis, though, Kenny. He's a huge Hurlings fan. Oh, so you can't just, do that to you, me. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that to me. I mean, I just read all your stuff on Hurlings, Lewis, all the time. I mean, I can't really write about Roxham considering he's not in GPs. Like, I guess. That doesn't I really guess. go with my GP coverage. I guess. So, uh, anyway, Kenny, uh, how's it feel, man? A couple days later. You there? Um, Steve, sorry, Steve. Say that again. Sorry, my uh, thing just died. My headphones just died. Oh, sorry. no problem. Uh, how do you feel a couple of days later, man, now that uh, you've had it all sunk in? Really good. I mean, I feel awesome. And, you know, you get... Headphone, we got... Hey, you there? Oh, boy. Uh, what is the banging? Try Kenny again. What was that banging? Uh, his headphones, definitely. He was definitely, like, on his headphones. And, you know, then he was, the phone was super far away. So whatever it was, it was because his headphones just died. Oh, like a Bluetooth thing. Yeah. yeah. Try him again there, uh, Lone Wolf, please. Um, you like how I threw you under the bus there? Yeah, straight away. Yeah, That's like good. That, yeah. Especially considering said- I've now got to go and interview him this weekend. I'm actually going to the Honda track on Thursday. Could, could you maybe put the Hurlings jersey away when you go interview him? I actually don't. I don't collect jerseys like yourself. <laughs> this is so. a studio. This <laughs> is a studio. I'm not, uh, I'm not one of those guys, so. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, let me... Uh, all right, try, try him back. Um, I'm interested to see. Uh, have you seen the track map for this weekend? Yeah. How does it look? Good. I haven't looked yet at it. Is it tight? It's, it's is it more open this is one? Is it okay? Because Anaheim one was tight. Yeah. Tighter than I thought. This weekend was a little tight too. But that's that's fine. Yeah. It slows it down when it's super when right. it's open like that and those yeah. short stadiums. The track's right. too short. Yeah, yeah. And then they do 30 laps. <laughs> That's a good point, right? Yeah, yeah. 28, 28 laps. I mean, what they do? Right? What they do? 24 this weekend? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like all right, we got Kenny back. Hey, what's up? Sorry, you're hey, sorry. Uh, my call just dropped. I have no idea why. Now we hung up on you because your your headset didn't work, and you were sounding like you were 18 miles away from your phone. I can see that. I can see that. Okay, a <laughs> couple days later, right. you've done yes. it. How's how's it feel, man? Um, no, it it is amazing. Um, it's like I said, you know, in 2016, it's almost like I got addicted to winning, and also 2017, <laughs> you know, those couple of rounds, and you get this first little taste back, and it just makes you want so much more. Um, having said that. We went back to work today. I was out riding and stuff, yep. and felt good. And um, just trying to just trying to keep the momentum, the ball rolling. Just feel good on the trying to feel good on the bike all the mm-hmm. time and things like that. But I've gotten so I mean I don't know if other people or riders or whoever is sick of seeing my freaking face on Instagram and all over the. I mean it's not like it's in my control. You know what I mean? But right. I feel like it's been kind of crazy just getting blown up on the phone, which is great. You know I mean it's. it's it's great. I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed these last couple of days for sure. I think everybody was happy for you. Probably a few of your key competitors weren't, you know what I mean? But other than that, I think everybody in the pits was stoked that you got it done and, and wanted you to win. And, and you've come so close since your injury, of course. And so, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a feel good story, I think. Uh, 
you know. That's why this race felt so long too, right? Like, yeah. I've you know I've led before for quite a bit, and but the crazy part was like when once I went in the lead, I had no yes it was a, and you didn't I didn't want to mess up and it's a long race whatever but I had no doubt in my mind which was right. I think key you know what I mean I just laid out lap after lap and I wrote a really clean race I didn't really make any mistakes and I was fast on top of that so it was. It was fun, man. It brought back good memories, that's for sure. Yeah, I was going to ask you how long it felt, but, yeah, you just answered that. It was going forever oh, for you. <laughs> I said in the conference, every time I went over the finish line jump, the, the, it was like a magnet, but you always, I always saw the tower with the timer on it, right? Yeah, yeah. So first half of the race didn't go by, and then you have like 8 plus 1, which is like freaking 15 laps. Obviously, I'm over-exaggerating, but I'm saying the lap time was just short enough to where – you, you'd go another lap, and it was almost it was like the same minute still, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it just it took forever for the race to go by, and obviously with a couple laps to go, I mean with a few laps to go, I kind of just backed it down a little bit, and I'm like, okay, let's just hit our marks here because the track, yeah, it wasn't Anaheim rough, but towards the end, you know, the the in between the jumps, like it just gets those. It wasn't necessarily super deep rut, mm-hmm. but sometimes you have those notches that you don't really see you know what i mean so i was just really trying to hit my marks and not do anything silly i'm also happy for honda uh for eric uh for sam uh dan who's no longer there lars my mechanic mechanic jordan his first race right his first 450 win yeah. yeah that's awesome for those guys man i mean you know they, they've invested a lot of uh time and money into you just as you have to them and and everybody's been working to this goal and that's cool for all of those guys i've been there on the team you know and i know how it feels so that's awesome uh, i'm really happy for all of honda and- Everybody works overtime, and they're just like, there's nothing that they don't do. Like, they don't shut anything down. Mm-hmm. They just, whatever I want them to do, especially when it comes to if I want to ride on Christmas, I want to ride on New Year's, doesn't yep. matter. Like, yeah. we're, we're there. So it was so good to just pay them back because I feel like I know they have been putting in the work, and I have too, and I'm doing everything I can, but mm-hmm. I, ha- I haven't been able to show it. You know what I right, mean? That's what's right. so freaking frustrating. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a question for St. Louis winner Ken Roxon uh, on the line. Um, uh, brought to you by VertexPistons.com. So uh, how did you end up with such stiff suspension? You talked about it in the press conference, told me about it. Uh, I talked to a Honda guy that said the same thing. Was it? I know it's safety issues and everything else and, and from your injury and everything else, but, man, I mean, obviously you were feeling good with it, right? But holy smokes, I guess it was, like you said, stiffer than Malcolm. Well, here's a couple of things. Um, I had a um, – uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that play a role in that. So mm-hmm. basically with just the setup, link-wise, and everything that I wrote last year, the geometry and stuff, it was a little bit, like, different than stock, or it made it different than stock, right? And um, yep. so it, I had my struggles with things like that because it was blocking a lot. Like, it was just a lot going on. So then we eliminated that with the new link, and that was a lot better in the initial part. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I still had the, the same geometry. Like, it basically still had the, a lot of the same characteristics but I was able to go a lot stiffer in my shock dampening wise. Okay. So I had basically like, we made a change and made a change. And then I'm like, dude, I kind of want like, I want like a big step. So then we went the big step, right? So I was kind of in between those two things, but I'm like, Hey, this is California. It's right. hard. The track's hard, whatever. I'm going to go to Florida and I'm going to need it. You know, I'm always, you know, every time you set up your bike over here and you go to Florida, you're like, man, I need to go a lot stiffer. So I kind of yeah. stuck with it. And then literally, um, just before, I don't know how many weeks ago, but 
So basically, after my testing and whatnot, I went to a different link. Again, I would never change the link because it's really difficult when you have a link set up. The curve of it, you basically set your shock up to that link, right? So mm-hmm. most of the time, when you put in a different link, it doesn't really work out with the same right. shock if yep. the curve is different, right? Sure. So um, I ended up with a link that was same, same, but different, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I ended up with it, and then it started raining, and I didn't really have that good of days, and it was stiff, and it made, I don't know, I was kind of just like, you know, let's not freak out. Um, I had all my good days in Florida pretty much on a different link setup, right? So okay. I went to this link, and I'm like, yeah, I think this will work. It fixed a couple of things, but then there were a couple of bad things, too. So I'm like, I'm just going to stick with it now. And then, you know, it started raining before Anaheim, so mm-hmm. we couldn't really ride. I was up in Utah, and right. nobody was really riding supercars, and... So it was one of those things, even when you think of, like, three weeks before Anaheim, I was just like, man, I don't really want to, like, freak out and, like, turn things things upside down and retest and do all this stuff. So I'm just going to stick with it, do my thing, show up to Anaheim once, see where we're at. Well, sure enough, you know, we were just a little bit on the the gnarly side, you know, a little bit too far left field on it. Yeah. And we had to fix that. So we came up with a plan. That's why it was, obviously, I wasn't happy with the sixth place, but I wasn't overly frustrated because i know what i'm capable of but at the same time i was like guys did you see what happened out there like the bike was riding me instead of me riding the bike so we came up with a plan and we and even then it's you know you write those two days there's a million ways to skin a cat and just because you have two long days at the test track doesn't mean you hit hit it dead on and some of the shock changes like it takes a long time and you have to rule a lot of things out and there's so many different ways of doing it so um, it, it's a little bit stressful mm-hmm. on that side just because you show up to the race again. And even when you think, you're like, oh, this is good, like I feel good or whatever, you still got to prove it in the race. It's always different race conditions. The tracks are different. The tracks get more beat up than anywhere mm-hmm. else. You know, in California, the tracks are so hard. You get normally get to the base where it's rock hard and then it just stays the way it is. Right. Um, so, I don't know. It's just a combination of things. And during practice, we were messing around with clickers. And even that, like sometimes the clickers, they make a big difference. So if you're off a little bit and basically flip-flop with some of the like high-speed, low-speed, all that kind of stuff, yep. um, it can make for a big difference where you're just not comfortable. With so luckily we made some good changes be- actually in the, I don't know if it was the last practice, but mm-hmm. going into the heat race, I basically went with another change and right. left it from then on. All right. Uh, do you feel like you're truly comfortable now or do you think there's still work to be done and like you can get your setup even better than this moving forward? Um, I'm, I'm de- I definitely think we can get uh, better still. Uh, it, I was comfortable enough to ride the main event, like uh, uh, the parade lap, right? And I was like, oh, this is like more like what I'm not used to, but this is like more what I was looking for. So I kind of had confidence going into the main. But I do still believe we can, we can get better. But at the same time, sometimes with the time that you have, you can only get so good and comfortable. And right. if you're barely comfortable, then it's worth leaving sometimes you know because no bike is really ever perfect it needs to be rideable and you need to be need to be able to expect what it's going to do well as a former mechanic thank you for saying that no bike can ever be perfect because being on a team with chad reed for a long time i thought bikes (laughs) could get perfect i I, i'm I'm glad you said that (laughs) yeah and a lot of things that you think about that should make sense in theory yeah and look like that on paper right. and then you go and ride it it doesn't always match up so sure, sure. it's very easy to get lost and and stuff like that yeah for sure ken we talked about this a little bit ago um with testing suspension how what, what's your thought on testing suspension at a track that you're that you ride all the time and that you're 100 percent comfortable on 
compared um, to like riding a new track, like say heading to a different track in Florida or a different place in California? Um, well, it depends. It, you know, the good thing is that the tracks you have done, you know, a lot of laps on. I mean, sometimes you don't have a different option. You know what I mean? Like, especially in California, like tracks are shutting down and, you know, at least going to our test tracks, we have it. We can water it when we want to. For example, like if you go to Milestone, you always have to wait and there's a crap load of people. And sometimes in between changes, the track changes a lot. And then once the track's gone, it, it's like, you know, sometimes yeah. the, the, the day is over. So one good thing about when you have a lot of laps on a track is that from your base setup, and you know how that works there. And when you do changes, you can really pick out what, what's better and what not. Um, on the other hand, I don't, I don't know if anybody gives it that much thought, right? Like when we go to Florida and we do our big tests there, we have two tracks to choose from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, other than that, I mean, what else are you going to really do? You know, it's yeah. kind of like what's um, available to you and what, what do you think makes the most sense? I know it costs some money. Do you like it when Honda gets the lights out and you do some stuff at night? Well, we haven't. I haven't done that yet. Got, but you, I know they it, used to do that back in the day. I thought they did it with you a couple of years. ago. Okay, all right. No good. No way to go, Matt. Just for like practicing at night. Yeah, they they a few times they've rented generators, uh, got some lights, uh, and watered the track at night and run a whole supercross I, program. I, just, yeah. I actually just talked about that with those guys last week or a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And what they said, it's really difficult because it doesn't really matter how many lights you got. What What is the ideal situation is if the heights hang, lights hang really high, right? Yep. And yep. it shines from the top because that eliminates a lot of the shadows. So when those light, like say you have those poles, right? And right. they go all around the track and whatnot. It's sometimes it just still isn't enough to sure. have like deep, like pretty good vision, especially, you know, when the tracks get cupped out and yeah, it starts yeah. drying a little bit, they all look the same. So, you can't really see it that well. So I think the ideal situation, like in the stadiums, I mean, obviously there's a lot of lights, but they right. hang super high. So it's really good. But, you know, I don't know. Right. I know Stu back in the day, he had lights too. I don't really know what his setup is. Right. But those were probably most likely maybe not, like, portable ones. Yeah. Day, you know, well, they less. might be, like, legit ones that are really high and, like, made for this kind of stuff. There so. was uh, there was no, 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 no money spared back then, Kenny, at, at yeah. lights <laughs> and stuff and everything. Yep. Uh, we got a call for you on line one from Brian. Hey, Brian, what's going on? What's your question for uh, Ken Roxon? Hey, Kenny, first off, I just want to say congratulations on the win. I think all the fans are really happy for you, so good work on that. Thank you. Um, hey, so I was watching the night show, and I noticed in the main, uh, Zacho got a good start, and you were kind of chasing after him, and Zacho got a little bit scrappy, and after the finish line, he uncorked a 2-3, and it seemed like he was the first guy to do it. Did you kind of catch up on that? Because I noticed uh, no, no. a couple laps we later you were, you were pulling it. No, we, they were doing it yeah. in practice. A bunch of guys were. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And, and Eli was going 3-2 into it, although he had to go a bit high. But, um, yeah. yeah. Kenny, were you, able to get, uh, were you able to go 2-3 and go to the inside, right? That was the, that was the move, right? Yeah, I actually really like so when you, you know when you go two two and then one, yep. it kind of it really throws off the the rhythm throughout the entire track. I really like the three into that tunnel jump because it boosted you really high, mm-hmm. and it was fairly easy. Like if it, that's one of the jumps, if you come up a little bit short and case it, that's where a lot of crashes happen because you're kind of leaning right. So if you case it, it kind of steps out to the right. Um, 
I really liked how that jump sets you up. And the good thing was they haven't, I feel like they haven't done as good in the past. It really gave us a bit of a dirt bank, to, uh, like bank off of, right? Okay. Because sometimes they make it so thin to where you that deteriorates and then you're pretty much hitting like the metal on the bottom there. You know what I mean? That yeah. can cause slaps and stuff too. But I I really like that section. I mean, in general, I actually really like the track this week and I think it made for a lot of different rhythms and things like that. You know, right. I think it was really good. Yeah. So I'm noticing that the tracks this year seem so far a little bit more difficult and challenging for you guys. And I'm noticing guys making more mistakes and stuff. And from a fan's perspective, I think it just makes viewing uh, a little bit more fun. But what's your perspective on that? Do you feel like the tracks are a little bit more difficult or technical this year so far? Or What do you think, Kenny? Do you like um, that? I, you know, it's really difficult to say because it is really hard to always copy from track to track and get the same kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it really just depends on dirt. There's so many things to take in consideration. And I think as a track builder and the people that design the places, they try and do their best. And then they have something in their mind, right, to do a track. Yep. But then it doesn't play out the way they thought so. What I have noticed is that, and it seems like what they're going to do, some of the out-of-the-turn jumps are really close to the berm. And then on top of that, they're trying to slow the track down a little bit by building taller jumps, like mm-hmm. higher and steeper, which for this weekend was good. Um, and I mean, right. define safe, right? Nothing yeah. is ever yeah. really safe. Right. But at the same time, it makes it gnarly when you look at the track because I said the same thing, actually. There were a couple of these five-footers. I'm like, dude, they get bigger and bigger every <laughs> single year. It's insane. And even this weekend, were you on track walk, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, you do track walk right, and everything just looks oh. massive, right, and tall. And I'm right. like, dude, what the heck? Well, that- even even K, the two doubles across the start line, yeah. those are just triple length, or were yeah, they? Yeah, they were triple length. I think so. Yeah, yeah. but dude, they, they look they look gnarly. Small, but like, even like you're talking about the five footers, like out of the first turn on the very first lap, you went double and then big to big. That big to big was insanely massive. Like those yes, those five was. footers were easily close to six footers. Right, right. It was. You know what was tough because they put these little knuckles on the inside, right? Where we kind of like yep. hop over the first one. But if you roll that one, they make it just big enough to where it kind of throws things off a little bit, right? And then you jump that little double, but that little double is really hard to judge that way. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you'll come up like a little bit short, right? And then I've noticed with that five to five, if you come up a little bit short, it was almost impossible to make just because that thing shot you so high. Oh, my teammate cased it so bad on a 250. <laughs> he, it was so bad. <laughs> so bad. If you don't dump that double perfect beforehand, you literally have to give it everything. It was right. like almost impossible to overjump pretty much. Well, Cage, you almost went four right at the end oh, of that. Oh, four out. Yeah. Four out. See, <laughs> I, it took me a longer than I should have to go like on the inside how we like stepped over, yeah, stepped double, double, uh-huh. and then three, three, one. The one time I, I went to three out and I just I boosted it a little too much and I, I bashed the face off the bars <laughs> on the four, on the, the you know the very last one. And it was uh, there were some big rhythms. I mean yeah. you know what I mean? Like even that last three, like you were saying, it was I don't know, it was long for some reason. Do you think you kinda have to give her the berries? Do you think someone could afford that? I think I think it was stewable. I it may have been stewable, but I don't know. That's like one of those things. I think a lot of things are possible sometimes, right. but uh, it's not. It doesn't really make sense to do. I, I asked the other stew if he could quad out, and he said it is stewable, but I don't know if you'd make the turn. That's what Malcolm told me. That's the thing. Right. Right. Yeah. So, right. That's what I'm thinking too. But, uh, and it's honestly, it's kind of crazy because you do track walk, right? You do press day in the first practice, and 
um, you know, the more we ride it, the more they fix it, it kind of just, it's not much, but it does get a little bit more a race groove and it gets a little bit more round and a little bit more raceable. Right. Um, that sometimes helps with um, just, you know, think or picturing yourself like trying to quad something. And, you know, in the beginning when everything's big and deep, like there's so much more room for air, you know, if you case something, it's pretty much over. Like they build it so big and so steep that if you case something, it ain't fun. How hard was the four over the table? Or not at all? I don't think it was that bad. No. It really depends on the turn before. Right. Um, you kind of have to get it clean. and You have to stretch it, but it was good from uh, people doing it and kind of um, taking off the, the, the edge. The, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? So right. it kind of got racy. Even it, you could almost come up short a little bit, but then still go for the next triple. I liked it. How many times do you talk to the Dirtworks guys or do they come to you? I know they talk, that Chad talks to them a lot, but... You know, Chad's always trying to get his own thing going for the track. Yeah. Uh, how, much, how often do you talk to those guys in the course of a day, or how often does Prater or Mui come to you? Um, I talk to them actually during press day, and then if they see me in between practice sessions, they'll come up sometimes. Okay. But yep. I always try and keep it reasonable. Like, I try not to be too picky because <laughs> right. in the end we're, right. you know, we're racing and things got to be – only if there's something, like, really insanely sketchy or something freaking crazy, I'll tell them, like, dude – that is insane, and it can't be like that or whatever. Right, right. But in general, I don't ever really have that much to bitch about. And like I said, unless there's something really bad, but most of the time it's like, dude, this turn. Like actually during press, they they left it. They left some of the berms really loose, and it made for some really shitty lines just because the top. It's almost like it gets broken off underneath the tough block. You know what I mean? So then yep. the dirt falls down, and you get it gets blown out at the top, and then you have this hook in there. Like it makes for shitty turns. So huh. it seemed like they filled it in at one point and. Got it a little bit more like tighter packed up up top, and it, and it, it's better that way. So, uh, Anaheim one had some shitty turns. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but that's good because uh, when I they get shitty, literally... they. Sorry, I said when they Go when ahead. they get shitty like that, they, it slows it down a lot. Like yeah. it makes the rhythms more difficult. But when the track gets slower, it's better in the main because you know no not one of us want to go out there and do twenty five thirty laps. Right. They'd rather it be right around a minute and do and do twenty. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm i with you, but it was so insane. I mean, we were turning off the bottom of the bolt turns. I'm like, yeah. what the heck? Like, I feel like I could have, I don't know. It was just, <laughs> it was a really oddly, I think in general, the track in Anaheim was super weird. The, the start of the rhythms were so close to the turns, and then, you know, they pulled the whoops before the tunnel jump all the way into the turn. It was super weird. It had zero flow, and even the first set of whoops, the bigger ones, yep. they were also going all the way into the turn, and there was nothing you could do but go inside and, like, single. It was shitty. No, um, hey, this uh, this Adam C. Cirillo kid, uh, it's pretty good, Kenny. <laughs> He's got some speed, doesn't He's he? He's got some speed. <laughs> He's got some speed. Uh, you know, I said, you know, I'm one of these media experts, of course, quote-unquote, Kenny, and I was like, I don't think he'll win a race. Like, it's tough. These guys are gnarly, and it's going to take him a year or whatever. And, look, he doesn't have a win yet through two rounds, so technically I'm correct, but it's coming, man. This guy's been impressive. Yeah, no, he'll be up there for sure. Um, it's kind of funny. We're always sarcastic with each other, so yeah, yeah. when he goes, like, when you know, when he even in Anaheim or whatever, and he's like, a second faster than everybody, I always go up and be like, dude, you look like shit out there. <laughs> and <laughs> you're terrible yeah. and things like that. And then, you know, after the main event, we, I said something like, oh, dude, I had an amazing night out there. I wrote great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're always sarcastic with each other, you know. Uh, yeah. It's funny. No, it's good. And, you know, if he had gotten around Osborne, hey. it was going to be on. It would be interesting. That would have been great. He would have, sure. you guys could have gone one, too. Race, yep. After the heat race, um, 
Did he win his heat race? Or what, did he get second? No, he got second. No, he won it. He won it? Yeah. No, he won it. So, right, he won, and I won, and I get a text that said, Adam, so I open it up, and he says, we won our heat race, we should just go home. We should just go home now. <laughs> like, as if we've done our job for the night, you know? Right, so right, right. I feel like, like, I feel like him and Adam are, are me and A-Ray. Just like on totally different levels, like right, completely right, right, just right. give each other so much shit and then can battle it out and then still and then, be yeah, like, but not have any problems. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. the, the whole well, we talked about this with you, Kenny, last time you were on uh, the whole Adam and you fight. That's so stupid. I think. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. But dude, I got the most like nice and like, you know, warm hearted message from him after I won. You know what I mean? Same yeah. As what I would do to him uh-huh. just because it's just, you know, it's just a good friend, friend relationship like. You know, if I'm not winning, I'm sure as heck want to see him win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, for sure. And, uh, yeah, that's, well, just, that's just how it is. And I, I think, I mean, you never know, but I hope it stays that way, and I think it will. So we're yeah. just genuinely happy for each other because I think, like I said before, I think we went through similar struggles. Right. With, you know, he was injured a lot at one point and just, like, you know, yeah. going from first to 18th and outdoors, and that's, like, how I felt pretty much. So I feel like we've <laughs> gone through – We've gone through a lot of the same things, and we have uh, yeah. some of the same feelings and know. So we just have a good relationship. So we, we joke around a lot, and I think it keeps it light and, and fun. Ken Roxon on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing, brought to you by Vertex Pistons. Uh, Kenny, look, uh, you're not a guy to sit here on the phone and, and make some grand pl- proclamation that you're, you're the man and you're back and everything else, but i got to think this is so big. For, you don't lack for confidence anyways. You don't become a world champion and a national champion without having confidence, but this has got to be just everything you need to maybe get on a roll here. Yeah, um, I think think of it as like, you know, a lot of people, and including the team and whatever, and, and including me, right? Like, I'm going out there, I'm like, dude, I, I want to win. Like, I need to, I've done all the work, like, and all this stuff. And then you go out to Anaheim and then something like that happens. So when you think you can do it, well, that doesn't mean you're going to. Like, you still have to go out and perform, right? Yeah. So especially after the whole last year and everything, I feel like every race that I went out there and pretty much got, like, 10th or something like that, there's always more weight and more weight yeah. and more weight adding on. And it's like almost like a clean slate now. It's like I finally got it, and I felt like I rode like how I'm supposed to ride, and I know I can. And it's almost like I went to the finish line jump, and it's almost like I just it just all fell off. So I just feel good about myself and you know i'm happy i mean i was always happy with my at home life and everything but right. you know you gotta you know we ride every single day and i've ridden my entire life so yes your mood and everything around is mm-hmm. always you know you can't go out have a terrible day for example and come home and pretend like nothing ever happened you know what yeah. i mean same with yep. races so there's just a super fine line of, of staying positive and trusting in yourself and in your program and everything but at the same time i searched for a long time so now finally having that off like i think i just checked the big thing off my bucket list for right now yeah and you know coming from here on out like i'm gonna try and do the same thing like i want to go out there and enjoy but i kind of i just i'm hungry for more and i think that's kind of like what i needed because at one point i still wanted to win and everything but you know then yeah. you think i'm like dude i don't know like i've been <laughs> so far away from winning yeah. that I had something like drastically need to change for me to even be able to be up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I, well, I was on the flight back with Oscar and I just said, oh, Kenny just needed to change one thing, Oscar. Mechanic. One thing. <laughs> yep. And look what happened. And, and Oscar said, yeah, I know. I was, I was bringing him down. So uh, Oscar knows that. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, Kate. We, we mess around all the time. Right. 
Ken, I need I need inside inside knowledge on my teammate Lorenzo because I'm guessing you're in Florida right now, and I, I'm. Sh- I'm actually not. I'm in California. Oh darn! I need I need to know how how was he doing before you were down there? I know you guys ride at the sandbox together. Yeah, no, I mean he's doing good. Like it's always weird. Like I always look at him as like a 450 guy just because I feel like he's ridden outdoor 450s right. for a few years, but then he always like shows up for Supercross on a 250. Um. But, no, he was good. I mean, it wasn't really because, you know, him riding East Coast and stuff. Same with Amar. Like, they kind of start a little bit later, which is totally understandable because, and even then, I feel like they sometimes still start a little bit early. And it actually mm-hmm. worked out for Amar because he's actually racing West Coast. Yeah. But, um, so it was early for him. And then, you know, there was, I think there was like a bigger get off at one point. So he had to take a little bit of off time and whatnot. But in general, we have a, we have a cool crew out there to ride with, with Chiz and everybody, you know, so. Um, I'm excited to see him like race now or yeah. soon, you know, and see him riding soon. I haven't been around him for a few weeks or quite a few weeks now. Right, right. I uh, I love talking to Amart after the race, Troll Train. He's always like, he's all, every time something, he's like, I don't know why I did that. I'm an idiot. I'm so stupid. I'm an idiot all the time, <laughs> Alex. I'm like, don't be so hard on yourself, Amart. It's fine. You're all right. So. Yeah, it's fun. It's funny having around. You know, That's, you can only imagine. I think there's a lot of different personalities yeah. around uh, around the sandbox. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we have a good time with it. That's for sure. Well, hey, Kenny, uh, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, congratulations on the win, man. That's awesome. Like I said, I, maybe a few of your top competitor guys weren't happy for you, but everyone else in the sport, I, don't really I think, care. yeah, <laughs> I think everybody's happy for you, man. That was awesome, and uh, the first of many more. I, I have no doubt. So. Thanks. Yeah, that's 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 the game plan, and yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it. That's why that's why you know with this kind of thing, I enjoy on Sunday and today and all the messages. But at the same time, I don't want my highs to get too high and just like rest on it and just go and, and get all loose on with my writing. I just right. want to stay super in check, and I'm going to treat every weekend the same. That is, yeah. don't get cocky, don't get take anything on the easy shoulder or anything. Just go out there, like enjoy yourself, have fun, mm-hmm. but have bite when it counts and just give it your best like sometimes there's things that are a little bit out of your control you know what i mean yeah. as long as i give my best and and felt like at the end of the night no matter what position i got feel like that i made the most out of it i'm happy oh yeah no well said absolutely well thanks for the time kenny cool all right no worries right. talk to you guys later see ya bye that's ken rocks everybody brought to you by vertexpistons.com email sales at pivotworks.com after the race he was there drinking a beer in the pits with fans I love about right. I yeah. love, that's what I love about Kenny. He's yeah. so real. Uh, he is. Like yeah. some people think that we're just like like not really myself, but like those dudes are just robots. <laughs> You're you know? a robot. I know you are. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but no. Like yeah. every one of those dudes, you know, ninety well, percent of them are really fun to be around. I was going to bring this up with him on the line, uh, but I didn't want to because it's going to be just like more blowing Kenny. <laughs> but like, so he's had a crappy couple of years, fading right. He's had this virus. Well, not I should say a couple of years, but last year, anyways, had the virus, bragging him down. You know, he's paid millions of dollars. He's not performing. His arms, all of that shit going on with Kenny. And, like, I don't have a great relationship with him. We're not buddies or anything. We text once in a while off the show and stuff and all this. And, But, dude, and maybe you can relate this to a GP rider, Lewis, a little bit. But he's professional. Like, I know how down in the dumps he is. But when I go up to him after he goes from second to eighth in the moto at a national and he's, hang- and he's signing things for fans, you know inside he's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I'm letting everybody down. Kenny, you got time for an interview? Yep. Puts on a brave front, says the right things, says he's frustrated. You know, like he's very professional to deal with uh, whenever it comes, no matter how he's feeling inside. And I think in the media or fans can appreciate that, you know, 
Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like he's a very, like, he's good at, like, being real with people, if that makes sense. Like, he's very honest. Like, yeah. if, if he sucks, he yeah. tells you he sucks. Yep. Like, he doesn't try and, no. you know, make dumb excuses or yep. be like, oh, we're working on our bike. Like, no, he tells you what's going on. He's one of the very, very elite in the sport, and those guys don't always handle failure very well. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, Lewis, do you agree? Yeah, and it works out well for them in the long run, because by kind of giving us their time when they don't want to we then cut them a bit more slack yeah and also we well, can tell the real story we i think more than cutting them slack you hear the real story yeah like so you, you know what's to, going on it's easy to make stuff not make stuff up but uh draw uh be dramatic about these things but if they just take five minutes explain what's going on yeah You've got you've got something that's real. You got yeah. Things aren't yep. going to get out of hand. Right. It's not going to escalate. It, They're not going to now see stuff on social media. That's like, right. well, what's this is right. In his worst races last year, and there were some bad ones. Oh yeah. He wasn't hiding. No. He was out I, there. I feel like he was after Southwick. Like he was he was there. Yep. Like he did interviews. Like yeah. I remember watching. Right. So I just admire that. That's something to tip your hat to. So For I think sure. you've got to be. Yeah. Is there a GP rider that's just like that? Is it Hurlings? Hurlings? No, I think quite, I think okay. quite a few GP riders are good with that stuff. Yeah. Well, I've kind of told them why they have to be. <laughs> I haven't been to a GP for a while. Uh, I went to many of them, though, for a few yeah, years Yeah, you have there. stopped, haven't you? I, what, Mantova 2016? Uh, yeah, when Man- Reed was there. Yeah, was that 16? 16? Uh, he was on a Yamaha. That was on a Honda. What? Was he? Reed? Yeah. He never did a GP on a Honda. Okay, I don't know, Lewis. I'm okay. just asking. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering what kind of show you're running here with well, facts well, like that. Well, <laughs> so what, was that the last GP I was at? I wonder. I then. think so. You know why I never fucking went back? Because the goddamn I'm ice. I'm sure there are a lot of reasons. The, the ice. <laughs> yeah, ice. Well, I actually said that to someone at the weekend. It's so nice to be somewhere. Well, actually, that was a different ice-related topic, but there's lots of ice talk. <laughs> Uh, anyways, all right. Uh, EVS Sports, the original protective gear company. They've been protecting champions and riders for over 30 years. And they don't plan to stop anytime soon, people. Uh, EVSSports.com. Use the code PULP20 to save. Uh, Chase Sexton, Travis Pastrana, and Freddie Norn wear EVS. Poor Freddie. Is he done? Fractured ankle. Yeah, oh, leg done. or something. I talked to him after. Okay. And he was like, he's like, I just OJ'd a triple right. a little bit. And when I landed, I just felt my legs uh, snap. Poor JGR and poor yeah. Freddie. Poor Freddie. Man, uh, it, that sucks for Freddie because I really like Freddie. EVS Sports, we are protection, pulp, 20 code to save your EVS. Yeah, wear EVS now. What do you wear? Uh, all their stuff. Okay, well, you could have said something, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not trying to interrupt your, your plug. Well, I mean, just say it. Just be like, hey, I wear EVS. I mean, I so could do you say- like it? Yeah, it's good. Good. Yeah, I like it. It's solid. We're all yeah, happy no good. I ordered. I had, I had, Moving team on. Man- <laughs> had, had the team manager order me some socks today. Okay, I needed it. I got to get some elbow pads for the mountain biking. EVSports.com. Kay Clayson, wearing EVS Sports. Pulp 20 is a code to save. There it is. Uh, Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. Of course, a big part of this show and uh, stuff we do on Racer X as well. Uh, Flyracing.com. Please check them out. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. We're just uh, listening to you guys. Um, interesting. Yeah. What, uh, what, did I, what did I miss so far? I'm going to take my headset off now. You missed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why do you got to shit on Kate? I wasn't. You kind of were. He listened to the hey, podcast. I, he wasn't. He wasn't. I, I give, I I give you shit. I have been Cade in my life for many, many years <laughs> racing. I'm not going to shit on Cade. I like, I like arguing with Steve. I'll do that about anything. There's no way I would deep sleeper. JT was very realistic. You might have jumped the gun a little bit on the whole hey, deep sleeper. You were way better this weekend. Yeah, well, I'm all about that. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like way better was not deep sleeper like I'm going to make the main and no one's going to notice. I didn't say you're making the main. I didn't pick you in the end. But but, I, but how can you be a sleeper if you don't think he's going to make the main? 
Because, I mean, okay, well, nobody knows who's going to make the main before the race starts. Like, no, we don't know, okay? Like, we don't have a, yeah, a, a, yeah, a crystal fair. ball here. Okay. So I'm pretty sure, like, Tomac's going to qualify. He, he qualified 26th. Sixth. Yep. So he was four spots out of a main event, technically. Yes. And so which that was way better. Way better. I, I which is all that. I said you're, on you're that right show. There. Deep sleeper. But. but I do. I did have to laugh when you didn't take him. You, he took this huge step forward. You were you were leading the charge, and then you didn't pick him. I went with the other Kawasaki rider that his roommate his roommates with, which is fair. That's a, that's a, a safer bet at this point in time. A Ray. A Ray. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell was A Ray doing over that tabletop? God, I, can we pull this up? Can somebody show this to me? I need to see this. Did it make the TV? Did it make the TV broadcast? Because I just watched the yeah, mains. Kind of. It's in the side of the frame. You can see him just all sideways and out of source, and he lands on tough block, and you're just like, oh boy. Oh, I saw him land there. I was like, only A Ray. Only A Ray. Um, what was I going to talk to you about? Oh, Kenny, JT. Uh, you know, it's been a tough been a tough year for him, and gl- we're glad he got to get the win. But like I said, he's a professional guy to deal with, you know? Yeah, and I, I think, you know, he's really well-rounded. He's raced all over the world, and you look at the adversity he's faced, there aren't a lot of situations that are going to surprise him at this point. Winning, losing, injuries, crushing defeat, you know, sickness where he can't even really ride. He's getting passed by guys he has no business being passed by. He's kind of seen and done it all. So for him to be able to handle some of these situations, I guess they really shouldn't surprise us at this point. You know what I mean? I know Steve's trying to pull up this the, the crash right now, but I, I know he's going to blow you out for the whole Ludo thing too. Because hey, you remember you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, say that too, Kate. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know Ludo because I raced him in Finland, and he's a cool dude. But yep. apparently, I don't know, Steve was – complaining about you earlier because you said Ludo wasn't going to make the main either, but then he made the main. Not just week. JT, the other, th- all three of them. I don't know. I, I, I know Paul. I don't even know that. who the other dude is. Dan Truman is the other okay. guy. Dan, okay. And, and they're assholes. And he works fly. I'm not bagging on that dude. No way. And I'm like, hey, what about this Ludovic guy? Because he got good starts at Anaheim. Remember, he went backwards, but he got good starts. Ludo works yep. fly? And I was told, yeah. no, no way, no, no, come on, he's made one main event ever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that conversation. Was that, that was a one though, right? No, it was this week. Really? Okay. What heat, yeah, what I, heat I, race was a Ray in, by the way? Mine one. Okay. So anyways, yeah. So Ludovic makes the main. Are we yeah, going to, are we going to loosen up these handicaps? I'm good with mine. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I do think we're going to make some subtle adjustments. Subtle. Um, it's not going to be some huge fundamental change, right? Uh, they don't. Yeah, it doesn't need to be. Just they got to. Yeah. They got to loosen up. Yeah, we're we're going to try to and, and like Pookie, like a Pookie after like a half a bottle of wine. <laughs> well, we have you know we have the ability to pivot and make some changes mid season, but the biggest thing is we we want it to be really difficult. Uh, but yeah, if there are guys and and Jerry Robin was one, a guy that's never made a four fifty main. Uh, I'm okay with making it more rewarding for him to qualify for his first one, and that that was one of the talking points we've been discussing. But I, I do think it's it's a better game when it's really hard and there aren't obvious picks. You know, when, it, when the picks are obvious, and every, and the game just really takes a, a downward spiral. Well, that's why, like, you know, there's, say, 16 guys that we would put 95% will be in the main event. 
you know, those guys yep. should have a little tighter handicaps. And then after that, yeah. if you want to roll the dice on Cade Clayson, you know, or that, that 22 guy, then go ahead. Yeah, you, and you should be rewarded for that. If you want to really swing for the fences, I, I, right. I agree with you that it should really pay off, and you should be like, yep, you know what? I did take a huge chance, and look at what it got me. Right, and then, by the way, Lewis Phillips here, JT, he's claiming he's off to a flying start in fantasy. Oh, I like the handicaps. Yeah. I really oh, enjoy them. fire already, huh? Yeah, he's on fire. Yep, best uh, ever. Uh, so J- JT writes for MX Vice now? Oh, yeah, this is like an MX Vice uh, staff meeting. And then I write for Okay. Yep. Right. And I also write for MX Vice. Well, of Vice. course, yes, yep. you also write for MX Vice. <laughs> and I tweet, you I, on it. I tweet at him. And you tweet at him. Yeah. Well, used to. Used yeah. to. I don't know I don't How's JT's columns? Oh, um, well, if yours are like mediocre to kind of good, yeah. here's a between good and great. Oh, I think that's probably, a fair, oh. okay, so, <laughs> I think that's probably a fair assessment at this point. Here we go. How, much, won. how, Look much, at, longer, okay. how much longer are Steve's? Steve's like very, very mm. wordy. No, it's the other way around. Yours, yeah. are, yours are almost twice I, as long as Steve's. Okay, here, here's oh, A right. Yeah. Here's A right. Here he is. There he is. I see him. There he is. Oh yeah, oh, wow. that's. Oh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. It looks like he clips the back of the dude in front of him's wheel. Has what? anybody talked to him about that? Watch it again. Like, watch, watch right here. Pop. No. Look, no, dude, no chance. Lo- no, he does not. He does not. The, the, he just. That's all by himself right there. Mm, Caddy wants. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one, because I mean I've had moments like that before. Uh, Kate's got a concussion though. JT, he crashed hard. Thirty seconds into our mountain bike ride today. Don't say oh, that really? because like, I'll not, have to go pass a test to race <laughs> this weekend. Don't what's, say that. What's that, JT? I was, I, I was wondering if you're kidding, which it sounds like you are. No, I, I mean, I actually we, weeded it 15 seconds into our ride. Like, hard. <laughs> hard. Like, like, I mean, like, didn't want to keep pedaling, and we went for a two-hour bike ride. Lewis, you're I'm going to turn this off. Pace, oh. or what? Uh, no. I just, like, lost the front going down a little hill. Like oh, yeah. we were on like yeah. a dirt road, and I just wasn't paying attention and clipped a rock and crashed. But and like you were you you literally were a deep sleeper, dude. <laughs> seriously, um, and like we were contemplating me like gluing a big cut on my knee shut because it was so it was so deep. Wow. Yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens when I e-bikes. try to keep up with Steve on an That's e-bike. What happens when you get on a taser? You 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 can't hold on anymore. It's unbelievable. Um, I'm not I'm not super into how rocky it looks on your rides. Like I mean that's. It's great. You obviously love it, but I, I think that would be a oh, big negative for me. It's rocky. It's, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't deny that. There's nothing you can do about it, right? Um, so I got a few DMs. I don't know where these people get their information from, JT. Uh, I got two DMs. I don't know about you, Lewis. That said, what, one from Marty. No, we tried to call Marty tonight. Okay. The we the the wheels are wobbly on that wagon, <laughs> but I'm staying on. But it's we're breaking down. Did you see that picture that Vital and I posted? <laughs> yes, that is unbelievably yes, awesome. yes. So the real question is, did he go long like me, or did he clip it and try to avoid what I was trying to avoid? Like, because if you know, cl- if you case it, that, you're going over the bars because it was yeah, so steep, and I that's what, what I, that's why I went long, but I went too long. Okay, yeah, I don't know. The entire eye port where he needs to see out of is closed. <laughs> like he he literally would not be able to see anything. His visor was point. just yeah. His face like the. <laughs> The um, mouthpiece of his helmet has already flown off, and his visor is bent down so far that it's completely closed the eye port. And then his bike is just, you know, flipping in front. It's just such an epic picture. It's unreal. Uh, so I didn't go on Vital today, so maybe this is from Vital MX, but I got two DMs that said Chad is going to call it quits. No. Did you, Lewis? Did yeah, you? I've seen that quite a lot. Okay. And it hurts me because. No one wants that. He's not no. going. No, it's not. He's, JT's not doing it, right? I mean, no. If I 
and I don't know the numbers, but I have a good idea. And financially, it's a good idea for him to go racing this season. Right. So he, he's not going to stop. Like he, he wants to make money. He, this is his business. You know, I, I don't see him stopping at all. No, I don't. I don't even right. think that's in the realm okay. of a chance. Right. Unless okay. He gets hurt. Yeah. Was there something on vital about this then? Yeah, is I that think there was. Okay. So that's where I'm getting these. Uh, these I think the, uh, the heading was Chad Reed just had his Wyndham moment. So, where Wyndham just decided to quit. Yeah, where Wyndham went. Oh, okay. This uh, is. I mean, it, it. it was bad. It was bad. But I think he had a goggle issue. Yeah, he did. Uh, I was sitting at Cowie watching the race, uh -huh. and Ben came over and said uh, the lens came out of his goggle. Okay, so that's what but I had heard. Two, two things, two things. Chad Reed's not a quitter. Period. We we know that. For him, for people to question that he's a quitter at this point is crazy talk. And the second thing, I don't think he's necessarily scared. And if he was worried about it going so poorly, he would have quit in 2018 because it can't go much worse than 2018. Right. Yeah, I so, agree. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's even a, a chance. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. So, um, anyways, so final. what did you uh, what did you think about them bringing back the hot lap this weekend? Uh yeah, it was back. Came out of nowhere. I thought. Yeah, and they they didn't interview anybody again though. They didn't interview anybody. Uh, did they? No, they, didn't, okay. they, they gathered them like yeah. they were going to. Yep. And then, yep. Yep. And in Anaheim one, they didn't do anything. No, and they, they just, put the West Riders on the line yes. before, but they didn't do that. this Yeah, week. I don't know. Yeah, they told us at Riders meeting they weren't doing that again because I felt that. Dude, I told uh, my teammate, I'm like, hey, you know you're supposed to be up there at like, you know, 625 or something. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. He's like, we don't race till 705. And they were like, yeah, we're not doing that again because you right. guys were up there way too long. Okay. So they realized yeah, that. They, yeah, they, they realized it was dumb. Okay, good. That, yeah, that was dumb. Um, but, JT, uh, that's two for two for Chad for LCQs. So I don't know he wants to keep keep that, how, how that keep happening. Yeah. I mean, it's. Obviously not ideal, um, but, you know, the, the simple fact is he's such a great starter, and, I mean, his, his skill level, when it really comes down to it, is pretty far above, you know, the guys he's around. Uh, the only thing, you know, if he continues this LCQ thing going, what he really needs to be careful of is if there's a pileup in the first turn and there are some heavy hitters that go into that LCQ, then it could get real dicey because, I, you know, I think the guys that he has to beat right now I don't think there's a really high level of concern. I mean, you see his starts. He's, you know, two bike lengths ahead of everybody when, when the gate drops in these LCQs. So. Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> there we go again. There we go again. Honestly, I mean, it's not you, Kate. I, if you knew or the, the amount of resources they're pouring into his motorcycle versus what I would assume, you know, everybody else has in that LCQ, it's yeah. not even a fair fight, really. Well, but if there's a huge pileup, then Chad can get through the heat. If he gets clear of that, right? So well, he's yeah, saying if true. there's a pileup in the LCQ, he stays in these LCQs. Right, right, right. So, um, Jason Thomas on the uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. We've got the X Brand Goggle Tariff segment coming up, of course, too. Uh, hey, listen more. Put that headset on for a second. Um, you just sit down. James, listen more. Can you describe Kate Clayson's mountain bike class crash for us, please, today? <laughs> well, I was ahead was, of you. So. It wasn't a joke that it was 50 feet from the truck. Uh, we were just going down a gravel road and. All of a sudden, his front end just started washing out, and he's going down, and I'm I'm about to ride right over him, and I'm thinking your, I'm going to crash. Up, no, no, pull your your oh. chair, camera. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just I was in disbelief. Like it was like it was hard, right? We, oh, it was really hard. We haven't even started the ride, and he is in the dirt on the ground, and I thought it was over. Like <laughs> he's bleeding. I like, can't. <laughs> is this going to affect your fantasy ride this weekend in Anaheim? You know, sometimes when I have like really bad days. 
No, 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 no. It turns into a great day. Okay. So maybe. A bad week turns into <laughs> a great week. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, no. You you were completely oblivious to all of this. Yeah. You were gone. Uh, you just see you, me. You never came back. I pushed my bike up out of this <laughs> hole. I was in, I was literally in so much pain. I tried to pedal up the next little hill, and I couldn't, and like almost fell over again. So, my question would for you would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Here we go. Great hey, start to his e-bike hey, career. Did you see that FIM president come over and shake Christian's hand and take a photo of him and everything and wish him good luck? Did you see my comment on Racer X's picture? No. Nice. LOL. <laughs> That's all I have. What would you have done if the guy would have came up to you? I mean, I would have. I mean, it's not. It's not his fault. It's not the. That's not the guy because he's a new that's guy. That's probably what I'd tell him. And I. I mean, I don't know. I. I don't know what I would do. I'm not in that situation, so I'm just gonna. Okay. Not talk about it. Fair enough. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Kate. <laughs> um, but it's, it's FIM, which is Lewis's guys. That's his guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. FIM, Herlins, KTM. Yes, <laughs> that is my group. <laughs> that's his people. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's exactly it. Speaking of speaking of that, have you guys done any MXGP talk? Not yet. Not yet. We're getting to that, but do you, would you like to uh-huh. talk about it now? Oh, I was just—I was curious. I know that you know that's Lewis's jam. Wow. I, I am—you uh, know—I've gotten the opportunity to go to some of these races, and I will again for 2020. So I've definitely been following it more closely in the last two years than ever before. I was wondering what Lewis expects to see because you know Tony's coming back. Unfortunately, Prado's probably going to miss a little bit of time, uh, but you know Jeffrey Hurling should be at full strength. I just wonder with you know febra switching teams there's so much change what he expects for 2020 i uh, i did have we did talk a little mxgp i had a i had a, uh, I had a small rant about hurling uh, yeah i think you talked to mxgp <laughs> right i tried but you wouldn't let me right so, i've lost track of the tallies of how many times hurlings has brought brought up but yeah. not by uh, me not it, by usually me. it's by yeah. you <laughs> it looks like someone's got a bit of an issue in the corner yeah, maybe maybe I, <laughs> I stand by my my thing i, I stand by it. but anyways to ask, yeah, ask, I'm, talk, talk JT I'm scared it. to say this now no talk to jt it's fine but i think we see a lot of hurlins wins oh here we go yeah i think i think we're on for 2018 again because i honestly guys that doesn't win a gp next year i'm not surprised i'm with you i don't think he 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 can't sit there at night and be like, oh, I'm the fastest guy. There's I, no way. I look at 20, like even the second half of the 2019 season, I was going to those races and like, this isn't MXGP. Like, this means nothing in the grand scheme of things. Right. Because this isn't yeah. the series we had last year, the series we're going to have next year. Like, this is like a weird I mean, little... the check cashed for Geyser, I'm oh, sure yeah. of that. But yeah, other than that, what like... Do you, what, what do you make of the Italian GP where Geyser just straight up won? I mean, that, that, I think he earned that race. And yes, okay, Jeffrey wasn't there. But, that, I mean, you can only race who, who's there. And he straight up beat Tony that day. Yeah, and a lot of people keep, like, a lot of people at A1 even brought that race up to me. And I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I don't buy into that race like everyone else. Like, when I think of great races last year, battles and everything, I almost put that to one side as an anomaly because it was. Okay. Tim reeled off some wins in Portugal and around the May sort of time when Tony was there, but that was when Tony was trending downhill quite quickly. But he did he did so win you, straight up, and he beat Caroli straight up. Fair, like, fair yeah. enough, fair play. However, I think Herlins beats Caroli straight up, and therefore, by virtue, Geyser. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Herlings is the prohibitive favor going in, but... Oh, God. Here we go. I think, uh, I think Jeffrey has the propensity and... and it just uh, over history, he leaves a lot of points on the table. He injures himself. He 
crashes at inopportune times, uh, he's, it, it will, it can and will happen. I mean, it, I don't know, you know, you, you hate to jinx this season, but to think he's just going to be unstoppable and win everything and not have any issues, I don't know if I see that happening all season, whether it's a practice crash, you know, unfortunately, like what um, he's had happen in the past, or it's at a race. I think there's going to be opportunity. Uh, I don't think these guys view Jeffrey as unbeatable. You know, you watch Motocross the Nations, he was good. You know, he wasn't unbeatable. So I think those guys are going to go in with a renewed sense of hope. But, uh, yeah, Hurley's is a favorite, but I don't think it's going to be some just unbeatable season. I don't I don't see that happening. What's, what's a weird one is um, you can say, like, people or ri- other riders don't view Hurlings as unbeatable because he's got consistency issues. Every top rider in MXGP has consistency issues nowadays. They do. Tony? Caro- they do. Tony? He didn't used to. Now... He's well, got this past yeah. season. No, right. this, this past three, two, three, four years. Like, there's no... You like, shut your mouth about Tony. There's, there's like, uh, like we talked about Anderson earlier, how we think he could be there every week this year, third to sixth, quietly. I can't believe quietly. you're shitting on a legend like there's, Tony. There's no one in MXGP who you're like, well, Hurlins could miss two rounds, and then so-and-so's going to go two, three, three, four, I, and I then wondered, be there. I wondered if Hurlins was paying you or not, and now I have my answer. Well... I've got now something to answer. say about Hurlins, but I'm not sure whether I should say it because that what? you will not like what I've got to say. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't crash. He, if you if you take, I've I've actually had this conversation with him on and off the record. If you take his his number of crashes versus Tony and Tim, he crashes a lot less. It just so happens that when he well, okay. does, he tends to break. Okay, he crashes less than Tim. But so does everyone else in the world. So and Tim is the high end. I'll of tell things. you what. There's a little bit. Tim or Stu, who crashed more? There's a little bit of saltiness. Uh, yeah, saltiness there, because. What does he just need to drink more milk? Then why does he keep well, breaking bones? Jeffrey, Tony, KTM, and these people. I think this year we're looking at it like, yep, our guys are out, and they've crashed approximately 122 less times than Tim this year. Well, yet here comes this guy. Hey, Tim's ha- a freak. I don't know. I don't know any rider in the world, JT. Can you think of anyone in the world that gets off as hard as Tim Geyser and gets up <laughs> like it's? He's made of rubber. I would still be laid in the waves at Matterley after that crash. <laughs> I would just still be there now under leaves and snow and whatever else is going on in England. Hey, how how old is Cairoli? That is a good question. What thirty? I was going to say thirty-three. Yeah, I was going to oh, say. Oh, I thought 30, I thought he was younger. Thirty-one. I was going to say thirty-one. How, how old is Reed? How 30, he'll be 38 and on March. Oh, okay. 15. He's way older. Curl is 34. How old's Hurling? Thank you. Oh, no. gosh, we are doing ages 20, well, he's a year older than me, so 25 or 24. No wonder why. Okay. No wonder why. Uh, do you run his website for him? No. Okay, I'm just checking. I used to run maxnancy.com, but not anymore. Can we talk about Nancy for a minute? Yeah, if you like. <laughs> I heard he's I heard he's fast. Oh, so have I. Oh, man. Oh. I, have, I have heard he's fast. <laughs> we're, we're done with Lewis Phillips on the show. I'm not going to lie. I have, I have video. Lewis is not coming back after this commercial I've, break. I, I've got one, I have one thing to say. I've got okay, vi- wait. Wait. I've got video he, on my phone from a test. He hurts himself on a star Yamaha. Uh, re-aggravates an old injury on a star Yamaha. <laughs> And Hep still signs him? Did he um, tell Hep that it's about his injury? Did Hep pay, so, still paying him? Like, so I heard from, I don't know if I'm allowed to say who, who I heard yeah, it from. Yeah, you are. Okay. Um, it was Dustin. Okay. Um, he told me that they had a physical done on him, and it was evaluated and stuff, the injury. 
and it was you know it was supposedly fine and then he went up signed rode the bike was riding and then had it reevaluated and the first doctor was wrong uh yeah that's right because originally well, it was thanks thanks doc <laughs> yeah right. thanks a lot originally i need to get this the right way around originally he when he first did it he thought it was his achilles and the doctor said it was just muscle damage i think and that within three to five days it would be fine so okay. rest right. which he did right missed some testing okay came back and it was fine and then in the i think he was riding for a month flat out wow. from that point and it kept getting worse and tearing and tearing and tearing to the point where they realized that the first doctor was very wrong all right well i heard on one ankle he is night and that day is the line i've heard night and day better than anybody else on the team i've got i'll say this <laughs> i'll say this i'll show you in the commercial i've got video on my phone of him testing his first day on Supercross, and I didn't know what to expect. Like, I like the guy, I, I'm I, mates I, with him. I, I, I didn't know what to expect. I was sat in England watching that video, and is, I was like, oh my God. We've talked about Max Hassey way more than I ever wanted. Well, you actually brought it up and asked to talk about Max, so. Uh, uh, hey, can we, can we talk about this with JT? Let's, for, okay, before we talk about that with JT. Okay, so Hurlings is the favorite, right? <laughs> right yeah. I would say, we all agree? Yep. You seem to yeah. like talking about things you don't want to talk about. Yeah, right? <laughs> Hurlings. So no, 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 here's no, no, the no, Steve no, tally. No, no, no. Hurlings is the favorite going into the next year. Yeah, clear favorite, no doubt. He's one. Tony is 2A. Tim is 2B. Okay, I, I like championship pies. Okay. I like pie. So, Hurlings, 60. No. Percent. No. Tony, 40. Higher. Yeah. Tony, 40. Jeffrey higher. I was going to say Hurlins 70%, but I was second guessing myself because I would even go higher than that. I would go higher. I'd say okay. 80. Oh. Home Skillet has been injured four out of the last five years. I'm sorry, who? Home Skillet. Hurlings. Okay. And you guys are going to go with 80% chance uh, of the championship pie. Yeah. I, in my head. I'm definitely higher than 60. I can tell you that. But, yeah. In my head, I can't see anyone else winning it. If he doesn't get hurt, he wins it. If he gets Period. hurt and misses a round, he wins it. If he, he gets hurt and misses right. two rounds, he probably he still win. wins it. Right. Didn't he? Did he win one? Has he won a four fifty one? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he win that with yeah. missing a round? Yeah, it was oh, like yeah. a gazillion yeah. points. Or he something. crushed him. He crushed him. Yeah, like I mean, and he yeah he so, broke his collarbone mid season. So came that, back. Oh, okay. Does Tim win a GP? No, that's a better question. I, I say yeah, no, but I need to be careful with this because. I'm going to get shouted at by the first round. But Is MX Large going to take this soundbite and drop it on their website? Probably. Okay. But I genuinely don't think he wins a GP. I and do. Fabra, no. No. I think it, we're, so we're, three we're guys, on for... three guys win GPs? We're on for 2018. Re-jigged. Whatever, whatever word you want to do. We're recycling three, 2018. So and we're Prado wins? Prado wins? Yeah, I think he does eventually. No. JT, Prado wins a GP? Not with the injury, no. I think the end of the year he squeaks one in. Okay. Because I just do. Okay. <laughs> Great analysis. Yes, you. Thank no. you. Okay. Uh, I, say, I say Febra wins before Prado. I don't know. I don't know what... Um, A lot of people are saying that Prado is going to be back around like uh, late April time, which seems insane with what a fractured broken femur, which was done December the 18th, I think. I like don't know. Four-month turnaround but, to get back on the line in MXGP. JT will be over there. He's full-time in the booth oh, I mean, next year. Hurlings broke his, no. broke his femur. What did he ride, like three weeks later to try and win that Timothy title? Yeah. Like, jeez. Yeah. That's <laughs> unreal. Duct taped them together. Yeah. Uh, all right, Cade. Uh, oh, you want me to bring it up? Yes. All right, JT, I heard you have knowledge on this, and I think it's a great idea. Um, Supercross internationally. And I'm not talking like 
Geneva and these small arenas that are basically oversized arena crosses. I mean, like, big soccer stadiums, like, real super crosses, like, five five or six, you know, something rounds like that in December, November. Um, like, real super crosses over there. Why or why not is that a thing? Like, I've heard... Steve told me you said there's gonna be, he's there's gonna be one somewhere. I didn't say he, JT doesn't. It's not for sure, but I don't think I ever said like oh, JT. But I JT thought, thinks there's gonna, there's gonna yes, be. Okay, yes. well you think there's gonna be. Well, I think that this is a that's like a great idea to expand. Like, cause didn't they? And I don't remember the years, but they went to Canada for two rounds, and then that was like a whole different point series than yep. this the U.S. To Europe to Europe to start it. Yeah, and, like, I think that would be so cool to be, like, you know, even if, like, Brayton goes over and does all those rounds and then all the U.S. rounds and he wins that championship and then Eli only does, you know, the U.S. rounds and he wins that championship. I think that's badass. So a couple things. Uh, Would they like to take Supercross International? Absolutely. And they've spent huge dollars in the past to do it. Right now, uh, and Steve's made this point a couple times, the teams don't want any more races. They absolutely are, are – they, they feel like they have too many races already. So the only way you're going to convince them to add races is to financially compensate them. And at bare minimum, it has to be zero cost to them. So I think there are some plans in the works to try to add at least one race to the calendar internationally. But all of that hinges on uh, the powers that be overseas paying for everything plus paying a lot of money to these teams to show up. So I do think there's a, a, a chance of it happening. I don't know how good of a chance. It's definitely being talked about. So we'll see. But if they do, it's, there's going to be a lot of money thrown at this project. So we'll see. If outdoors ever went away in the U.S., is, does it become more of an option? I don't think outdoors will go away, but yes. I mean, if, if you know, MX Sports just said, hey, we're, we're done with this, uh, yeah, I, I think Supercross would expand into the summer. I don't even think that's a, a question, but I don't see that happening. The only thing I could see happening that direction would be the outdoor series maybe, maybe giving up a round or two, I, but I, I don't even know if they're willing to do that. But I think that's the most extreme situation would be the, the series going to 10 or 11 rounds instead of 12. Hey, what I've heard is the powers at Supercross have offered MX Sports to be co-promoters on a Supercross race if they lost some rounds. Like, hey. Uh, yeah, that, like, that follows that theory, yep. Yeah, like, hey, you take, we'll take, you be a 10-round series, give us two of your dates, we'll pr- co-promote them with you, work out some sort of deal. Right, but I don't I, know I, JT and I, I mean, look, I, eventually I'm going to be wrong. I think eventually, but I've been hearing about this Supercross overseas thing for two, three yep. years. I mean, what and, about and, what? And I just keep going. Yep, not going to happen. The only, the only reason I think it's a real possibility this year is because the number 2021, the dollar 2021. Yeah, you're right. The dollars I heard that were being offered to the teams to go was staggering, staggering amount of money was going to be given to these teams so if that comes to fruition they're going i I truly believe that we'll see what happens we got some phone calls here jt uh will is on uh five will what's up what's your question for uh the jason thomas hey how you guys doing tonight we're good man uh will you're you're, you're, you broke up there will you hear me now yeah 
Okay, I was saying that the fly racing WPS setup that was at the Supercross, I was there last weekend, and I've been to Redbud where they set up too. I know that it has to be a lot of money to sponsor all that. Wouldn't they get a better outcome out of motocross than Supercross? Because being at Supercross, I was hearing people like, oh, is it going to be backflips tonight? Is it going to be quads tonight? It seems like a more motocross fan base would be better for the fly setup. Well, that's a, that is an interesting question. And JT, you guys were the presenting sponsor of Outdoors for a couple of years, and now you're the presenting sponsor of Supercross, although still involved with motocross. So you, you have a good base on this to talk about. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's part of it's a, a numbers game. And you also have to realize how many people, even though they may not know if it's going to be backflips or whatever, they still buy products based around motorcycles. They probably have a motorcycle. Uh, they may ride in their backyard or they may, you know, they may not race. But those are still, they're still customers. And the, the sheer numbers of people you get to interact with at a Supercross versus an outdoor race is it's, it's a lot, a lot more. Right. I tell you, one of the biggest challenges we had with outdoors also was, you know, for us, a big part of even being involved is deal is on the dealer side. And, you know, most dealerships, their biggest day of the week is Saturday for business. So they simply couldn't come to the races. They were they're too busy working. And the key people that we would love to, to interact with and, and, you know, show a good time at the race, they couldn't even come. So that was really challenging. And where, you know, Supercross, even if they have to come at night, they can come after the dealership closes and still enjoy enjoy the event. So we love still being involved with the outdoors, but you know the chance to be involved with Supercross was was something we couldn't pass up. Did you happen to see the Fly Racing uh, Pulp MX show in the pits there, Will? Yes, I was. I was there. You Thank guys you. did an awesome job. Thank you. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Actually, hey, Will, you there? Yes. I want to give you something because yeah. you said it was good show. Um, you got a bike? Yes, I do. Kind of KX450. KX450? Yeah, Team Green. Are you going to get a Yamaha? <laughs> Maybe I go Blue Crew. All right, I'm going to give you a Firepower chain, all right? Okay, thank you. Thanks to the folks at Firepower for uh, coming on. Firepower committed to offering superior products with over 50 years of experience in the industry. Don't waste money when replacing OEM batteries or chain when you can get more power and supreme reliability by choosing Firepower. Firepowerparts.com. Ask your local dealer today. These batteries are uh, a must-have for Chris Kiefer for many models. And, uh, Kay, can we break that news on the chain or no? I'm literally texting right now to make sure. We'll just say it, and then we'll take – Kay Clayson's team, PRMX, sponsored by Firepower Chains as well. There you go. All right, hopefully. Hopefully. Anyways. Yeah, if Uh, if not, I'll just get you. Stay on hold, Will. We'll get you that chain, all right? All right. Hopefully he's on hold. Uh, A few more calls here. Mason. Hey, what's up, guys? What up? Um, first off, I tried to listen to Daniel Blair's podcast last week, and it was—I mean, it was—it was really, really bad. So why? Wait, um, wait, 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 wait! I like DB. He was in studio. He's coming back in. What? What's? What? Don't you? Do you like him when he's in here? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's a nice guy. I have nothing against him personally, but like, it was just kind of the way those guys were talking. On, I was I was dealing with it, and then one of the guys—they um, were talking about Tomac. And one, it was it was one race, and the guy just finished up three motocross titles in a row. And this guy goes after one race. I forget who it was. I think it's like the the guy with like the blonde spiky hair. I don't know his name uh, from Mc, Swap Moto, maybe McGrath in '98. <laughs> yeah, uh, he goes. He goes. I mean, I just don't think Tomac's that good anymore. 
and I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Like, well, after one race, hey, did you what? see? Did you see the guy? Are you, do you follow me on Twitter? Did you see the guy today that said he's got money that Eli gets finishes on the top five in points in Supercross? Like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. like, what? I'm like, look, he may not win the title, but I, I, how much do you, would you like to bet, sir? That he finished I mean, without like, an injury. Nobody, yeah. nobody noticed he went from 18th to 4th last weekend. They were Here, like, oh, yeah. I guess. Here's what I right. – and this isn't a dig at Daniel Blair or any other moto podcast, but let me dig at Daniel Blair and other moto podcasts. Here's what I try to do on this show. Jason Thomas has uh, – he was a privateer for 28 years on the circuit. And, uh, you know, now works for Fly Racing and everything else. Kate Clayson sitting in here, uh, Supercross main event guy, uh, Canadian national number top 10. Lewis Phillips been following MXGP series for years. Uh, last week, uh, Chris Kiefer, who was in last week for this show? Oh, Phil, Phil. Galdi. So Phil Nicoletti, of course, we all, you know, legend of the sport. Galdi uh, won a Canadian national. Uh, the week before that, Chris Kiefer comes in. He tests for production bikes for uh, for OEM stuff. Plus, he raced pro uh, for many years and is plugged in as anybody else. Here's the point. Each and every week on this show, I'm going to get people in here who have been around the sport and done everything in the sport possible. Because I don't want to have people sitting here that just say, Tomac's done with, with that ride. Uh, that's what I try to do. And that's why I think the show is successful, Mason, because people, and I've been doing it, this is my 25th year in the pits as a mechanic or a media guy. So what I try to do is get people in here who know what they're talking about and have tons of experience in the sport. And I don't know if other podcasts always try to do that. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, if someone's gonna take like two hours or more to listen to a podcast, it's not gonna be to like listen to a bunch of media guys like bench race and say stupid shit. Well, exactly. And I've had people, I've had guys say to me, "Hey, can I come? Can I be a host on the show?" And I've been like, I haven't told them this, but in my mind, I'm like, "You're not good enough to be a co-host of the show." <laughs> like, I need someone in here who has a lot of credibility with listeners. You know, that's what um, I need. Uh, every Monday. Now, Lewis is an exception. Well, I was just going to say, I suddenly feel we, special. We, <laughs> we made an exception for Lewis because he's Jeffrey. Hur- he's plugged into Hurlings. So. And we pay you. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, you're, you're doing great. But yeah. uh, I'm sorry. I just want to I wanted to ask uh, about something else. Real OK, quick, go ahead. I know you. Um, the more this year goes on, you guys probably hate this. I don't know the last time you talked about it or if you have. Have you guys ever had a discussion about just for Supercross, not motocross, uh, grid start? Um, Great idea. Yeah, I think the more the season goes on, I think it would be better racing. Why? Number one, you could add a whole other section to the track. And two, why? Like, you wouldn't. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> what? Mason, you're losing you us. Have to have like a super wide starting game. Oh, right? he means he means line. starting like single file. I thought I thought you were well, talking like, about the greats. Me no, too. Grid, grid, like a Formula One. Like a start. Formula One thing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Like, no, I don't agree. You want to put all the? You want to put the best guy at the front? <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, yeah but like, he's gone. Ken Roxon. Ken Roxon doesn't qualify the best, but he like races up to the front, right? And the other thing is, like, I'm sick of Freezy getting a good start and then interrupting good battles between guys that are going to like I, be up there for the I, win. I think that's. I think that's going to go much more poorly than you're expecting. Yeah, that's that's not. Yeah, you lost me, Mason. But you know what? I'm going to give you something. Yeah. I'm going to give you something. Um. A hockey I'll take puck. It. You wanna? You wanna? You you have a bike? Yeah. Yep. All right. You wanna? Uh, Kicks four fifty. <laughs> there it Jesus is, man. Jesus Christ! There it uh, is. All right. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a Maxima oil kit. Okay. Oh, sweet. Thanks for calling in. Stay on hold. Talent, get your information.
I thought he was talking about grit. He's, yeah, he, I did too. We're not doing grit starts. No, not a good idea. Okay. I All mean, right. it would make the track longer, which would be cool, but not a good idea. No. Okay. Good. Uh, Jason, what's up? You got a question on Bogle? Yeah. So um, it's been a slow start to the season so far. It has been. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was he hurt in the off season, or is he? Do we see him getting better, or any mm. insight? No, JT. What What do you know? Who was that? I missed the first part of what Justin said. Bogle. Bogle. Oh yeah, he's. Um, I think he's just struggling with with, you know, his arm pump at the first round, and I don't know exactly what was going on with him, but he's okay. You know, it's not like there's something wrong. I just don't think it's going as smoothly as he'd like. You know, the the first round they just kind of shrugged it off because yeah, he he literally said he had arm pumps so bad on the second lap that he couldn't even ride. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I just didn't. But yeah, sometimes it just goes this way. You know, like. I, I think, you know, Blake Baggett suffered from it in the past. I mean, Eli Tomac looked way better this weekend, but January's always been kind of horrific for him. So I think they're searching for answers a little bit, but I don't think there's just one thing that's just like, oh, my God, you know, this is way wrong. Uh, what's your race tech ran idea, Jason? Uh, well, I thought, uh, regards to your tweet from this weekend, I thought it would have been on the double stadium interviews that you were talking about. Yeah, I don't – I. Wygant said he was going to look into that, and then I said, did you look into it? He said, I was joking, bro. How the fuck would I know or whatever? And so it's so dumb. I don't, I, what, yeah. what is this? Well, okay, on the stadium, well, you're racing, so I don't know if you notice this. I don't. That's why I'm asking. No, I know. That's why I'm, I'm wondering, like, why wouldn't you? They interview uh, – Will Christian interviews the rider uh, as it, for TV, mm-hmm. and we see it on the Jumbotron and we hear it, and then we go to Ashley Renard, who interviews the riders on the stadium – Jumbotron, and they say the same thing. Oh, that's dumb. Why do they do that? I thought it was a mistake at A1. <laughs> and then when it happened again in St. Louis, I was like, oh, you we're doing that? this. More? You notice that? Yeah, yeah. yeah more. J- JT, have any idea, JT? You're so plugged in with the Feld guys, you're almost on the payroll. Do you have any idea? I do not. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm clueless. All right. Thanks, uh, Jason. Gotcha. Thank you, guys. Gonna... But JT, you're, you're down with the fact that it's dumb, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's probably ill-advised. Okay. Uh, Zach, what's going on? Yeah, so I was calling. I was, uh, what's up, by the way? I was, I was curious about, uh, you know, we have uh, Stewart got a suspension, James Stewart, and then we had Brock Tickle with his suspension, and Craig, Craig was facing a long-term suspension as opposed to what he had. Why? Does anybody know why? And and this is coming from a fan that doesn't get much info like you might get. Why did Craig get off so easy? Um, and he's out there, and those other guys face long-term suspension. Is there anything? On if, that, that maybe the fans might get to know. If only we had any somebody with experience on this in studio. If only. So the only thing that I've heard is, like, how long did it take for him to get notified? Like, almost eight, a year? Eight months, I think. So I heard that they kind of cut him some slack because they screwed him over on the notification thing. And then they worked with him. Like, I, I don't know all the facts. I had texted Christian. Um when it all came out and stuff and I was like, Hey man, like if you guys need any help, you guys can contact my lawyer and stuff. Like he, you know, um, and Christian was like, yeah, man, we seem to have it, you know, kind of under control, but I appreciate it. And, you know, basically from what I heard is they screwed him and they were just trying to like help it along because, you know, they, they know they fucked up. Right. And I think that's the whole thing behind the picture with the FIM guy. They were like, we fucked up, you know, we're still going to suspend you, but we're not going to suspend you. Hey, and then I heard from good source too, that the FIM tried to pressure the doctor into backdating the test result. So they didn't look like idiots and the doctor wouldn't do it. 
I don't know about that. Okay. Interesting. It's it's a complete shit show, and <laughs> and it and the fell should be ashamed and embarrassed that they ever teamed up with those idiots at the at the FIM. They should. This is the only simple you know conclusion I can come to is that uh, Craig's wife, her dad, is partial owner of Geico. Geico. Maybe, yep. maybe some money can get thrown, but that's. No, I mean from what from what I heard is they spent a lot of money to make sure that that I get. I mean they have more money than than obviously I have by a lot, you know. And you know I don't know what what kind of money Brock's throwing at the deal, but like, I mean I did what I could, and I'm sure they were able to do a lot more. So Tickle's essentially going to be under uh, 16 months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You were three years. No. Okay. I was. No. I was technically twenty-four months exactly. Right. That's exactly what we did. Right. Um. Then there's a whole reasoning behind it, but I'm not going to get into it. Why not? Because it's a long story. Well, we got time. No, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate. Also, we appreciate what you do for the sport. You guys put a lot out there that uh, doesn't get said in the media. So thank you. We try, man. Thanks very much. Uh, JT Tyler's on one. Question for JT. What's up, Tyler? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Yeah, my first question is, I have a few questions. First question is for JT. Uh, I saw that on the WPS website, you guys are, are you guys opened or are opening up the new warehouse up in, uh, like, northeastern part of Pennsylvania? Is that true? Is it open yet, or is it in the works, or? Uh, basically just moving from one to another. We, we were already there. So, okay. not a, not a huge change, but yes, we did, uh, improve the facility there. Okay, cool. And my other question is a just kind of industry job question. Besides, obviously, being a racer or a Steve, a media guy, what, in your guys' opinion, is probably the best industry job to have, meaning, like, travel-wise or maybe as less travel as possible? Money. Owner of Phil. Like, <laughs> I mean, just more, for more or less people looking to get a job in the industry, like, uh, besides being you know, a racer. Don't be a flagman or a mechanic. That sucks. Um, the gear guy's got a good job. I would know. It was so like a Mac yeah. yeah, like, well, Schmack Schmeffens is now uh, higher up than that. Now they have the Dalton doing the, a lot of the fly stuff. But the gear guys fly a lot, so you still travel a lot. But, dude, you just broed out. You, it's, don't... It's, you know what's cool about the gear guy thing huh. is you get, like, good relationships with a lot of people. I met so many, like, new sponsors that right. I have. Yeah. I met from just getting to go to the races and, you know, interact with those guys on a different level, you know. Um, cool. And that worked out for me. Obviously, like, you know, yourself, you probably wouldn't need that. But not only – I got to see racing from a whole different standpoint. Yeah. Uh, you can have yeah. you can be, like, an assistant national sales manager like Jason Thomas, just crushing it yeah. money-wise and power-wise and everything. Now, like, most of those gear guys, though, didn't they start off as mechanics? Or, like, at least, isn't, like, mechanic kind of, like, entry-level? Like, they're getting mm. your way into it? Or they kind of just, like – no, I don't think so. Out into- Mecha- mechanics certainly have graduated. It helps because you get to learn people and get to work hard and make connections. But, I mean, JT, it can be, you know, you can just get in anywhere as a marketing job and work your way up from there. Yeah, I think the, the same thing that, that you went with, Steve, and, and I was very fortunate with my opportunity is just be willing to say yes to an opportunity and put your time in and, and work yourself up the ladder. You know, it's there are so many success stories of people who were just, they they were unwilling to say no. You know they it, they got offered an opportunity. It was yes, and you'll sort out the details later. And yeah, you're probably not going to get paid a lot of money, but if you put the work in, and pe- people will notice, and they're going to you know you're just going to find a way, and eventually it'll work out. Just like you know most of the people in the industry, they didn't just get the job they want. Most likely, you have to job it, take a job you don't really want to to eventually get the one you do want. 
Yeah. yeah. How, about a, how about an agent like Lucas Myrtle or something like that? I know he probably has his hands full, but. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a whole different That was pretty game. unique, right? Yeah, yeah for that's sure. a pretty unique story. And he was yeah, a mechanic yeah. before that, you know? So it wasn't like right. he just magically became an agent. He, he put years in as a mechanic. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cool. Right. Also, Thanks, hey, try MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Yeah, yeah, I, I've looked in there a bunch of times. There's definitely a lot of opportunities out there, so I okay. definitely have to give it another right. look. Keep keep working at it, man. Thanks. All right. Thanks, uh, guys. Appreciate it. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Upload your resume for free, the first and only motorsports job board out there. It's MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Job of the week, Blue Crew, Yamaha in Georgia. Full-time job, Marietta, Georgia. Uh, they are looking for a mechanic, a technical advisor to join the motorsports team in Marietta, Georgia. Marietta, Mar- I don't know. It's kind of like Marietta. 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 The motorsports technical advisor serve, serves dealers and customers by providing technical support for motorsports and e-bike product. He, she resolves product and service problems. Upload your uh, resume for free over there at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Go for the Yamaha job in Georgia. It's a full-time deal. Customer service mechanic technician. They're looking for a technical advisor. So, uh Go ahead and do that. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Search that stuff out, will you? All right, everybody. Uh, Benny Bloss, Alex Ray, many others use X-Brand goggles each and every week in uh, the sport of Supercross. And uh, if you don't have X-Brand, X-Brand goggles, you just won't win. It's that simple. So it's time for the X-Brand goggle tear-off segment. It's time for the X-Brand goggle tear-off segment. <laughs> it's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. x Goggles, Pulp Show 20 is the code to save with those guys. Uh, terrific goggle. Have you you don't wear X-Brand, Cade, but, God, do you think you'd be in the main if you did? Just one. I just I only need just one. I need one just one pair of goggles. You don't wear just one. Goggles do? Yeah. You do? You got to yeah. wear the goggle, too? Uh, man, head to knee. I did not know that. I thought you would stick with that other company. 100%. I mean, I'm like married into that family. I know. Thanks to my sister. I know you are. Yeah. So, no, okay. So you run their goggles too. Just one. Who knew? I, I did. Uh, X brand goggles. Lewis, uh, X brand goggles. Yep. You know who wore X brand goggles? Who? Kenda Diker. Oh right. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course he does. <laughs> no, I just got an image in my head. <laughs> okay. Uh, these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Lewis, do you know who that is? Uh, no. It's no. scary. Be be nervous. JT Moser, do you know them? Uh, I've not heard of them, no. All right, 30 seconds on the clock. Here we go. Rapid fire. Steve, how are you going to help Marty turn his season around? Fuck. I wore a shirt in support of Marty at the live show. Marty Nation. JT, he's just eating shit so much. <laughs> it has not gone smoothly. I, I'm, I feel comfortable saying it has not gone smoothly. <laughs> That is your expert analysis? Um, Yeah. I don't know, bro. I'm there. Marty needs to know that I'm there for him, and he can call me or text me anytime. Is there one positive you can take from the first two rounds with him? Like one little showing of something. Qualifying speed is there. Is it? And he's still healthy. He was top 10, I think, both weeks. Do you think he's trying too hard, or what do you attribute these crashes to? First of all, the boring stroke. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, they need to back that off a bit. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, I don't know. I need to talk to Brian Johnson or Marty this weekend, pull them aside, and really try to figure out what's going on. I mean, I'm, I am not off the wagon, but come on. Come on, Marty. Let's pull this together. All right, next question. JT, how many more Supercross wins will, will Roxton get this year? 
this year, I'll say two more. Wow. That's it? Yeah, I think that's low. I mean, you think about the guys that can win. Webb's going to get some. I think AC wins. Tomac's going to win. I don't know. I just, I mean, three is not terrible. Okay. Lewis, is Hurling's the fastest outdoor rider on the planet right now? Uh, I'm scared to say it, but yes. <laughs> Did you tally that, kid? Uh, no. I mean, he didn't bring it up. Oh, I thought That's it was a Hurling's point. tally. Technicality, though. Yeah. Uh, Cade, where do you stand on Kiefer's theory of home life affecting one's racing life? Um, I mean, I think it's a... I mean, yeah, I mean, it can definitely have a big effect on you. Some guys it benefits, and some guys, I, I don't know, it probably doesn't affect. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely plays a huge part, whether it's good or bad. It depends on the person, I suppose, but it's definitely a huge factor. All right. Steve, AC has looked great thus far. <laughs> I can't with this guy's question uh, sometimes. Yeah, I, I, he, honestly, we need to fire him. <laughs> He, he did his just short call last week, but it wasn't until Friday they got it in. So, eh, Typical. Uh, what or how do you think he can improve on? Uh, what was the question? Who? <laughs> AC. AC. AC has looked great less No, uh, nothing. Nothing. He's he's good. He's fine. JT, if, if this is stupid bench race shit, if he gets Osborne, okay, and makes it stick, mm-hmm. does he track Kenny down? No, but he gets third. Third, yeah, I don't. I think Barsha was Barsha was good enough. No, I think Barsha no. rode really well. I disagree. Okay, I mean it's whatever. Yeah. I, he's not winning. He's he was winning, he was but. just behind him though when he when they was, when he passed Osborne, yeah. he was like only like a second behind him when it's when Osborne got him back that they lost all the time. I hear you. I, I really like the way Barsha rode though. I don't. I don't think it was just yeah. a gimme. You know. No. All right. JT, will you continue to attend the the Desnation races until the Team USA wins? Yeah, I don't plan on missing a Desnation race ever. I, I love that event. I, you know, I don't care if we win or lose or whatever. Oh, really? I truly really? Think it's, I, you don't no, care? I, I mean, I want to win. I, it, but it, I meant it will not determine whether I go or not. I thought you were almost out this year. It seemed I, like you were out at times at, of this of this race. In Holland. Aston, I wasn't thrilled about Aston. Um, just man-made track and whatever. I, it, I wasn't as excited for Aston as I have been for others. But, I mean, a race like we're going to this year in Rene is, like, all time. I mean, you, you and I were both there a few years ago. It is truly the greatest motorsports event of the year, in my opinion. I don't think there's an event that rivals that that scene in all of motorsports. Giuseppe's check is on its way. Uh, Lewis, no, I mean, are you? do you not believe that? Lewis, you know what they call Aston, right? The Cathedral of Speed. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks He's a lot like cathedrals I've seen. There. What's that? He'd you? never heard this until we arrived at the race. He'd never heard of this. Who, me? Me. Yeah. Oh, no, well, no, I hadn't heard either. So. Yeah, no, Lewis is, <laughs> Lewis is like me. He's not, yeah. All right. Uh... Lewis doesn't know who the Beatles are or who's in yeah, the Beatles. Yeah, that's, that's not very surprising. Uh, Lewis, why hasn't the GPs started their own European Supercross series? Because it wouldn't work in any sense of it at all. <laughs> There's literally not one part of it that would work. <laughs> it would be the worst decision ever made in the sport, and it would hey, be a steaming pile of shit. Was the that's German positive. was the was the German Supercross 
that dunged it. Was that the worst race oh, what, ever? The, um, SMX. Was that the worst race ever? Put Honestly, on? I can barely remember it. Okay. God, <laughs> that was awful. I remember that. It was a sand track with. Uh, I don't. Where were the people? Five hundred like, riders. Five hundred people. <laughs> yeah, five hundred people were there. That's less than a Canadian arena cross. Yeah. Cade, where does A-Ray have you in speed right now, and how are you going to close that gap? Everywhere. And, uh, I mean, his raw speed is just so good. Like, he, he stands up there with some really good dudes on raw speed. Honestly, the, the, only, the best way for me to close the gap with him is to just, you know, minimize mistakes and my roll speed get a little bit better. His raw speed is just unbelievable. But I think my... I think if him and I went out and did a 20-lapper... I would be way closer than people would think. You know, cons- he makes if, mistakes. He makes more mistakes than I do, but in a in a twenty lap main, I think I'd be closer than people would anticipate. All right, based off of our gap in qualifying speed, if that helps. Steve, what was Kiefer's biggest complaint about staying through the night program at St. Louis? Oh my God, we, I don't have enough time. Thirty seconds. Ah. Uh, it's, I'm tired. He said, I'm tired at 9 p.m. Central, 7 his time. I'm tired, dude. He's standing up in the press box, and he's like a sprinter before they do the 100 meter. He's like moving. Why can't I? Like, what are you doing? Try to stay awake, man. Like, we're like, what? He must have said, I don't know how you guys do this, 20 times. I've, we're just in a press box, bro, with Wi-Fi watching a race. Like, I... He, you know what was awesome? What? Did you, did, you, did you see his tweet where someone asked him why he goes home, and he said he can see technique better? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? You, know what's, you know what's awesome, Kiefer? Watching it live and then re-watching it, the same thing that you do, and picking up even more. You pick up so much more when you're there at the race. It's ridiculous. Of course. Yes. Uh, he, is, he is not cut out for – here's an ex- – he doesn't travel well. Oh, boy. I've no. heard about this. He you not. told me about this earlier. The, the gas? With he- how Heather runs oh, the show. Oh, well, yeah. Heather runs the show, but this weekend there was no Heather. So we drive the... Lismore was there. We drive the rental car from the hotel to the stadium twice, basically. And then at midnight, I'm filling it up with gas for the rental car return. And I said the the wire the card swiper didn't work because it's frozen. JT, how bad was that on the way home, right? Like, it was gnarly. Yeah, it sucked. Um, so the card swiper's not working. So Kiefer's going in the, inside the gas station anyway. So I give him the card, and I said, hey... Put the, give this to the guy to turn the pump on. Kiefer goes, how much? I go, I'm going to fill it up, but, you know, it, we only drove a little bit here. Kiefer comes out and goes, how much was it? I go, seven bucks. Because he goes, oh, I told him to put 40. <laughs> so close. I'm like, 40 where bucks? Where did you drive to? Nashville? I said, do we go to Chicago? Did I miss something? But he just, like, he doesn't, I don't yeah. know, bro. He doesn't travel. right? He doesn't travel. Yeah, he doesn't travel well. And That's funny. At 7 o'clock at night, his time, he's exhausted. I don't yeah. know how you guys do I this. Think, I think we're just, we're, we're too used to it, right? Because we hear the same thing. We talk to other of our friends that are in group text, and anywhere they, anytime they have to fly anywhere, it's just constant complaining and, and just like, oh, my God, this is the most inconvenient thing I've ever done. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't even have an issue. I walk through the airport and get on an airplane. And you have like, pre-check, and you have pre-check, and you roll scroll. I mean, Lewis flies over the goddamn world. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> Indonesia isn't I love flying, healthy. man. Yeah, Not when I fly so, Frontier. I, don't know. I, tried to, I wanted to call Kiefer tonight on the show to uh, get him on to talk about his weekend. But, uh, 
Yeah, he 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 he's, he's busy, out. but I really wanted to rag on him. So, anyways, that's it. Uh, JT, list the riders in the 450 class that you think could pull off a win this season. I think there are a few. Uh, we saw Roxon win one. We saw Barsha win one. Obviously, AC wins one. Tomac wins uh, more than one. Um, Webb. I think I think there's a chance that Anderson sneaks one in there. The way he's he's looked better than I expected. Um, That's six. Uh, Osborne, I don't Zacho. I don't know. Not the way. Not from what I've seen so far. Um, I think I'll leave it there. All right. You guys agree? It's fair. Lewis. Yep. All right. Lewis, Lewis says hurlings, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lewis, why does France produce so many great Supercross riders? They've got some kind of um, structure in place that actually supports Supercross, which no one else has at all. So, what's that? Hmm? What is that? Like, what they have their own series. They have a series. Yeah, like they bring riders up with Supercross. It's like yeah. Oh, it's a like smaller version they have a, of this. Okay, they have like an amateur series. Yeah, if you want to ride Supercross no, in England, no, no. oh, there's that three. French. They got a pro series. Like like guys like yeah. Yeah. Islaw okay. and Ramet, they don't ride motocross. They ride French this summer, and then Geneva and Paris and everything in the, in the uh, winter. Okay. Somehow yeah. they make a career of that. Right. Not yeah, sure how, but... I, yeah. I don't know how, how well it pays, but they, that's what they do for a living. All right, Cade, last one. You spent the least amount of money on your defense against the FIM slash WADA and got the best result. What words of advice do you have for anyone in the future that has the pleasure of a failed drug test? I don't know how I got the best result. I was the longest one suspended. This is Corey Moser, so. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was suspended two years. Uh, Brock was suspended, what, 16 months or something? Yeah. And Christian was, what, like maybe a year? And Something and like that. Stu. No, he raced outdoors this yeah. year. And so Stu, Stu, Stu was, was 16 months. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really have any advice. I didn't really do that much. My lawyer did everything. They wouldn't even talk to me. So, I, I don't have great advice on that. <laughs> do you think they were pissed that you raced in Canada? Um, I I don't know. Honestly, I never I I talked to FIM people one time. Well, they were pissed at that interview you did with me. They were pissed about that. Yeah, because yeah. you told the truth. Imagine that. And um, That's but little. I mean, I heard they knew, but I'm honestly I don't know. I I have no idea. So, um, I'm sure they were, but right. I mean, whatever. All right. X brand goggles. EKSbrand.com. Pulp Show Twenty is the code to save. Uh, before we let you go, JT. Uh. We gotta let the man defend himself, uh, Kiefer. What's going on? You, you guys are sons of bitches. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that have to do with this? Listen, uh, I'm gonna start with JT's comment. You can see more of the rider's technique on TV because St. Louis is fucking three miles high. I can't see shit. Yeah, one one rider at a time. You can you can see a lot, but they show a lot. So yes, you're right. You if know, I was you know down what, on the floor. Hold Keeper, on. You know what? If I was down on the floor with the people, unlike you guys up in the press box, up in no, your ivory on. towers, you, <laughs> you know, know what? They have this thing called DVR where you Listen, get to see it when you go home. That's fine. I am going to watch it when I, I I'm going to watch it tonight. But <laughs> you're not in bed that already. Is, that is that He's is in bed. Un, that is a shitty point. Now number two, <laughs> I can't say anything about the gas. That was my fault. I, I actually. Actually. <laughs> 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 actually. What the I didn't say anything in the car when we were left. I was like, God, that was stupid to myself. I was like, I should have just fucking put $40? But, 
Listen, I was tired. I wasn't thinking straight. No, you weren't. I wanted you... to get home. I was hungry. <laughs> I needed to sleep. Listen to him. Dude, it's like a it's it's like Kiefer compares that weekend like being waterboarded. Like it was like Navy SEAL Hell Week. Right, right. And, and point number three, I did probably say, I don't know how you guys do this at least 20 times. You are correct. <laughs> I, I don't know how you guys do it. Are you denying standing up and juking to, to keep awake? No, I had to stretch. I had to get up and move my I mean, I was falling asleep. I was like, holy crap, it's 7 o'clock <laughs> our time. I'm ready to go to bed, dude. <laughs> Listen, it's the work. I am fine with the work. I will work my balls off, but it's the process to get to that point is what sucks for me. And what? Like, a, and Lissamore just brought up too. Your backseat driving was horrific. Okay, like, first of all, like, for being in Canada, you drive like shit in the ice and the snow. I, I like, thought I was fine. Drive home, listen, sketchy, dude. Dude, we're hydroplaning I, on the free. I'm in the back seat. I'm feeling the car move. We're hydroplaning, and you're just bullshitting Liz. And I'm like, we're going to die. Yeah, bro, it's just water. It's fine. We're not going to hydroplane relax, and die. Relax, bro. On my way home, there was a, a, like a five-car pileup with a snowplow. We sat in traffic for an hour, and I was five miles from the freaking stadium. So, I mean, Kiefer, like, you, you're ridiculous. You're <laughs> You're not cut out for media life. I am no. I I, I already told you this. What's what's, what's the surprise? <laughs> I've told you this many times. I go look. I don't know how you do it. Seventeen rounds. That's crazy. Or what about twenty nine rounds in uh, motocross? Right. Like man, it's it's. I'll tell it's you impressive what. how much you guys do. Like it's you guys do a lot with not a lot of sleep. It's crazy, and and I'm sure Weege is worse. I'm sure Weege, like you said, Weege doesn't even sleep. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Uh, then the, the moto, the nationals, which JT doesn't go to too many anymore, but it's that's a grind, man, for East Coast, uh, West Coast to go to East Coast and then do all that. Like you're you're done at the end of the day for sure. But man, I mean, but... I don't know, Kiefer. Like we had a great live show, and we're gonna have more of them. So you better get ready. No, and I'm fine. I, I love being there. I love talking to the people, and yeah, I like going. It's just, man, getting there sucks balls. <laughs> Unreal. So, okay. All right. Hey, while Kiefer's on and, the phone. And, and, okay. and, oh, the fourth thing, Heather doesn't run the show. <laughs> yes, she okay. does. yes, she does. Yes, she does. How? What does that even mean? Like, what does that mean? We went to Denver, Pookie and I, and you and Heather traveled all together in Denver, and we saw how Heather runs that show. Okay, but explain, <laughs> explain it to me. What do you mean? She's like, hey, Chris, we're going to we'll do this. We're going to eat. Chris, let's go here. Chris needs this. we got to get Chris this. That is such bullshit. No, 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 no. She doesn't tell me when to eat. I'm not five. She she makes sure that everything's handled for you. Look, uh, she does do that. Uh, okay. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> Look, I was thinking about this in the press box. I'm like, that'd be nice for have Heather just to run down and get us some food right now so we don't have to go down there. You know? Right. Well, Anton got us a pizza. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, that was very helpful. That actually, honestly, if that pizza didn't show up, it would have been real rough for me right thank you anton and, for the pizza and Liz can't sit there and talk shit either because he doesn't eat all day either he's starving his ass off as well well yeah uh, that's called work it's called work J- jt does it i do it why can't we work we no, you walk I, in I the cowie trucks and you just get people's food in there and i'm not going to do that shit i didn't i didn't eat until like 245 on saturday well, like nothing you can't listen <laughs> jt's keto all right he fucking ketoes his eat. ass off, so he ain't eating nothing anyway. I still eat. What are you talking about? Dude. I, ra- I ran for half an hour in the morning in the gym, then worked all morning. I was at the track at like 745. 
and then I didn't eat till 2.45. That's just how we roll, Keeper. Like, I know everybody's not cut out for it. Listen, do you eat when you're at home? What's your eating process? Yeah, I eat no. food. I mean, that's, it's necessary to sustain life. I don't feel like you eat enough. <laughs> Chris, you seem okay, tired. Mom. You seem tired. Are you kidding uh, no, I'm, I'm, I sleep, but I did sleep. <laughs> I went to bed at 6.30 last night. I didn't wake up till like 6, so I slept 12 hours. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Again, going to St. Louis is like Navy Navy SEAL week for Chris Kiefer, everybody. <laughs> just, he, we tried to break him down. Yeah. You know, we got yeah. to break him down so we can rebuild him. All right, listen. Fuck you guys. I'm getting off the phone now. Have a great show. No, no. I, I, I got Kiefer. Don't leave yet. What? All right, what? since you like watching the race on TV, what is your opinion on them always showing, like, like at the end of the 450 main for, like, three laps, they showed Courtney Roxon. I think that's her name, right? Yes. And right. then, like, mm-hmm. in the 250 main, they were showing Austin's dad, like, the like for, like, three laps. Like, what's the deal? I, I, I would get it, like, clips, but not for, like, laps and laps. They're trying to do some well, sort of emotional thing. Like, emotion, yep. Dude, no. Look, I can understand the Roxon thing because it is pretty emotional and what all he's been through, and I think they're trying to, to grab the audience with that. I don't know why would they show Mike on the, on the big screen. That doesn't make sense to me, but showing Courtney and the things that they've gone through together, I mean, I can get that. I'm, I'm on board with that. So They're trying to tell a story, right? I guess that's... Right. I, I think they're they know that's how they you create fans and if you can get people emotionally invested, you know, they're gonna stick around. Like I mean is, I, is I think Austin it's a, on the night or no? Forkner? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. But like I mean I like the idea, like clips, but like I'm not even kidding. They showed Courtney for like three full laps and like we didn't get to see Adam crash and how Eli got up to fourth. Like we didn't see any of that. Yeah, and, I'm on board. I'm on board with it being a little much. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah, well, that, if it's if it's really that much, then yeah, that's not good. Okay. Well, I'll see you this weekend in Anaheim, Kiefer, and then uh, get your get your tickets ready for Phoenix and, and everything else. So. No, I won't be there. I won't see you this week. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I need your support, He's man. He's not even going to Anaheim to the Wait, race. You gotta He's come, not you, even going. Not have, even for daytime. You have to come for daytime. Over, I need I need my practice my practice tips. I get help this weekend. Hey, I did talk to Cade in between practice sessions, and, and Steve said it didn't help, but it actually did help you. Seven tenths it helped. Yes, See, Most, there you go. And two crashes. Two crashes and seven tenths. Look it. I don't know how you're, you're – uh, what are you wearing for a helmet? Just one? Yeah. I don't know how that thing held up from that quad you did out. That was gnarly. And hey, it that's, snapped so that, hard. I'm I was just, worried about your whiplash. Trust me. I, th- I do product testing on a whole nother level. <laughs> All right. Hey, once again – Fuck you guys. I'm getting off the phone now. Bye, Chris. Bye. We love you, Kiefer. That's Chris, like Ke- Kiefer that's, Chris, that's Chris Kiefer, everybody. Hey, I, I sent a video to Kiefer today. I returned my shopping cart in the snow about 30 yards. It was, and, and the only reason I did it was because of Kiefer. I know. He's got people on that program for sure. Uh, all right, JT. Thanks for coming on. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Uh, official gear of Blake Baggett and Zach Osborne is coming up shortly. Zach Osborne is, so. Uh, looking forward to that. Thanks, but thanks for coming on, JT. Yep. Two things before I hang up. Okay. One, uh, my industry seating pod released today. It's a Pulp Mac new one network. Yep. yep. So check that out if you want just some more content. I know we I know we're very short on Pulp Mac content around here. Not enough. Nope. Right. But if you want to hear me ramble some industry seating, it's everywhere now. Thank you, Swiss Corps, for that. And then uh, VIP program is wide open. We're uh, doing really well. So if you want a behind the scenes look at the races. Um, hang out with me all day, which probably is a negative to the program. I'd, but, say, uh, I'd say so. Yeah. 
It's on the Feld website for Supercross, sxgp.com, and then you can also email me, jason36 at aol.com. So I appreciate it, and you boys have a good night. Awesome. Thanks, JT. See you. Yeah. All right, All right, buddy. That's Jason Thompson, Fly Race. We'll go to commercial, first commercial break of the night. Coming up with Zach Osborne and Jet Lawrence. That should be a good couple of good interviews right there. Just Jet guys. He's something else. I met him this weekend for the first time. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he seems like a good kid. Uh, we got some phone calls on hold. We'll get to that. Uh, Michelin, they've introduced many new exciting tires for 2020. Uh, loose for V-Twin Riders, uh, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring offer improved wet grip and enhanced t- tread life. I almost fell off my chair there. That's amazing. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 uh, tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from speed to track. Starcross 5, of course. I use the Starcross 5 to go uh, 14.9 for 7th overall at the World Vets. That's interesting maths. That's, that's great. It is. Uh, to learn more about these and other Michelin two-wheel products, check out michelin.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer. Uh, Randy Richardson coming in studio soon. Can't wait for that. All right, everybody, we'll take a commercial break. Kate Clayson, Lewis Phillips, Lisa Moore, Osborne, Lawrence, and more are coming up after this. Thanks for listening. Those who love motocross know motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit, but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Varsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Verandis, and run a Vortex sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning factory Kawasaki race team 
longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp MX swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp MX stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 Tire and the Michelin Power GP Tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. 
Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsorddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, their winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams and rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit WorksConnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today.
Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mechshaw, presented by Motorsport.com and the folks at Fly Racing. Don't forget, Motorsport, great customer service, great prices, great service from those guys. Those of us who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know that Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts. Riding gear and accessories, Motorsport.com, dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance. And have you looking good, too? Click on the Motorsport banners or logos or whatever on the Pulpamex sites and uh, make a purchase, and we get a small slice of that, and we'd appreciate that. So, uh, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, X-Brand Goggles, Vertex Pistons, EVS Sports, <coughs> used by Kate Clayson, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Skosh, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, atlasbrace.com for more information on that. Uh, Chase Sexton, wearing an Atlas Neck Brace. Works Connection, uh, JGR, uh, MCR, Bullfrog Spas team, all running Works Connection products, among many other pits. It's the number one used starting device in the pits, the Works Connection. OGO Power Sports, email the show. Uh, using the contact form at pulpmex.com, and we will get on a discount for you from OGO backpacks and roller bags. What do you use? You use OGO, or what do you have? Uh, OGO. OGO? I actually do, yeah. What, uh, which one do you have? The 9800 for the big travel trip? Yeah. Yeah, and then the small backpack? Uh, I don't have a backpack. You don't have a backpack? No, and I pay for my bag in full, so... Why do you, what, what do you use for a backpack? I've just got a normal Vans one or something. Hey, man. I, in 2013, my grandma bought me OGO bags. All of them. Full price. All of them? All of them. <laughs> and like, Cleared the, out the, well, the, so. carry on, the carry-on bag, it was like a gift for, you know, turning pro and yeah. stuff. She got me a gear bag and the backpack. Still have all of them. Actually, she just got me a new backpack. I was trying to, I was hitting up the OGO guy, but he wouldn't get back with me. But <laughs> I love OGOs. They're sick. Guts Racing. Get data. Uh, the 2020 Get lineup is composed of three product families, two-stroke CDIs, two-stroke EFIs, and four-stroke EFI ECUs. These electronic units are plug-and-play, and they come with two maps. Uh, and uh, they're fantastic. They work with a lot of teams in the GPs. I mean, it seems like every team in the GP has Get, just about. Yep. Outside of Honda, I think. Uh, furthermore, Get presents a new hour meter collection, the new six years lifetime vibration sensitive hour meter, and the innovative Smart SOS, which is uh, both a settable SOS alarm and a wireless hour meter. Through the Get Smart SOS free app, Smart SOS detects when the bike fails and sends a notification. Uh, Get. Get, 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 revolution by technology. Thanks to those guys. Guts Racing, WUSA, LA Honda World, uh, Ridgelines everywhere, Brayton, myself, the Seven Deuce Deuce, the Travel Weary, Chris Kiefer, Vince Freeze, all using LA Honda World in LA, 30 minutes from anywhere in LA to get a Honda Ridgeline or Accord or Civic or anything. Uh, Pookie's got a passport, rocking out with that. Uh, we'll get you dialed in with the best price for newer used Hondas from LA Honda World, Ride Engineering. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, Works Chassis Lab. The Ride Engineering Product of the Week is when in need of a replacement brake line or just upgrading to a stainless steel, you need to check out the adjustable brake lines from Ride Engineering. They have been making braided steel front and rear brake lines for MX and off-road bikes since 2001. I was at KTM then, working for Kelly Smith. You know who Kelly Smith is, Lewis? I do. Okay. But you don't know who John Lennon is? I do not. Okay. Uh, furthermore, all the brake lines have adjustable fittings to ensure a perfect fitment every time, and uh, they are the only company that manufactures a billet mounting bracket specifically sized for braided lines. Check out ride-engineering.com, uh, pulpamex-20 to say filthy fill running the ride engineering brake lines. So thanks to those companies for coming on board with us. Kay Clayson, Lewis Phillips in studio. Uh, we're coming up. Um, by the way, uh, we uh, played Rush coming out of the break. Uh, tragic loss to, to, for Rush. Neil Peart. The drummer, maybe the greatest drummer in rock and roll, 
Lewis, I'm no... I literally... I'm so lost right now. I know, Lewis. I you know. Could, I don't think you could have two people in studio worse what is about Rush? that knowledge. Have you heard of Rush? I, I think it's a band. Is it a movie? <laughs> it a is game? a movie. It's a movie. I don't. Uh, I don't know what to do anymore. Sounds like a seriously. Disease. Like neither one of us. Neither one of us know that stuff. Sounds like, like some kind no, of nasty no STD need. or something. Yeah, Sarah gets on me about that. Okay, like, uh, I can't talk anymore. <laughs> I, I just don't want to talk about this. Is getting me upset. So. Um, Neil Peart passed away. Drummer for Rush, greatest drummer in rock and roll. Sixty-seven years old. Now I played Rush coming out of the oh. commercial break. I'm sorry for your loss. Okay, thank you. They were Canadian, also. Oh. So, uh, hey, by the way, uh, Vortex Racing. Uh, James Stewart, Chad Reed, Dylan Fernandez winning championships with Vortex Racing. Uh, email Jake at vortexracing.com to get the same sprockets that those champions used. Uh, Star Yamaha and those assholes uh, use Vortex Racing. I'm, that's just where I'm at with Wilhan now. That's it. He's, I told Kiefer he could test my bike. We don't want it. <laughs> we're out. Uh, we can't test the Geico Honda, though. We, we're, we're allowed yeah, to test the Geico that. Honda. Right. Uh, so Vortex Racing, also the t- uh, the handlebars are 29% stronger than the competition. So, again, email Jake at VortexRacing.com. Vortex is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest of the night. This kid, yes, he's a kid, just had a, a career best race in St. Louis. Of course, it's only a second ever Supercross, so uh, I'm sure it'll get better from here. From Geico Honda, it's Jet Lawrence. What's up, Jet? How are you? What's up, Jet? Hi, Jet. Pulp and Mech Show calling Jet. Jet's gone, everybody. Didn't seem to be in a rush. <laughs> no. <laughs> you are not as important as you think. Great stuff from Jet. I mean, really the dug... The rocks are cool. Re- really dug deep yeah, there. You guys are killing it tonight over uh, there in the production studio. Let's go. No, this was... this was, uh, it was It was there. It was not... Do not blame Lone Wolf for this one. <laughs> uh, Spencer, what's up, Spencer? How are you? Good. How about you? What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Um, two things. First is... Thoughts on Stu and re- being resurrected from the dead again and uh, covering A1. Lewis, did you watch Stu's video? Yeah, one thought. He was wearing Supercross merch. Yeah. Like, how much did that cost? We like, don't know. Let alone getting him to do the video, <clears throat> but not in a 7 t-shirt and actually wearing a fan's merch t-shirt. Like, I, I try to get to the bottom of this. Uh, not going to do it every week. Oh. Would not tell me how much he got okay. paid, but yes, he did get paid. Wait. You spoke to him? No. Oh, I was going to say? No, no, no. <laughs> the way you said did not tell me how much he got paid no. was like... Yeah. People close to, 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 to Stu. So, not going to do it every week. Not going to tell me how much he got paid. But yes, he got paid, of course, because he's not wearing anything Supercross without money. Mm-hmm. But then we were talking, yeah. like, 10 grand. Like, Stu does not care about 10 grand. Stu shits out 10 grand. Oh, yeah. So, but then how is Supercross going to pay him more than 10 grand? Like, I, and do you reckon they're happy with their... Uh, like money spent, I guess so, because we were uh, talking about yeah, it. I, I would reckon they would pay him, I'd reckon they'd pay him a hundred grand to do it like every week, five to ten times. Okay, maybe so. Because well, he's him. I thought just, it was great. Just this year, though. I thought it was great. I loved it. I hope we see yeah, more of it. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And him, uh, his thoughts on AC were pretty. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't say AC's yeah. name right, but AC said he didn't care. Cincerella? Was yeah. that it? Yeah. Like Chinchilla. Yeah. Adam Chinchilla. I want to know if he, I want to know from him if he knows about finding Stu. Yeah, we, we I need inside yeah. knowledge yeah. on that. Do you reckon he even realizes he's missing? No. Do you reckon that's news? No, him? no, no, no. So, um, the, so, and I had one other thing. Yep, uh, go ahead. Dakar 
And did you see the footage of Shorty sending it through the desert? Oh, he's on a, a rim. He's a legend. A rim? He took his yeah, wheel off and rim. gave it he to gave Toby Price. The... What? You guys didn't hear about this? No. <laughs> he took it off and gave it to his teammate? Yes. Toby Price. Because he had a flat. Yes. Toby Price needed a, a tire? I thought Toby Price was KTM. I, it's really weird how a, a husky work. I know, Lewis. I'm with you. Yeah. Go ask Hurlings. That is literally the extent go of my back range. I've got nothing else. Go ask Hurlings about that and see if a, a husky rear wheel will fit on his bike. I bet oh, you they do. Yeah. Okay. Um, dude, he's a legend. He's a hero. He, That's so. cool. Yeah. And Ricky Brabeck leading by 24 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's looking I mean, good, right? Yeah. So Fingers crossed for him. Yeah, he's a legend. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Vortex Racing, uh, same sprockets, Dylan Ferrandis. The jerk-off Will Hahn, Chad Reed, James Stewart, all of that. It's Jet Lawrence. What's up, Jet? What's going on? Nothing. Just, cru- just cruising, you know? Bro, that was a good race. you got to be stoked. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly happy about it. Yep. Uh, and uh, Probably hates tough blocks as much as yeah. the next guy. Next <laughs> so, guy. so you land on a tough block and bent your rear brake pedal? Uh, yes, that's exactly right. I did. <laughs> Hit it and it bent my rear brake all the way around to the swing arm. So. Oh, okay. So that um, that might explain a little bit of dropping back, huh? Yeah. Just well, uh, I was gonna ride with it, <laughs> but then on a few of the up ramps, uh, my heel was kept on hitting my back brake, and then I was ended up going panic rope because I was front uh, nose heavy. <laughs> so uh, I didn't want any of that. So I, I just went and pulled in the pit lane and see if they could. Uh, just see if they can just bend it at least out of the way. Yeah. So right. They got fairly bent out of the way. I could kind of use it. So. Uh, dude, yeah. and you got the full 250 Supercross experience because you had to go to the LCQ. And 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 then you had to get that gate pick. <laughs> so, like, no, you, I didn't go to last chance. Oh, you got no? Did you get it? Oh, you got ninth? Did you get ninth? Yeah. Yeah, you got ninth. Yeah, I got ninth. Yeah, I'm sorry. On, You're, get, I'm sorry. Facts, right? I know this is I'm fake news. Come on, dude. Well, what I was saying was I watched the mains. You got a awesome start from out there. Good job on that. Yeah, my uh, yeah, my I just hit boost, <laughs> just like launch control, and I was out. It was it was great, man. That was awesome. Like, were you yeah. were you stressing a bit being so far out there? Uh, I mean a little bit, but uh, I was in my head. I'm just like, I better get the an amazing jump yep. and get everything right, and that's what I basically did. I did that. And came out basically, basically with a whole shot. Yeah, but, and bro, and you were catching Forkner too for a little bit there. I was like, yeah, I was, uh, I was feeling good. Like if, uh, yep, if he gapped me out, like if I made a mistake, I was able to pull it back in a bit. But um, I didn't know if he was riding like on the edge or if he was just in the like riding where he was comfortable. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, biggest adjustment for you in Supercross so far after two rounds? Like, what's What's been surprising for you? Um, just trying to dial the track in and get that lap out. Oh, like in, in qualifying? Yeah. Um, I've been been kind of struggling with that just to get a fast lap down kind of thing. So I haven't been riding much like me. Like basically the world last night uh, on Saturday night got a glimpse of Jet in the main, so of the real Jet, but um. Yeah, I basically in the practice and that I wasn't really riding like how I should be. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that, yeah, I was just getting not the best qualifying. So, and the I finally was able to in the 
second qualifier, I was actually able to ride a bit more like me and put in a fast lap time, and I was yeah on the the center pole fifth. So uh, okay. You yeah, know how they normally have the tree thing in the middle, whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The was beast. Really... The yeah. beast. What is it? The beast. They call it the beast. The beast. I've yeah, n- I have never heard that. What? Ever? Yeah, I haven't heard that either. Okay, all right. But I think I think a lot of people take that for granted, like how like we talked about it earlier, how hard it is to get to a, like a new a real supercross track and how different they are from practice tracks, and learn it. Yeah. And go fast, like. Right, people. People don't realize how hard that is. Yeah, like well, the good the dudes do it so well. Are, yeah, practice tracks are quite like the transitions are nice. Uh, the tracks pretty much the same most of the day, so it's not like too much of a difference when you go there from a, up like some other day, like during the week. Yep. And then on the weekend, it's real notchy. Like the transitions aren't like the smoothest. It's pretty technical, and then the track just gets chewed out. Like. Yeah. In the main event, we were just kind of going through on the main line, like we're barely hitting any whoops. So <laughs> I know I've walked practice track hitting oh. whoops every lap. I've walked the track after a main event and th- after a 4D main event, and they're they're hammered, bro. Like you can't never mind yeah. clearing all the obstacles. Like there's chuck holes everywhere, and you're just like, yeah, well, oh. it got so beat in the main. I, they didn't get on camera at all, which is mm-hmm. kind of disappointing, but um. After, like, my back brake incident, I ended up going through the whoops, through the whole set on my back wheel. Just wheeling through the whole set. Just pulling up. I just came out. I grabbed a handful of throttle, wheelied out of the turn, and basically held it wide open from out of the turn, through the whoops, into the next turn, basically. (laughs) Well, I got it. I don't know how I pulled it off, but, like, the track just ended up getting so chewed out. Like, the dragon's back, I just wheelied up that thing. Front wheel didn't touch one whoop. Just, <laughs> just the track was so chewed out, so I just started wheeling stuff. So my arms wouldn't like be getting um, used as much as well, hitting it with my front wheel. I gotta say, man, watching you through two rounds, you're exciting. There's always something going on with you, like good and bad. I, I I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board, man. It's great. Yeah, that's that's for sure. <laughs> if I if I'm not smooth, I'm either hitting tough blocks or. <laughs> Trying not to get cross-rotted. So. Yeah, I know. I like it. I was telling somebody else, I'm like, dude, watching Jet is like just you get all the experiences in a practice session. Close calls, yeah. near crashes, blinding speed, amazing feats. You get it all in one practice session. It's great. So. Yep. That's basically uh, describing me. Right. Uh, were you surprised how easy running Faulkner's speed came to you? Like, I feel like you believe in yourself pretty good and you know you can – get on the podium and maybe win one of these things but were you surprised like that you were able to reel him in and all of that stuff uh well like not really it, i i don't want to sound like i'm making myself sound so amazing but like i've always i kind of since I, like yeah a1 i had that speed uh, it just took me kind of that bit to believe i have this mm-hmm. like have it kind of thing see like when i was back in the pack at a1 it's like you don't really you didn't really get to see it mainly because I had food poisoning, so I had diarrhea and that stuff, and I was throwing up, so I wasn't feeling the best. But there's people basically broadcasting you, just holding you high and burn, so you don't really get the flow. Right. That's why the front leaders get so far away because they're 
they're focused on trying to hit hit their marks first instead of trying to make passes straight away. And that's what one thing I found. Like, it's definitely nice of being up at the front because everyone, they're not trying to kill you on the first few laps. <laughs> yeah. Everyone yeah, just settles exactly. into their, where they are. Right. And then once they're settled in, then they try to make some moves, not just, just T-bone going you. <laughs> for block pass shots and losing a second a lap. So... That's what I heard yeah. about 250 Outdoors. 250 Outdoors, I hear, is just a war zone on the first lap. Yeah. Like, it's... Oh. <laughs> it is. I did the last um, three, and, yeah, dude, if you went up the front, up at the front, oh. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's on. Yeah. It's a world war back there. Hey, um, what about this Chick-fil-A? So, Johnny O'Mara is your trainer. He He's eating Chick-fil-A with you on the Friday before yeah. Anaheim? Yeah, he's um like what do you like we've had it normally every Friday of like after training. Like if I put a good week of training, which I did best every week, mm-hmm. he would let me go and have Chick fil A for lunch. Okay. And that night we I went with him to that uh to the you know the four forty seven like podcast thing with Ricky and yep. Emic. Yep. He was on it and I was like it was at Fox so not like on there seeing like my buddy Austin Hoover and that stuff. So I went and uh, we rode on the pump trek and that stuff. So we we're like pretty, pretty kind of tired from it. So mm-hmm. we're hungry. Yep. And uh, yeah, we just stopped at Chick Fil A. Didn't really think anything of it, like that we're going to get food poisoning. Because Chick Fil A, when you think about it, Chick Fil A ain't so bad. It's not like it's I don't know like fatty food like uh in and out it's still pretty decent okay sure so we got it like this because it was easy to get we just went through drive-through and this yeah bad luck ended up uh yeah waking up at one o'clock throwing up and having diarrhea stomach cramps i couldn't it lasted basically all the way till like four o'clock from one in the morning to oh jeez and I couldn't have, like, I couldn't drink, so I was, like, pale. I was so dehydrated. <laughs> Jesus. It, it, was a, it was a rough day. And then even on Saturday, I still was making runs to the toilet. Luckily, the throwing up went away. Yep. So that was good. <laughs> but I still had, yeah, diarrhea. I had to make plenty of run, uh, many runs to the toilet. So mm-hmm. that was kind of a struggle. And then. The stomach cramps are kind of coming back a little bit, but right, yeah, it was it was a rough it was a rough day. Did you have a Chick Fil A? Did you have Chick Fil A after your week of training before St. Louis, or are you off that no. program now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they have Chick Fil A in St. Louis, man. Or in th- on Thursday before he flew out, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, after that, I was I was wanting to bomb Chick Fil A. <laughs> hey, I'm with you. I'll go. I'll go with you because I think Chick Fil A sucks, Jet. So I'll go with you. Okay. Um, yeah. After that, after that, I was not very happy. Hey, you're too young to really have an idea of this, but Osho, bro, he's a legend. Yeah, that's that's correct. Well, how's he been? Like, how, how's that gone? I, he doesn't talk about himself. He doesn't talk about his career much. If you ask him, he'll talk to you about it. But he's not one of those guys that runs around. But how's that been with Osho? It's been good. It, uh, when we first got with him, it took him a while to kind of get used to Australian kind of uh, humor and that stuff. Yep. But, um, no, he's he's really good. We joke around. Like, now we joke around. We 
give each other crap, like, it's, uh, he's pretty good. And, yeah, he doesn't, very humble guy, uh, really. Yeah, he is. Like, doesn't say anything about how good he was back in the day and how technical he was and, unless you actually ask him. Or, like, you have to basically kind of talk it out of him almost. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, yeah, you really do. You're right. Yeah. Uh, 702-586-PULP. Oh, you got a question for Jet Lawrence from Geico Honda. I don't know if you know this, Jet. I'm sure you don't, but, uh, you know, uh, we've been given permission to test the Geico Honda here coming up. So maybe we'll grab your bike and test it, but I can't wait. We're going to ride a Geico bike, I, I hope, and test wait. this thing out. Yeah. I hope, hope you guys like it. Well, I, I hope I don't loop it out. That's all I hope. So uh, yeah. we've got some questions we for might. you. Got some power. Yeah, you know exactly right. Uh, first up, question for Jet Lawrence from John. John, welcome to the show. Uh, presented by uh, Vortex Racing is Jet Lawrence. What's your question for him? Uh, uh, thank you very much. Good, good ride, Jet. It's great to see somebody with a personality like yours. It kind of brings everybody close. You're, you're honest, and want to see you do well. So keep it up. Thanks, but, dude. Um, hey, and can you still eat the waffle fries from Chick Fil A? Say again. Sorry. Can you still eat the waffle fries, or is it tainted now from Chick-fil-A? Um, I probably, maybe. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't really pushed the, pushed the limits yet, so uh, no, I think no it's going to be a good few weeks until I even attempt to think about going back to Chick-fil-A. Maybe put them the same grease. John, you sound like you're in a submarine or something with your phone. Like I don't know what's going on with your phone, John. but. Not good headset. No, it's right. yeah, it's really. Uh, all right. well, uh, well, give me one second. I got one question right here. Um, better? No. Yeah. yeah just what's your question? Yeah. Let's get. Let's... Okay. So, all right. So on there a practice go. track, Jet brought up a good question where um, it's rough, but when you practice, uh, it's not like race conditions. The track's not that wide. Could they not make an identical Supercross track? and split it in half and have it well ridden in and rough on one side and after six laps or so transition over to the other and practice on the rough worn inside is that a uh, just a thought well, um, i don't know we haven't really thought of that at all it's not a bad idea but one thing with the dirt that we have if you leave it it becomes like full on concrete so Right. It, it'll be good to ride it rough, like, so then you can get a bit of a feeling of, like, how the weekend might be. But on the weekend, you're going to have grip. Where yeah, you'd have to do it the same day, I guess, right before, and then that would take away. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. See, like, on okay. the weekend, it's, like, it's fresh dirt, so, like, it just got placed down, so it hasn't really got time to set. Where the practice track, it, it's had time to set, so, like, it struggles to get kind of get ruts in the turns because it's so like not baked but like hard and set in. So that's why yeah. like uh, the tracks are so nice and smooth because everything's kind of hard and the transitions are all good in that. Uh, all right, and then cool. you're probably risking it at that point too, and just just asking this to to you know slide out or whatever. Um, yeah. So, okay. Well, that's my question. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Keep up the great work. Uh, Thank you, man. Have a good one. Uh, another question for you from Campy. Campy, what's up? What's your question for Jet Lawrence? What's up, Jet? Hey, man, you really impressive uh, speed for only your second pro race to hang right up there with Fortner. I, I, that was really impressive. Uh, hey, uh, so I was there at the race uh, in St. Louis, 
And I took my little nephew, uh, he's only 13 years old, he just got his first dirt bike for Christmas, and I was telling him, uh, hey, there's a guy in the pros that's only three years older than you, and he's he's killing it. And uh, so he was interested in maybe going and trying to meet you. So we went by the Geico truck and uh, just to see if we could see you. And not only did we see you, but we saw your bare ass, too, because someone was like uh, had your pants halfway down and they were putting like duct tape over your ass cheeks or something like uh, what, what was going on there that's, a, that's one way to get up and close with the riders but, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> i had a yeah like a i did something to my back during the week i like deep bounce uh jump kind of funny and like kind of crunched my back like my lower back so i was getting that taped up because uh yeah it was kind of I was kind of in pain. It was wasn't the best feeling. So, uh, yeah. But <laughs> sorry, sorry, you had to see that. <laughs> no, it was funny. It was it was funny. It wasn't you. It was just like the top part of your crack. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you're, but, you're all right. But anyway, uh, super super impressive speed and uh, keep up the good good work and uh, good luck for the rest of the season, man. Uh thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, right, thanks, Ken. Uh, Jet, how's Hunter doing? How's the uh, the uh, recovery for Hunter, and uh, what's going on with that? He's um, he's saying he's feeling amazing. He's did uh today. He did an hour, hour and thirty run, oh, and then shit. a two hour cycle, and he's doing some gym. So like, dude, with this, he's feeling amazing. He said he could be back before the end of the Supercross season, but uh, we're just gonna wait and see, kind uh-huh. of see how it plays out but um no we just right yeah this guy's have to wait and see until he comes back to see the number 35 yeah <laughs> yeah we can't wait yeah it's, it sucks uh oh he's out that long he's not back for any sx uh maybe nah, near the yeah. end but i don't think so no so yeah he'll probably, he'll be back for outdoors so um yeah he's had a tough go of it for sure but with speeds there whenever whenever he gets back healthy on the bike have yeah. you Hey, who uh, who are you closest to on your team for teammates wise? Who who do you hang out with? Closest? Yeah, like who's your who you have you have a buddy on the team or? Well, I'm buddies with like Joe uh, jo Shimoda. Shimoda, yeah. We're pretty good friends, but I'm probably closer to yeah Hunt, like really Hunter, because we're always joking around that. Because right. now that like he's in Florida and, and I'm over in Cali right now, sure. uh, Johnny. So we haven't got to see each other. So when we get to see each other, we always muck around and that stuff. Yeah, it, just talk crap. Right. Uh, who's a 450 rider that you that you're a fan of, or a 450 rider that you want to talk to, or a 450 rider that you've gotten to know, or you know any of these guys that you know like are kind of larger than life for you as a, as a kid? Is, is there somebody that you you know admire? That's a good question. Like I, I get asked like. I got asked this the other day, and like, you know, obviously, I'm mates with Kenny, right? And and uh, like, I talk to who else? Like Dean Wilson, I'm know, friends yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like to, your personality uh, fits them. Yeah, yeah. Like, but like, as when I was younger, I kind of yeah looked up to obviously Ryan Dungey and that. But like now, yeah, I don't really like kind of. I don't want to sound like no one's good enough for me to look up to, but like I've kind of gone to the stage where I don't look up to anyone really now. Mm-hmm. Like 
I don't. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to explain because I don't want to say like no right. one's good enough. No, I got for me it. To look yeah, up yeah. To. Right. You want to be your own person. Really, yeah. Like I, I it would be cool. I want to be like Ken Rockson one day, or I want to be like Ryan Dungey. But then again, I want to. I want to come out different. Like <clears throat> Ryan's got his personality, and then you got Kenny. He's got a different personality, and you have Dino. He's got a different like. Right. I want to like kind of be different to where I stand out more. Like yeah, yeah. Just well, yeah, kind of be me more. So and, far, uh, like. Well, so far yeah. you've 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 eaten donuts on a podium. You've used the word diarrhea on live TV. <laughs> I mean, you're you're your own guy, Jet. You're doing well so far. Yeah, but, yeah. It's just this classic sixteen-year-old. Don't really care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need a. I need to work on my own interviews to be like... <laughs> ah, no, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, what's the biggest thing that Dungy's helped you with through the first two rounds? Like, any big tips or advice he's given you? Um, just the same that my trainer's get, uh, given me, basically. As the same as Johnny's spoke to me. But, uh, yeah, they've just kind of helped me um, calm down, basically, because, yeah, I get kind of, yeah, I get pissed off really easy with something's <laughs> like not going right. But it's like weekend and the qualifying, like with the heat race, and then then in the main event, I came in pissed. I wanted to burn the truck down. <laughs> really? I, was, I thought I you'd was be stoked. Not. Oh man, I thought you'd be I, stoked. I was, but like in, at the end of the day, if I didn't hit the tough block, right, that could have been either a win or a sec, like yeah. on, on the box, right? Kind of thing, so. Right. Yes, it's like it's cool. I got fifth, but like I'm better than I feel like I'm better than that. Like right, oh, well, kind of thing. Like I, sh- I that night I shouldn't have really got fifth. I shouldn't have got like second, third, or right. maybe even first. Depends how it turned out. We didn't really get to see that because right. I wanted to get a tough block for fun. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh. Are you totally happy with Myrtle? Do you, do you need new representation at all, Jed? Do, do we want to? No. You know, do we? Are we happy with the agent so far? Yep, he's doing he's doing a great job. He does uh okay. He's helping my life with doing the post and and that stuff. I if I yeah if I need something done, he's, he's okay because he he couldn't get Nicoletti a boot deal, so I've been on him for that. You know. So I just want to let you know. Hey, uh, boots yeah. aren't easy to get, man. I guess not. It's a struggle. <laughs> Apparently so. It's a real struggle, man. People don't realize yeah, boots they, are expensive. Yeah, they, they're almost harder than trying to get a ride. <laughs> 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 Who knew? I didn't At know that. At the end that. of the well, day, it's your foot. Like. Well, I'm just saying, like, Mert, Mertz is, you know, yeah. <laughs> nah, he's good. I'm he's kidding. Good. I'm joking, of course. Um. All right, man. Well, hey, Jet, thank you for the time tonight. Uh, congrats on a good ride. I know you wanted to burn the truck down, but uh, I thought you rode great. And uh, I think you'll be up front more and more. You'll get some confidence. You'll get used to this thing. And shit, dude, you've had two career supercrosses. So uh, I think you'll be yeah. fine, man. Absolutely. So uh, uh, thanks, thanks for having me. And, yeah, like you said, uh, uh, I wanted to burn the truck down a little bit, but I have to be happy. Yep. I made improvements from the last weekend, mm-hmm. but uh, as a – as a racer, you just want more. You're not ha- you're not satisfied until you until you're holding another one plate basically in your hand. So, yeah, yeah, well said. No, I agree just, with that. Right, just, ha- just how it is. Right, uh, but well, uh, no, thank you. Thanks thank for you the time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Jet. All right, see you, man. Yeah. Uh, that's Jet Lawrence, everybody.
uh, from uh, Vortex Racing. Uh, you think you think he realizes I'm the guy who br- came up to him with the donut gloves? No, not a chance. Not a chance. Not uh, a chance. Lone Wolf. You do tell people that Kay Clayson and Lewis Phillips are in the studio. Yeah, I do. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But even still, no. I mean, there's no there's no chance he knew it was me, who who I was. Not a chance. Do you think he realizes that the fact that Hunter's out for the whole of Supercross hasn't been announced yet as well? No, of course yeah. not. Of course as he not. said that, I was like, oh, was you're probably like, oh, going to get a bollocking for that one. Yeah. I tweeted that out uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all the people were like, no, he says he's coming back. Yeah, because he's got on Instagram, yeah. Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just yeah, like, okay. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Like, I saw him post on Instagram, like, can't wait for I, East Coast I, I told somebody, just, yeah, just wait. Just, yeah. well, you know. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> Uh, he, pretty confident kid though huh he's a like i mean i love that stuff like, <laughs> oh you too yeah you know i think Dude, he's like, 16 like i love when people have that personality like it's not me like yeah. obviously but like even like jason lawrence and stuff like i loved those kind of personalities that yeah. like are funny and create controversy i love that stuff right. he um said to me at a1 well when he did emx 250 in mxgp he didn't qualify for the first round and then by the last round he went 1-1 and he said that was his plan for this year. Oh, he yeah? said he wasn't happy with A1, but he's yeah. fine with it because he knows what, how much he can transform. Does he know who you season. are from Europe? I think so. You think so? But then he talks to a lot of people. Like in Europe, he had a reputation for basically, if you're a living human being and you want to have a conversation, he will talk to you for an hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> See, that's cool. Like, See, I love I that met, stuff. Uh, there's a couple right. of fans in Europe who said that they randomly stopped him in the pits at a race and said like, oh, good job. And he stood and talked to them for an hour. Right. Right in the middle of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Kay Clayson and Lewis Phillips here in the Pulp Metro presented by motorsport.com and the folks at Fly Racing. Uh, Zach Osborne coming up here shortly. Reed, what's up? You want to talk about factory suspension? Yeah, I just noticed that uh, Suzuki runs Showa and Yamaha runs KYB, but Honda and Kawasaki do both. Is there anything behind that? Uh, Honda just runs uh, Showa now. Oh, they don't do KYB anymore. Not anymore. Sealy ran it, but Brayton, 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 and Kenny Oshawa. But they did. Hmm. Cowie now runs okay. two different brands. Yeah. But there's nothing behind that. No politics or anything. Not really. It's a team choice. They do teams do that in Europe at all? No, not really. No. Not as far as I know. Right. Anyway, unless I'm missing something. Uh, the, the angle behind it, Reed, is that Showa and KYB just like you know two different companies, right? Um, right. They're competitive. They want to be the best they can. Uh, so the the thought is that the having the same suspension on two different or different suspension on the same bike would strive each brand to be hungrier and test more and everything else, you know. Uh, but yeah. I don't know if that's true, you know. But uh, but that's the theory behind it. Myself, been a mechanic for a while. I always thought that having a teammate on the same stuff as you helps everybody. Hey, what are you feeling? What do you like? Do you like the setting? What is the right, setting? Testing. But the other teams, that, the teams that do it differently, like Cowie, uh, they like that competitiveness between Showa and KYB. So that's that's one, the reason one, why. One last thing. Uh, what's it going to take for Eli to get a start? Like, do we need to get Austin Forkner over there to teach him, or what, well, what's up? Bro, he, like, like Lewis pointed out earlier, those greats were good for him. They helped him a lot. So... So far, it's not been good. What did you say his average start was? Who? Fernandez? Eli. Oh, uh, Eli is... Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> I was texting James asking for a coffee. Uh, it's 11.5. Well, I can get Pookie to... It's fine. I got James. Pookie! <laughs> should, should Pookie will do it. Uh, yeah, You're 11. 11. So. Yeah. Dang. Um, not good. All right, bud. Thanks for calling. All right. Have a good one, Portland. Thank you.
That's my bad. I'm sorry. I dropped the ball. I even have them circled, too. Maxima Racing Oils, MaximaUSA.com. They revolutionized the racing industry by introducing Castor 927 in the 70s. 927 is still the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. What makes 927 so unique? Proven performance, unbeatable protection, and it's still the greatest smelling two-stroke oil on the planet. Monster Energy Kawasaki, Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki use Maxima, and Geico Honda uses Maxima now this year. And if you want to ask... Who put that Maxima and Geico deal together? You're fucking looking at him. <laughs> well, would you look at that? I helped bridge that gap. Did you get commission? No. Oh, so but you I... wasted your time? Listen, Lewis. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hey, man. It's building relationships is a great way to get relationships, Mark's too. Black out Lewis's camera. <laughs> like, black it out. I don't uh, want him on the show anymore. I would have to black out Cade, too, though. Oh, no, I, dro- I dropped the ball one time. I dropped the ball one time. That's why I know I'm safe. <laughs> That's why I'm this close. Well, listen, Nobody wants to look at you the whole this time. This next interview uh, is brought to you by MaximaUSA.com. Pulpamex20 is the code to save at MaximaUSA.com. I should just put that on. I should put the guest on next and just walk away because he's just going to want to talk to Lewis about the MXGP series. It's Rockstar Energy Husqvarna, Zach Osborne. What's up, Zacho? Actually, I don't do interviews with Lewis because everything he does is exclusive to MX Vice, and I just I can't get down with that. <laughs> we, we've already done our exclusive interview for this week. He does do that, well, doesn't I, he, Zacho? He, they do yeah, that. You know what? I've, t- I've explained like, on, why guy. I've got to do it. No, you don't got to yeah, do it. Because all European media copy and paste press releases and take those quotes and act like it's an interview. So I'm trying to get across that I'm not doing that. Exclusive. I talked to Zach Osborne after St. Louis. Meanwhile, everyone else did, too. Even, well, yeah, it doesn't really work here. But in Europe, I've got to do that because <laughs> everyone else is fake, faking it, basically. Hey, Zacho, uh, percent championship win pie for MXGP next year. Uh, what would you give Hurlings percent that he's going to win the title? Oof, duh. Um, 90%. Jeez. Okay, well, you, a, you, and Lewis, right. you and Lewis are on the same page then. Yeah, I just, I don't see anyone. I mean, I think Tony can beat him, but just, it's Jeffrey's healthy, man. He's freaking fast. But like, if he's healthy, the I guy, he hasn't, he hasn't been healthy. Yeah, but like, you know, there's like a couple years and then he is healthy. So I think he's going to be sort of extra careful. And, okay. you know, honestly, he could tone it down considerably and still win. Okay. All right. I said to you guys I wasn't going to win a GP next year. What do you, you think about that? I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were on the same line of thinking. I maybe no. I went too far. No. no. Yep. Definitely not. I think Geyser has a better chance at winning GPs than Tony, in my opinion. Oh, Mathis what? is going to hang up on you. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would agree with that. I think Tim is going to be better than Tony. You guys are shitting on a legend of <laughs> Tony Carrillo? That's, that's not, not at all. Not but even dude, a little. Geyser... Geyser is fast as crap. He's he's arguably almost as fast as Jeffrey at times. Oh, I don't know about that. Whoa. I don't know about that. Here we go. We're stretching, we're stretching the truth I did here not know. I did not know that Zach Osborne. Listen to Zach me. Zach Osborne was sniffing Maxima before he came on. Right, right. Absolutely. Bro, no one, no one on earth was beating Geyser in Trentino this year. Like, it just wasn't happening. Oh my I don't God. buy into that Trentino ride too much, and I don't know why. I actually can't explain why I don't. But for some reason, I, don't, I have a bit of a like mental block with it. Man, it was unreal, both of them. But Geyser won the battle. I mean, but they were both ripping. 
I didn't like that checkered flag stuff you wore this weekend from Fly Racing, by the way. You didn't? That's the Rockstar stuff. Yeah, I know, but I don't like it. Hey, Lewis, okay, I got one that oh, here you can go. do exclusively. Oh. <laughs> if you uh, if you get a stew pod, you can you can exclusive it. Okay. Otherwise, don't ever use that word again. That's fine. Challenge accepted. Did Stay you, tuned to MX Vice tomorrow. I'll make a few calls. Did you uh, Did you see Stu's breakdown, Sacco? No, I didn't, actually. I haven't had time to watch it. Oh, you got, well, let me tell you. I did not get, get to uh, do a stew pod. He thinks, he thinks that you could go before the second set of whoops at A2. He thinks you could go that those two little rollers and then 4-2. What, what's your thoughts on that? At A2 or A1? Or A1. I'm sorry. Sorry. Before the second set of whoops? Yeah, where we were going like double on off double, he thinks you could go like double four two. Yeah, I almost went for it at one point. Oh, there we go. Oh, so oh, I oh, can oh. agree with that. Congrats on the whole shot this weekend, Zacho. Thanks, man. That was kind of the highlight of my race, but um, well, I mean, there was plenty of action, but I got fit. Dude, uh, yeah, like we were first. Oh wait, I got. I want to get to the first question I got on my list here. When do I get to stay in the motorhome? Whenever, man. Just no, you don't. Know. You keep saying that, but never. The invite never comes. You keep saying that, but like I can I, never tell if you're actually serious or not. Yes, I want to stay in the motorhome, like buddies, at the races, hang out, we can cook, or whatever. Okay. All right. Well, outdoors is the time to do it because it's much better. Like atmosphere, you play cornhole, hang out. Like that's me. Out. I'm in. Okay. All right. Okay, let's plan that. that all right, this, I, Brittany and the children can be at home, and because I'm not allowed okay. around them. You told me one time. I did. Yeah. Well, you, I would I would rebuke that. You said I can't. You can't be around the kids. <laughs> I mean, maybe you were joking. Maybe you were joking. But um, hey, uh, I like the fight you showed this weekend. You and Adam are good, though, right? You guys talked after the race, and we're all good. We didn't really talk. Like okay. I thought we were good. I hope we're good. I mean, I thought it was. Sick. Right. Okay. <laughs> he told me you're good. But, uh, so. Oh, Adam told you. Yep. Okay. So I didn't see Adam after yeah, the race. Yeah, I stopped oh, after I got the, the race to kind of uh, exclusive to yep. uh, you know talk to him about it. But obviously, he was pissed because he had just fallen over and given yeah. away three spots on the last lap or whatever. So I get it. But yeah, I thought we were good. Like I thought it was a good battle. Even Kenny ran it in there pretty hard on me, and yeah, he kind of apologized to me, and I was like, dude, it's not like. No. I'm gonna run it in there every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You're you're the new Andrew Short right now, Zacho. Yeah, I guess so. You're a smiley face assassin. Like you, you're not scared. You're aggressive. No. Nah. And uh, and nah, you're a super nice gotta guy. Gotta be. I mean, geez, like you gotta like I, I don't. I honestly don't know why people get so offended by that that kind of stuff. But like, as long as no one you know really goes down or whatever, it's it's all a fair game. Yeah. Hey, we were talking about it today. Like how intense that is, man. Like. I think we were talking about it in the review pod. Like, okay, Barsha and Kenny had a little bit of a lead, but, dude, it was just a freight train. And, like, Eli Tomac rode awesome. Garbage start for him, and he came up, and, like, he, he did okay, but he he couldn't do much either when he got up to the elite guys. I don't quote-unquote elite guys. You know, I don't want to sound like a jerk-off here. But, like, dude, it's intense. You guys are pinning it. Yeah, dude, it is. And, like, you know, I was obviously – at the front of that line for quite a while. And, like, I was riding what I felt was pretty good, you know, not not my very best just because I haven't been on the bike enough at, at the moment. But, like, what I felt was good and I was nailing the sections, which was huge this weekend, like just getting the, the lanes every time was, was tough because of the track breakdown. But 
I was making zero ground on on any right. one of the seven guys that were like lined up behind me, and I was just like, <laughs> "Dang it, what is going on here?" Yeah, you know, until like until I would say like eight minutes to go, and then it started to kind of peter out a little bit. Like once you pass the halfway point, I think that the race changes a whole lot. But man, those first, especially the first five minutes, and then the next five minutes are so important and so so intense. Yeah, it was it was gnarly to watch. Guys are just pinning it, and uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. So I don't know if I don't know if it's any different than in past years. I don't maybe it's recency bias or whatever on my end, but man, it looks that gnarly. It looks that intense. So oh, it's well, that intense. I mean, I, yeah, I watch a lot of old races. And, yep, and like obviously James, Ricky, and Chad Timmy, are Timmy, are Timmy, the best of the best. Timmy and Timmy, of course. But like you know, th- the gaps were just so so big back then for those guys, you know, yeah. those three, K-Dub occasionally in there or, you know, like a Lusk occasionally in there, but, like, there was never really sort of eight guys that could legitimately win a race, you know, and, and that's kind of where I feel we're at right now. You know, there may not be eight winners, but potentially it, it easily could be eight winners. Yeah. We guessed six earlier. Yeah, we got six earlier. Six? Was that one of them? <laughs> Uh yeah, he was on the list. No, he wasn't. He wasn't on JT's list. Probably not. It's okay. JT's on my shit list too. Yep. <clears throat> Why is that? Uh, you didn't listen. You don't listen to the fantasy pod. I I saw a tweet about the fantasy pod and it had my name in it. So then I listened to the whole fantasy pod yep. to realize they talked about me in the last two minutes, <laughs> and it was <laughs> and it was and it was three people shitting on me and Steve having my back. Yes. Wow. Yes. But uh, 702-586-PULP, 702-586-7857. You got a question for Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna, Zach Osborne, brought to you by Maxima USA. And Skosh, sure, Skosh is on board with us too, Zach. Oh, Pulp 2020 to save yeah. with Skosh. Good guys um, and all of that. So uh, I love their boo- boom bottle that they have. Yeah, I, see, I boom bottle, mine's, I'm a Magic Mount guy. Magic Mount I use like literally every day. Okay. Me too. I, yeah. I love that thing. I have one. Sarah has one. Um, do you have their little jumper pack for your car for the battery? Yeah, I, I use do, it. but luckily I don't ever have to use it. I, I, I keep it in my truck in case my, my bike on my battery ever, or the b- battery oh. on my bike ever dies. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, I, I didn't think of I, that. It's, you only use it really quick because it's yeah. obviously for a car, but um, it works for that too. Uh, Kay crashed on a mountain bike today. We took him on an e-bike ride. Zacho, he crashed 30 seconds into the ride like hard. Seriously? Hey, you got no room to talk. You what? were scared of mountain bikes for oh, no. quite a while. I, I, I was done. I, I yarded it one day. Oh, you did? And uh, well, I literally walked like probably a good mile, mile and a half home um, from the trails we were at and let, just left my bike in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Zach wouldn't ride. We had trails at club, and Zach wouldn't ride them because he crashed on them one day. Like, yeah, I endowed so big, like so big on this stupid little jump. And... I thought I broke my collarbone, so I was super pissed, and I well, just literally got up and walked home and left my bike in the woods, and someone went and got it later that day. <laughs> I, you know what? I knew you were coming on the show, and I knew this was going to get brought up. I was like, I was like, if anybody starts making fun of me, I'm just going to blow Zach out. <laughs> he he's all road rashed up. He's got a huge cut in his knee. Like he went down hard. Where? Just uh, like 30 seconds th- from the truck. We hadn't even hit the trail yet. Oh my god! We were on like a dirt road, and we were going like down a little hill, and I just lost the front on like the you know how like the middle of the road 
on a dirt road is obviously yeah. higher. I just there it was yeah. all pebbles and whatnot, and I just lost the front. Uh, to- ate total shit. Disaster, man. Jeez. Yeah, it was it was a shit show. Listen more songs and said he went down hard. I was I was up front, of course. And then and then I had to proceed with another hour and fifty six minutes of riding covered in blood because I wasn't going to make these guys go home after that. We got all the bicycles ready for me because I wanted to go ride an e bike yes. so bad. Right. We, wow. We bored another taser. You guys switched pedals. I had to fix my seat post, put air in my, yeah, all of it. a lot of work. It was go. an ordeal, and I was like, no, I'm doing this. And I, uh, the, f- <laughs> the first 45 minutes were pretty miserable because I was hurting. Uh, that sucks, dude. So, Come on, Cade. Hey, so uh, Webb was feeling sick again this weekend, right, from what we hear? Yeah, I think so. So why come you were so much better when you were both affected last week? What, what's going well, on there? My, my deal started on Tuesday before Anaheim. Um, and his started on basically Saturday. So I think my, mine, right, the span of mine yeah, was yeah. a lot longer because I actually got a little bit better on Friday and then Saturday completely wiped me out again. So I went, my deal was from like Tuesday to Thursday to the following Thursday. And his was like Saturday and then Sunday and Monday were really bad. And then I think he, you know, was kind of coming around. But I mean, the, the bug that I had was, gnarly i had a fever for seven days in the end total um and it just took a lot out of me honestly jeez uh, it's amazing that webb got a podium last weekend like good job by that we all talked about that because the way he rode this weekend he definitely wasn't the same you know so yeah he was i mean honestly whenever we, i came off the track and like i realized that he had gotten on the podium and i knew the way i felt and like i was like what the heck like how did he manage that yeah but he's a gamer man he he is honestly one of the like feistiest racers i've ever seen like you know i feel like we're pretty pretty close and and good friends during the week but he's a different animal on the weekend altogether. like he's just uh he yeah he's gnarly zacco um obviously i know it was difficult because i didn't do it but um in the main you know you I, you obviously got passed in the same spot a couple times. Is there a reason you didn't start jumping over that table and then 3-3 three, three in, or was it just you know kind of out of question for you? Um, no, mainly because I missed it about 15 times during the day, and it ruined so many of my laps, and I just felt like that 3-on, off, 3-2 was, was good enough, you know? Yeah. And uh, now watching the race back, like, it cost me a lot, and and I would have been in a much better position. Um, it was had fast. I not yeah. bold there in the beginning. See, in practice, I think it was quick, like not quicker, but it was a lot closer. You know, in time to go on off three two. You know, it, it matched up better, but in the main, it looks like it was such a big difference. Well, what would be the, yeah, what would was, change in that sure. though? The face. Well, so the, when you went off. And then three, that face got screwed. So, like, okay, obviously so we're watching the race yeah. right now. You see Adam, He's every time he goes off and then three, he, like, OJs it and cases the four because that face was jacked. Mm. Yeah, and, and for some reason the backside of the table was way more mellow in the night show. So even if you did clip it, you could still triple-triple. And I just didn't pick up on that nearly quick enough. It was quicker. What did the film say? What did the dartfish stuff say? Um. Well, on all of my good laps in practice, I I did it. You know what I mean? So, um, Dartfish didn't really tell us much about that, but it it was, like Kate said, way closer um, to even in practice than it was in the night show. 
See, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not as dumb okay. as I Nobody said you were dumb. I, I don't know. I'm waiting for Lewis to ask when you're going back to GPs. Is that coming? Uh, no, I'm good with that. Okay, all right. Yep. I'm just checking that out, Lewis. That's fine. You're not even going to ask? You just anticipate those questions. That's another wow. tally for Steve. Wow, because Lewis, you know, I mean... He's, probably, he's sent here by Giuseppe with specific instructions. <laughs> I've actually got contracts. Wow. Yes. I'm meant to just go around the pitch trying to get people's signatures. <laughs> this is deep, Lewis. Yeah, I'm in too deep here. Yeah. Um, well, I thought your race was pretty impressive. I like the fight that you had in there, getting, going back at Adam. And, and, and like you said, you're at the front of this, these, these guys that were just all over you. And I missed Adam's crash and Tomac getting you. I was looking at something else, and, and you explained on a text message that you had to go high, and Eli went underneath you. So, I mean, you gained one spot, and you lost one spot, so it stayed about the same. But I missed all that at the end. But, man, you were yeah, you were fighting for that spot, dude. You had guys all over you. Yeah, it was a hard-fought fifth place. Yes, yes. From, like, the first moment, obviously, with getting the whole shot and stuff, and then um, just, yeah, grinding grinding it out through the middle of that moto uh, was, was really tough. So, um I'm happy with it. I think it's a huge step in the right direction after the way last weekend went and just to kind of turn it around and get things headed in the right direction was, was really good. Um, maybe I can get a heat win and, and do a little better in the main this weekend. So just, it's one of those things, you know, like it's, it's actually really hard even when you are sick or something to just like reverse that in one week, even when you're, you know, at a hundred percent, let alone I, I rode like, uh, I think I did like 18 laps on Thursday, just, to see if I could still ride or whatever. And uh, that was basically the extent of my training the whole week. So, I mean, I had more days off in the last two weeks than I have since October. So it's um, it's tough to turn it around, but when I, you know, to, to make that happen this weekend and kind of get things headed back in the right direction was a really big positive for me. When you uh, when I spoke to you after the race, you said that Kenny and Adam got you in there. Osborne, too, after the race. Yeah. This guy does a good job. Dude, Did I you was, not? I mean, I was around. I didn't see any of these guys. Yeah, you've just got nowhere to look. I guess. It's pretty Lewis, easy. Lewis, it's actually pretty easy. Lewis greater than Pulp MX. Yep. yep. That's why I'm here, just Ooh. to get that message across. Yep. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, you know you told me that uh, Kenny and Adam got you in the same turn before the double because you didn't realize you could do it from the inside. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, did you start shitting yourself every time you went to that corner? Because I just saw on the TV that Eli almost made the same pass on you. So did you ever actually go to the inside? Uh, yeah, I tightened it up a little bit there towards the end because I could just feel it coming after um, <laughs> after the deal with Adam. And Adam hit me quite hard, so it like, bounced me kind of not on the tough blocks but into them, and I barely saved it. And then I was like, well, here we go. Like, you know, you got to do something or you're just going to get freight trained because, it, you know, that's another one of those momentum things. Like, you got to stop that as soon as you can. Yeah. And, um I was able to stop that and then hang in there for a couple more laps, and um, I think that really made a big difference in my race. Yeah, it uh, it was a nice track. I like. We talked to uh, Kenny earlier tonight. I like these first two tracks, man. They've been fun to watch. Uh, they, they've got things that only the U Elite guys can do: challenging whoops, uh, good dirt in St. Louis. I, I've been a fan of these first two tracks. I hated the first track, but okay. obviously that was a lot to be well, desired. Maybe you should stay on your bike a little more. Maybe you should stay on your bike. You might like it a little bit. Exactly. Um, but the second one, you know, this weekend was really good. I thought that that rhythm lane with the outside three or the inside double, double, triple mm-hmm. um, was really cool. Um, like you said, you know, there was some, the quad and, and some stuff that we could only, you know. The 3-3 three, three at front, A1? Front the 3-3 three, three at A1, you know, that stuff. 
Greasy. Yeah, I never jumped that, actually. I know. Um, but, yeah, I was lucky to get out of there unscathed, to be right. honest. But, yeah, I think that they, they've done a good job, you know. Uh, one thing I've noticed is, like, what we would normally call, like, a five-footer, um, <laughs> like a ski. Kenny was just like talking about nine this. nine feet this year. Oh, Ken- really? Kenny was just talking about this tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome. Like, it, it changes the whole scape of everything, and... Um, you have to respect it more, and, right. and you can't just blast everything. You know, I think that that's a a, a big positive change. Um, like when I watch old races, like I was talking about earlier, I see, you know, there was a lot more variation in the size of, of yeah. obstacles and just like just some random stuff. And like I just feel like we kind of lost that somewhere. But I think they've done a good job so far this year of. Of bringing back some different stuff. You ever watch any of those old races where f- the number fifteen ends up on the box? You were on one the other day. Um, oh, nice! You and Feeney actually. Um, oh, Feeney, legend. Legend. Oh five. Uh, man, I don't remember which one it was that you were on, but like, yeah, you were on like there. an interview or just me on the starting line or something. No, like you were behind the scenes on the podium or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Dog. Good times. Um, what was I going to ask you? Uh. I got one. Oh, oh, I know, I know. Okay, it was about you. Oh, it was about me, Zacho. Gosh. So Cade here qualified 40th at A1. I don't know if you saw that, but it's his first Supercross race forever because since he cheated, so he's back. <coughs> but um, <laughs> now he qualified 14 spots better for for St. Louis, which is awesome. If he goes another 14, he'll be 10th overall this weekend in A2. That's not how that That'd works. That'd be pretty that's, good. That's 12th. Why? 26 minus 12. Your math was bad. I'm bad at math. Okay, I'm bad at math. Okay. Go ahead. Math is hard. Thank you. All right, I'll get I got one. Uh, Zach, obviously we live together at club and stuff. Um, And, you know, obviously your program took a whole other step forward when you went to Alden's. But, like, obviously besides, like, the personal, you know, Alden obviously takes a big personal input into your stuff um that you can't get it you know somewhere like club or mtf or somewhere like that but what's something that like you see that you like something easy that you see that you guys do with alden that that k can do not that i can do but that but that those kids like those kids at those places are missing that is something that's easy that alden you know brings to the table um for me the biggest thing especially in the beginning was just that that kind of confidence and, and calm that you know what you're doing, what you're supposed to be doing. You know, I, that was something I always kind of searched for uh, when I was younger was was always, was I doing enough or am I doing enough? And then I would end up doing more and then that was too much. And then, you know, the the days off were too long and the, 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 the hard days were too hard. And um, it just, you know, he has this pedigree and, and aura um, from his success that, brings you sort of a, a calm or an understanding that you're doing the right things. And, and, you know, if you're there every day and just grinding it out, it's going to happen. And obviously when I arrived there, it was me, Dunge, Jason, and Marv. And, um, and those guys were next level to me riding a 250. So I was, for, for the first time in my life, kind of the fastest or the slowest guy um, in a group of fast dudes you know Mm -hmm. and i think that that's kind of what brought me to the next level and then once you get some wins and some confidence it it kind of you know just uh starts to grow cool all right yeah yeah i mean i was just wondering because like you know when you go when 
kids are at places like club and stuff, you know, there's always like a group of kids who like are kind of useless, but then there's those group of kids like when you think of someone like McAdoo. No, yeah, seriously, yeah. but when you think of a guy like McAdoo, when McAdoo got to club, he was slower than me by a good bit. He was still an amateur, yeah. but like and now he's a right. third to fifth place supercross guy in reality. Right. And like he made like a huge step forward, but he he left somewhere like club and I I love club for so many reasons. But I also think that there's little things that places like that just you can't achieve. And that's kind of what I was trying to ask Zach. Yeah, for I mean, for me, the biggest change was without them was just the group of guys that I was around and, and riding with. You know, I think all the facilities out there are awesome. And, um, and I think that that's what the sport has evolved into. But for me, it was just riding with three of the fastest dudes on earth every day. And um, it just kind of changed changed the way I saw the weekends honestly because my weekdays were tough and and just I knew that I was if I was even close to those guys on the 250 then I was in the right spot uh, we got some questions for you here Zacho uh, one is Eric uh, he wants to talk about America's the GP so Lewis and you can ramble on uh, Eric what's up hey guys how's it going I'll try to keep this quick uh, Zach awesome job on that podium uh, are on that fifth place, pardon me. You'll be on the podium soon. Thank you. And, uh, Lewis, I just want to congratulate you on uh, MX Vice. I love everything you guys are doing, and it's really awesome to get the uh, overseas content. Oh, cheers. All the exclusive content yep. you put out? Exclusive, yeah, sorry. I, I missed that important word exclusive. there. Exclusive. It is important word, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and I can't wait for that stew exclusive. That's going to be incredible. Yeah, that's tomorrow. <laughs> I just need to make a few texts. <laughs> All right, so my question here, and, and I want to just phrase this, Zach. I don't want you to take this the wrong way when I put this oh, up there. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So do you guys think there'll ever be an American guy go over to the GPs kind of in their prime or even, like, young and just, like, full-on make the choice? Or is it always going to be left to be, like, a guy at the end of the career, like RV, or maybe a guy who's, you know, kind of out of options like you were, Zach. I don't see it happening. I mean, uh, a guy who, you know, is is on that sort of level to win here or um, is in the prime of their career, it just isn't going to do it. You know, it's too easy to stay here. You know, there's so many unknowns in Europe. Most guys have never been there. Um, for any amount of time, let alone like a complete career change in the middle. Um, I, I just oh, don't see it happening. What's that? Yeah, what, Lewis, what do you think? Yeah, I think you need like guys who are kind of forced to do it, are forced to put themselves in a situation where they have to go all in. They have to do laps at Lommel. If you go over in your prime, you kind of always know you can go back. Like. Right you kind of established enough where what you do in Europe isn't do or die. Whereas in Covington's position, in Zach's position, it was do or die. That was like, you've kind of, if you don't do it there, where are you going to do it? So then that spurs you on to give that extra little bit to achieve what those guys ended up achieving. There's, there's a long history of American guys going over there near the end of their careers and didn't work out any, it didn't do anything or work. I out mean, I would love, I would love to do it now, but, like, I have a family to think about, you know, I think I could probably make the same, maybe more money salary-wise, but I know the bonus structure is not, not even in the ballpark um, of, what, you know, what I have here. So 
to me it just like it doesn't make sense in in any way to to go and do it you know if you went back to gps and signed for a team that wasn't dixon do you think he would be like heartbroken do would would he be heartbroken yeah would yeah he would definitely be heartbroken i genuinely I think, think he would... he would actually struggle to function in life <laughs> <laughs> he he would understand in the end but for sure like if he knew that there was a, a solid chance that I was coming back, he'd be the first offer on the table. Like, yeah. here's everything I have, my house, my family, <laughs> and my car. Like, you can have it. Uh, thanks but, thanks for the call, Eric. Thank you. All right. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Uh, next up is Sean. i got a question for Zach. Oh, Sean, what's your question for Zach Osborne? Hey, Zach. It's uh, Sean Keller from up in Jersey, and actually Cade. We lived at club together for a bit. I don't know if you guys remember. It was a long time ago. Heck, but, yeah. Uh, Kate doesn't remember. Um, yeah. Kate does not remember. Kate has no Kate. clue. He has, yeah, but anyway, Kate kind of stole my thunder there with the training question. Um, so, Zach, I'm going to ask you something different. I've always kind of known you as like an outdoor guy, um, you know, from GP stuff, hanging off the back of the bike, riding, you know, all the sand stuff and gnarly conditions. And obviously we saw your style kind of paid off in, in Supercross and with the 250 title there. But with the 450 stuff, do you see yourself kind of – adjust your riding position and style just a little bit i know that you know you see a lot of the guys hanny and and rocks and even like forkner stuff ride like over the front of the bike push it down a lot and kind of see you hang off the back stuff and i always thought in the 450 it might get you into a little bit of trouble from time to time but uh you notice anything kind of adjusting to the bigger bikes um no adjustments i still drag my leg a lot um still have terrible style and uh <laughs> just make it work Sean, honestly <laughs> yeah that's 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 about it man. man for those people out there that don't know zach is unbelievable in the sand like his bad <laughs> his bad luck at destinations this year is not a representation of his amazing sand riding skills. well i rode actually terrible in the second moto like the worst i did all all last season probably because <laughs> yeah. that didn't help way to let america down uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks, Sean. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, all right, next question for you, Jake. Jake, what's up? What's how are you? What's the question for Zach Osborne? Oh, hey, I actually didn't have a question for Osborne, okay. but um, I was wondering, did the rules change this year on yellow flags? Are they supposed to roll the sections now? No. No. Yellow flags? No. Game. No. Because okay, I was scr- because uh, during the 250 race, uh, I think it was when Craig went down, they were rolling the section in. There was a fantasy. I'm yelling at the TV, like, jump the section, it's yellow. No, there was a red cross flag. Like, when you went three on off, and yeah, the next single, there was a red cross flag just stationary, just, like, being held there, not being waved. That's oh, why the guys okay. would step off and then lock yeah, up the brakes. right. Can you talk about how bad the flagging is, though, on a, generally on a Saturday night? It's so Dude, bad. Dude, you have no like, – It's so it, bad. America is so good. So oh, good. Oh, coming from Canada. <laughs> coming from Canada. It's a whole ordeal. I guess um, so. Uh, it's not that bad. So no rule change, Jake. Not at all. No. Thanks for calling. Okay. Thank you, man. Uh, yep. Uh, Arnold, Arnold has a baker's factory uh, theory here. Arnold, what's going on? What's your question? Yeah, so um, – of course, Bakers is known as, you know, having one of the best programs out there when it comes to training and putting their riders at the top. 
Um, but in the last five years in 450 outdoors, um, they've got one title out of the last five years. And I was just wondering if you guys think they're they're trading something off or giving something up in the outdoors um, and maybe lending themselves to being more of a Supercross uh, program. What do you think, Zacho? I mean, Eli, Eli's obviously got these outdoor titles going on, but what do you think? Yeah, Eli has it going on a little bit with uh, with the outdoor thing. And honestly, I, you know, I don't know where we could be much better um, as far as preparation or, or anything like that goes because we all kind of start at the same time of year, you know, with um, that Easter weekend off. That's kind of the first week of outdoors each year. And, um, I mean, man, it's, it's just a hard title to win, especially after uh, 17 weeks of Supercross and – and trying to be in tip-top condition for that, and um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like I said, I don't I really think, know that there's any I think, yeah, where we missed for, out for something like that. I think you tip your hand to tip your visor to Eli for being just gnarly. Yeah, and, you and know what I mean. Say, hey, yeah, you're, you're a bad dude. Yeah, right. Uh, but thanks, Arnold. Thanks for the call. For sure. Something to talk about, though. You know, think about that. Yeah, Alden's I've won about it a lot actually because right. you know he's won like 18 of the last 20 Supercross titles, but. Like Arnold said, one of the last five outdoor titles. So. Wait, hasn't he just lost one Supercross title ever with uh, Chad? No, two Chads. Chad's, Chad's been two-time Supercross so, yeah. so I think. Right. So going back to RC in 01. 01? Right. 02? Whatever I, that was. I don't really know if you can discredit Alden for Eli being great, though. No, yeah. No, I don't I don't say that, you know. I agree. Okay. Yeah. No, you can't. Absolutely. You or may, call him a badass. And I mean, maybe maybe on. the HGH cycle wears out, but oh. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> I'm joking, everybody. Just FYI, I'm joking. Um, actually, the, the one thing I've heard about Baker's program, and this comes from Dunge and RV, was that they actually did less at times than they did in their old program because, like you said, Zach, earlier, Alden's got it down to a science, does the blood work, does all the testing, knows the limits, knows what to do. And like Dungeon and, and RV said, they actually at times did less than they did without Alden. It's, it's yeah. just it's and, higher and quality. Times where, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. It's all about quality. And there's times where you're like, man, like, you know, are we doing enough? But at the same time, you just, you know, you um, look at the, the pedigree, like I said, and um, realize that you just need to uh, sit and be patient and do what he tells you. <laughs> I think that's something a lot of people take for granted. They think you have to go and do five 30-minute motos every day. Yeah. Where I, I don't think that. Like, I, I mean, quality over quanti- quantity is, like, a huge thing. Yeah. I remember one year I went to Red Dog's house before this year started. He was doing 320s a day. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Like, that's gnarly. He's just I mean, like. That's, that's 60 laps. Like, that's, if uh, he's, unless you, I mean. They were pretty good. 320 lappers? Yeah. I think uh, we had the my biggest day with Alden ever this year, um, and that was like 52 laps, which I was like, "What the heck? You, you know, are we, yeah, yeah. are we behind? What's the deal right. here?" Wow. He was like, "No, no, it's just it's a big day." But that was literally the biggest day, and um, I was telling him recently that I freaked out one year before A1, and it was going to rain here in California all week. It was not the week before A1, but the week before the week before. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks before, so I loaded up my van. I sent my best friend across the country, back to um, club, literally from California to to club. I did four days: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 
75 laps a day, made him drive straight back, and then did the week here before A1. And he was like, you're insane. <laughs> like, I would <laughs> never, ever ask you to do that. But yeah. good thing you learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, right? I remember that. Didn't we just talk about that the other day? San, uh, we were standing really? in line at A1. Yeah, you, me, and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about that because, yeah, it was my... Because I was at club because I wasn't... I was a... I think that was in 14, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 14 Christmas, so yeah, yeah. going into 15. Yep, because I was at club getting ready for my first Supercross. Uh, yeah. All right, wow. any, other, any other questions for... Uh, Zacho, Cade, Lewis, anything good. exclusive, Lewis? <laughs> no, we uh, we did that on Saturday night. This I, is late now. I love that, Zacho. Please don't stop that. Yes, please keep that up. Mathis, yes. Lewis was trying to be all serious with me, like, oh yeah, so we're gonna do this. I'm like, dude, start the recorder. So then he's like, seriously? I was like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna introduce you. And he was like, no, this is my show. I was like, I don't care. I'm gonna introduce you. I come and from GPs like, where people aren't willing to do that. <laughs> Are, are the people in the GPs like stingy sometimes on no, interviews? No, they're are they more held back. Like, no, it's just culture. Yeah, yeah, language. But you can't really have a joke with it. Like right. Hurling's gets English sense of humor. Hurling's mark that down. A lot. Of, uh, most <coughs> other riders don't mark so, that down. So yep. four mentions by Hurling's uh, of Hurling's tonight by Lewis. Maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah like and like that. seventeen by you. No, 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 yours is way. You are a solid five. Five. Him. Yeah, I'd say yeah. more like. 72. I don't know. I lost count at one point because I, I, I forgot I was doing that. Territory. Yeah, that's, that is true. If, yeah. we counted, if we counted how many times you bashed on Cairoli, too, you yeah. would be winning. Yeah, you're an no, asshole. I like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Tony is a hell of a guy. Yeah, and he's oh, very, dude, Tony is very good to me as well. Oh, it doesn't sound like it. No, he, no I need to, I need to say, wait, I need to write down, I need to email him tomorrow as well. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you shit on Tony. I, I need some fruit baskets going out around Europe. Uh, talent, talent. Is he shit on Tony tonight? All over him. Marks? No, Tim. I've, I've shit on Tim more. That's a But Tim is also good to me. Yeah, I don't know. So he also needs to be Mark's text. A, Mark's ain't paying attention. No. He's looking for a side bike. I hope no. Herlin's listens, because this is the only way I'm coming out from this good. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I need to get to a GP. I need to come out to a GP. I need to stay here. Right. So. Well, you, we're trying to make the switch with Anton. What, do you want to switch? No. You can go to Indonesia. No, I'm, I'm, sure, he, I'm sure you in Indonesia would just go so well. I hate oh Europe gosh, as I far as, like... Imagine. I don't hate you. I hate Europe. Yeah, try like, Indonesia. <laughs> living in Europe, I would never do it. Never, 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 never. I like going there. I love the history of it. I love the uh, attractions of it. I love all of that about Europe in short stays. Like, give me a week, four to six. I'm good. After that, get me out of there. I want to do England. I've never been. I think I would actually like it. Like, now that I'm becoming more cult- cultured, yeah. like, through Sarah, like, I've gotten way more cultured. I remember the first time I went to Germany, I had culture shock. I sent you to Finland this year. I got you the and right I loved it. it. I loved Finland. What did I, where's my percent for that? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, great, uh, thanks. Call A-Ray. <laughs> call A-Ray. <laughs> we won. Wait, I, I, I won it, man. You know, I won the showdown. You did, yeah. I did. But, I mean, like... Lewis, I, where are you from? Uh, like, Brighton. England. Oh, Brighton. Yeah, so Obviously. not far from Matty. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding, Jacko. Uh, yeah. um, I was so, just wondering, that's a cool place, Brighton. Yeah, I don't live far from Pocock. Okay. Like 20, that's 30 local, minutes? That's my, that's my spot. Do you, do you know Lewis doesn't know who, like, Ringo Starr is? Who the hell is Ringo Starr? Is that one person what? or two? Yeah. Was that, wait, is that one, is that Brian May? Do you know who Brian May is? No. He needs to watch that movie tomorrow. He does. Is it tomorrow or yeah. yesterday? Yesterday. No, it's called Yesterday. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant I needed to watch a movie tomorrow. No. 
He's clueless, Sacco. Oh, hey, hey, look, I'm sorry Come to interrupt, on, but here's here's Shorty rolling through the desert with no tire. What a legend. That is so cool. You know Zacho watched that. Oh, I know he did. I've watched it all, man. I've watched every <laughs> bit of coverage I can find. Gosh, man, yeah. that was crazy. But I, Good. I think I'm over it. Honestly, I think I'm over it. Why? I don't know, man. It's dangerous. Dude. Did you hear yeah. what happened over there? Yeah, that guy vital? died. Yeah. Oh was that guy good? Yeah, he was one of the best. Oh. Yeah, it before. Now, this man. year this year was kind of like his his um supposed to be his last season. Stop it. Um, was it really? The last, yeah, the last four or five years he's been on the Honda team and he's been really good. So Brayback's teammate. Uh he was for the last last yeah. three years, yeah. Oh wow, how brutal God, is that's that? That's terrible. For yeah. four years, however long Ricky's been on the team, but right, right. man, it would be huge for America if if Ricky could like bring it home. Is that the guy that like didn't ride motorcycles like four years ago or something? And then Who just, Brayback? Yeah, no. no. Yeah, Toby was like three hundred pounds, and then he had always okay, ridden, yeah. but like five years ago, he got super serious with it. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Look at Toby Lone Wolf coming in with the coming in with the facts. With the rally off road guy, off road guy. Yeah. Wait, who is that? That's that's Talon, Lone Wolf. He's our new telephone guy. Oh, sweet. I like it. If he's an off-roader, I'm in. Yeah, Marks is now doing the video production. Zach, do you ever see yeah, you I doing... Yeah, i got to check this out. Do you ever do, do you ever plan on trying to do something, like maybe after after you're done or anything, trying to do more off-road stuff? I would like to. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, um, it all has to kind of make sense, to be honest. But I do have uh, an actual full-on Dakar race bike. Um, here in California that I haven't actually ridden yet, but yeah, I, I would love to at least give it a, give it a like a decent try. Hey, man, you bring that thing down to my house. I'll take you to to some dunes and we'll, we'll break it in right. No, All right, you, I'm in. you crashed thirty seconds into a mountain bike ride today. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, hey, we had Lone Wolf. We had Brayback and Shorty in studio here one show. I know it was like two weeks before you called me too. Really? I was mad, dude. Yeah. I was lost on what to ask him. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> call me next time. I remember, I was I was more amazed they couldn't eat the food. Yeah. In Morocco, they were like they wouldn't eat the food in Morocco, and I could blew my mind. You should see the food if you follow Ricky Brabeck on. If you follow him on Instagram, he's been posting the food that he's eating every night, and it does not look good. Brabeck? Yeah, it okay. does, it, the food does not look good. Uh. He literally carries a bottle of mustard and a bottle of Tabasco with him dinner every night yeah yeah just coats it <laughs> yeah uh all right zacko thanks for coming on i really appreciate it brought to you by maxima usa um good ride in st louis uh, let's do it again in uh, in a2 and let's work on that motorhome program for me heck yeah let's do it thanks guys thanks for having me and uh have a good night all right see you later that's friend of the show zach osborne everybody uh before we go race tech rant of the night uh zombie chris blows using race tech out there suspension motors uh malcolm stewart won montreal with race tech a few uh years ago and uh get your motor uh work done get your suspension service get the right spring rate get it dialed in for your bike for your weight and or speed at race tech race tech.com you used race tech uh, uh, for a long time yeah for they a long did time the right? finland th- thing yeah they, yeah that's yeah, right they, they helped da- me a lot they dialed you in for i finland. love those guys those guys are awesome like obviously i can't use them right. now because the team's at Olin's, but yeah. they're uh, they're great guys over Good there. Good people at Race Tech. Cade knows that. I I forgot about my percent cut for Finland from you for agent being the agent on that deal. Well, that's your fault. Never that sent me an invoice. Guy called Maxima. Maxima. Yeah. So you're just leaving money on the table am, left, right, center. Yeah. I am. A Ray. Uh, a Ray paid off though. He he did win at the after party. You know what? He might have, but 
Don't act like you don't know. Oh, I know. Trust <laughs> don't me. Don't act like you don't I, know. I know his roommate had to sleep in the hallway for a little while. <laughs> really? <laughs> Did you not hear about I that? I didn't hear that. Oh, he, he won. Really? Yeah. Dude, you know, I met so many cool people over Did there. You? Like, yeah. you know, we were talking about Ludo earlier and uh, Hugo Bass. Yeah, Hugo's scary. Hugo's, no, dude, he's so cool. Yeah, he's, he's scary. He's so looking, cool. God, and even like uh, Henry Coulos. Oh, we should have brought Harry. Harry yeah. Yeah. I should have brought that up when Zach was on. Dang it. What? Because I beat him the first night and he beat Zach. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're going to do that math. <laughs> remember, remember before we did the pre-pod and we were like, you know, if we beat him, yeah. then we beat Zach because yeah, he beat Zach that's, at Destination. That's, that's a good, right. I forgot about <laughs> yeah, that. Right. So uh, so here's the race tech rant of the night. It's a, it's a voicemail at 702-586-7857. As always, you can uh, leave it a uh, rant if you want and we'll, we'll play the best ones. Let's do this, uh, Lone Wolf. All right, listen. Everybody needs to shut the fuck up about Dark Side and the wrap-up show, okay? It's not bad, okay? And if you're one of these people that are going on the voicemails, oh, it's not, he's such a fucking cocksucker, he likes to grab out like, shut the fuck up, first of all. Second of all, you're just jealous. Third of all, Dark Side does a pretty damn good job, okay? I've been on the wrap-up show myself, but I don't listen to it. Like, sorry, Dark Side, I don't. I personally don't like to the show about a show. Don't like that whole aspect. I don't listen to it regularly, but do I call in and fucking shit on Dark Side about how awful the show is? No! I just don't fucking listen to it! How fucking hard is it? Just because it says Pulp MS doesn't mean you need to fucking listen to the show. Fuck, man, do you know how many times I don't listen to the shit? Because I don't want to fucking listen to it? Just don't fucking listen to it! God! Fucking ripping on Darkseid. He's a good fucking dude. He is a great guy. And you're ripping on him for no fucking reason. No reason. Leave Darkseid alone. Leave Brittany alone. Leave Darkseid alone. Fuck. Leave fuck alone. There we go, but I mean, leave Darkseid alone. Darkseid got a good voice changer. <laughs> uh man i love dark side like even though every time i see him he looks at me and like doesn't even realize it's me and then just blows me off uh-huh but he's a good dude yeah. and like i mean i hate you know people shitting on other people for shit that they're doing like come on like even if you don't like it like exactly what that dude said you don't gotta listen to it you don't have to call it like we listen to the voice don't listen to it yeah, yeah just don't listen to it you know that's it i mean i don't know if lewis you ever listen to the wrap-up show um no. Okay. But the funny thing is... If it had hurlings in it, would you listen to it? Uh, no, because it wouldn't... Actually, I would, because it would be so confusing. Right, okay. I'd be inter- right. But uh, funny thing, that guy said he was on the wrap-up show, Yeah. then proceeded to he say he doesn't a- like it at all. So in his voicemail, he kind of dest- he kind of bashed on it himself by saying he hates We're gonna the concept. Skip over that. We're going to skip over that part, Lewis. Yeah, okay. Right. I just, it was very ironic. Uh, all right, everybody. Commercial break here. Last one of the night. Lewis Phillips from MX Vice. Kay Clay said we're going to come back with the... Uh, Motorsport.com, tweet at, uh, who's doing that? Talon. Me, Talon. Ta- tweet at Talon segment. Uh, we've got uh, some other stuff to talk about. We haven't even touched on 250 class at Not all. Once. Oh, we <laughs> should do that because we need to talk about Fernanda just... Dylan Sorry? starts. Fernandez? <laughs> Are you J-Mark? Yeah, <laughs> J-Mark cannot do it. That was on, um, on A-Mark's vlog from A1. Uh, J-Mart and A-Mart were talking about like lines and stuff and yeah. even in conversation J-Mart was like yeah Fernandez was going triple triple <laughs> he can't do it dude. he can't do it it's awesome so I'm sorry. Uh, much more uh, when we come back after this thanks for listening everybody
those who love motocross know, Motosport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motosport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride, only at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. It's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Pulp Mech Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one-of-a-kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PulpNation to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. 
chain and sprocket kit, but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800 440 3559. Mention promo code PulpMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800 440 3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts riders out there. Go get some this year. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in 
while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, their winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams that rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit WorksConnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Zach Osborne, uh, Ken Roxon, and Jet Lawrence all tonight. Uh, we didn't call Will Hahn. We were thinking about it, but in the end, fuck Will Hahn. Um, Kay Clayson, Lewis Phillips in studio. You guys enjoying this? So love far? it. It's been fun. It's been the best in. night of my life. Oh, thanks, Lewis. Yeah, appreciate it. Not quite that much. But I, I love coming. <laughs> I mean, in. that's a little, a little hot coming in hot, but you know. Um, <laughs> What are we going to do? Uh, all right. Hey, those who love motocross know motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make the next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear, competitive prices. They specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. Motorsport.com 
Uh, free, fast, free shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Uh, so absolutely use motorsport.com for uh, your next thing for your biker body. Uh, we had the guys in studio last week, and uh, they were terrific. And so thanks to those guys for coming on board for us all year. Multi-year deal with us, too. And Yamaha, multi-year deal for Pulp Max Fantasy. I mean, just things are just rolling along here, boys. Pulp just, Max Fantasy and the Privateer thing. Yeah, and the privateer thing. Well, the privateer thing's not a multi-year thing, but but it's still there. But it's still there. We're doing it again, right? It's so, much appreciated, Yamaha. Yes, Yamaha. Uh, you, you should get a blue crew. It change your life. Did you go tell Pookie? Yeah, I told her. She said she had one more minute on the cookies. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, this is the motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Travis, <laughs> <laughs> who's, hitting, who's hitting their mic? That was probably me. Can you hear that dong? You want to do it again? Don't do that. One of you Wait, two have been hitting I, it I all was, night. All night, right? I've been all wondering night, what that night. is. Yes, yeah. yes. It's their mic stand. I thought the biggest issue that you were going to point out there is didn't that intro say btosports.com? No. I'm, didn't it? I'm or did I imagine sure, it? I'm pretty sure it I'm did. I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> Cue it up again. Let's go again. Yeah. Let's go again. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did. did. Did we change that? Didn't we change that for week Marks one? Marks is like, oh, my. I, I thought we did. I don't know. When you had, like, disbelief on your face, I thought that was where you were going with it. <laughs> we, can, we can check it later. So it's, it's okay. Is it, what is it? Um, Motorsport? <laughs> yes. Ta-da. <laughs> well, there you go. I brought it up. The, the, video, the, video, the video thing looked good, though, so. <laughs> All right. We Gucci. <laughs> I'll figure it out here. Okay. Uh, she's coming down. We got some questions for her, right? I believe. Five of them. Yeah, yeah. we got a few. Uh, let's start with uh, questions right now for us. Uh, these questions are submitted to at Mech Show on Twitter. Talon over there, Lone Wolf. Ow! Picks the best ones, <clears throat> and uh, let's do this. All right, this one is from Anas Rammer <laughs> for Steve. What's more probable, enjoying some fresh bubbly in your new hot tub or feeling the power of the star Yamaha between your legs in the Glen Helen Hills? I think we had this question last week, but that's what happens when we have different producers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could basically just use the questions you did from have last, it last week, week yeah. I heard it. and yeah. still have Be original right. questions. Uh, I said last week hot tub, and I'm going to stick with hot tub. There's been communication with a hot tub person. What's wrong, Pookie? You're on video? You want to wear a mask? Yeah. Wear the one that when you we look great. Put a fly poop. helmet on. Wear the one that you wear when we bang. <laughs> <laughs> um, the hot tub. The hot tub's going to happen. Hot tub. Yeah, before the Starbucks for sure. So, hold on. Hello, Pookie. Hello, hello. Okay. All right, next question. Tell him. This one is from C Hustle. HRC did a motor swap on Brayton's bike. Despite being illegal, how easy would it have been for them to just pull out a new bike? Any safeguards to prevent catch this? No, no. Oh, it would have been so. It, there's yeah. no way they could have well, done it. Well, Freeze got caught uh, a couple of years ago. Freeze, they they grabbed his other bike. I don't. How did he? How did he get ratballed though? I forget. Dude, somebody somebody would somebody would say somebody something for sure. Somebody saw him or whatever. Yeah, any um, any team would be like, well, yo, you, well, you can't do that. Especially well, you, Freeze because he's always on, in the way. Hold on. You just said it would be super easy. <laughs> no, I meant super easy to get caught. Ah, okay. Yeah, got it. Got it. Um, like if if that happened to JB. Cowie or anybody would be like, "Yo, he's on a different frame," because that's that's a good dude in the in possibly. But take how us. would they know that, dude? Th you don't think they got dudes in the pit seeing that stuff? Right, I'm I'm kind of with you, but uh, I think a privateer could do it pretty easy. Yeah, but I don't think anyone really cares as much. No, but uh, 
Yeah, the, the, every frame is marked with a sticker, so a tech sticker, and it matches the tech bike, so that's how they do it. And if you have to change a frame, you got to go to the AMA, and it's happened before, and clarify that you're changing a frame, and they'll put a new sticker on for you and all that. Oh, so. you could do that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. After racing it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, teams have had teams have had to change a frame. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, only change the frame, though? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. All right, this one's from Nick Antle for Pookie. Galdi is a sneaky good co-host. If Galdi, Jake, and Coke, and GL were on the show, does Pookie get an automatic gratuity for being the... <laughs> for be, uh, I can't talk. For being that kind of bartending service. Dang, yeah. You know what? Not really, probably, because Weimer likes to make his own drinks because I don't make them strong enough. Well, GL would probably uh, send me up there a couple times to keep him, keep him stronger. Galdi... G GL was always... When you were mixing drinks for, for GL, he was telling you, like, like a little more. Like, yeah. giving you a little... like. Yeah, and yeah. I wasn't holding back at the beginning either. I wasn't. I, I knew what I was getting into, so I made him strong. And he was like, mm, "No." And Galdi. And then Weimer did the same thing. He asked Nicole to go put another shot in his that right. I made him. And Galdi. Galdi just drinks whatever I give him. Right. Pineapple juice. Remember that fruity, fruity whipped cream vodka he drank the last yeah, time he, he was liked here. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Galdi's a piece of good. work, huh, yeah. Kate? Uh, I love Gold. Like, I give him a lot of shit, but he's a good dude. Like, he's generally good with everybody. He was calling you a point stealer. That's okay. He didn't okay. know me back then. Okay. And you know what? Like, he's good with kids now, too. Yeah. Like, he trains a lot of kids, and you wouldn't think that, but right. he's like a good coach, too. Right, right. All right. This one's from Wesley Hawksbergen. With the field so deep these first two rounds and big names in the LCQs, what is a realistic expectation for Brock Tickle's return to racing? What do you think? I mean, I heard he's ghost fast. I haven't really seen him. I saw him at Hemet one day, but he was, like, breaking in a new bike. Um, but I think he'll do pretty well. Give us a position range, please. Um, 12th to 18th. Oh, wow. I thought he'd be better than that. No. Okay. Not a chance. Okay. Lewis? Cooper oh. Webb got yeah. 12th this weekend. True. Good point. I was going to go 14th to 19th. Okay. So. All right. This one's from Jamzy for Lewis. What aspect of the GPs would you bring to Supercross and vice versa? Wash bays and pit lanes aren't aren't acceptable answers. Wash bays. I, I'm not that big on the wash bays like you. Okay, well, you have, but then you I've never been there right. without it. So you have, you've never walked in AMA. You don't national. know what you've got until it's gone. Right. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Okay. Don't know what that was, but that's, that's, that's a warrant. Song. That's warrant. Aww. Warrant. Wouldn't know the song or the artist, but I knew warrant? it was a song. You never heard of Warrant? Warrant? No. Okay. Okay. Um, honestly, for Supercross, I don't think I'd bring anything from GPs. But there's a lot I'd take back. Like that, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that Ride of Fame thing they have now. Yeah. Like that does nothing. Does nothing. But it's just a nice little extra that just polishes it up a little bit. Like, can we just get some of that in? We need what but we need. I disagree. I think that that is cool for kids yeah, but that's to, what I mean. to be really close to guys when they're riding to the track. Like, norm like normally, you just have no banners there or anything mm -hmm. and whatever. But just adding those banners there probably costs nothing. But it just is a nice little uh, touch bow on the parcel or whatever that saying is. But just uh, tightens it up nicely. You can take your fucking grates from the GPs and stick them up your ass because those things suck. What, in Supercross? Yes. Wait, what? You don't Great. like the grate? No. Why? What happened to motocross starts? What happened to skill in starts? We got start hooks on the front, start hooks on the back, perfect traction on the grate. We got ECUs that can give you a perfect map and perfect launch every time. What happened to the skill in a motocross start? The last thing we had was the damn rut and the dirt, and that's gone now. 
They're still we right. did have um, some skill with the great in GPs this year because you know they paint them red, no, uh, green, black, green, black. Mm -hmm. uh, the riders started to figure out that the green ones were slipperier because of the green paint. So then they were try they were lining really? up in oh, like black, yeah, black, yeah, black, yeah. black, and then if they had to go to a green one, they were pissed and right. drama. Oh wow, they're yeah. greats. See, yeah, interesting. This one's from the Seven Deuce Deuce for Pookie. Is Justin Barsha an official championship threat? If not, how many rounds until he is? If he is, what is the key for home to win the championship? Is he a championship threat? No. Nope. I got my pick for champion, and it's not him. Who's your pick for champion? Adam Cincerello. <laughs> you do love Adam, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Can you believe he's saving his next win until I'm there next weekend? No, so I can't. Sweet. Yeah, it's nice about me. Listen, if Adam's listening, and I highly doubt he is, that motherfucker... We bought a t-shirt, full retail. I didn't get a deal on it. Still not here. It's a pre-order. Pre-order? Yeah. What is it? Is, it, is, is this like a Drake CD know. or something? Like, I don't what, know. What, do you know who Drake is? <laughs> Lewis. Do you know who Drake is? Oh, yeah. Is? I'm well aware of that. Okay. Thanks. Yep. I couldn't tell you much apart from that. But. Right. You know what I just realized? We actually never brought up the jersey thing to Ken. I told you I, I was uh, not bringing I it up. I thought you were joking about not bringing it up. I'm I not bringing it up. I would have brought it up. No. I, I forgot. It makes me feel awkward just thinking about it. Yeah. I'm not bringing it up. Gonna, I don't want I'm it. I don't him. want it. If I get it, I'm throwing it away. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> wow. I'm going to tell <laughs> maybe him Maybe don't weekend. do that. Like, maybe just give it back to him. I'm going to wipe my butt with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. I think a simple <laughs> no thank you will do, but... Uh, <laughs> sorry. All right. All right. This one's from 480 Phil. Other oh, than this weekend... Phil is a beauty. Remember 480 Phil? Marks. The easy up. Doesn't everybody remember 40 Phil? I hope so. That was a classic. Other than this weekend, what was the most outrageous fantasy problem that has happened between riders and fans? I don't remember it. Marks, do you remember any? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. I feel like this is like the the first... Really bad one? Really bad one. At least yeah. that's been brought to our attention. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, can't imagine yeah. there haven't been some, yeah. but yeah. Next one's from the Basement Club President. Steve, were you serious when he said that Genova threw away Mookie's bike? Did you happen to see which dumpster he put it in, asking for a friend? <laughs> they just threw away the frame. That's what he means. They kept everything else. But, yeah, they, I guess he, Mookie had a major mal bike malfunction this week before St. Louis. Yeah, Is that why he crashed? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew he crashed. I didn't know. Oh, that oh, was exclusive. Why. Exclusive. Yeah. See? You can shout about that. Um, he, uh, and they, yeah, it just destroyed the bike. So Really? Yeah. Got the frame? Yeah. Hmm. That's so, impressive. Mookie is just hard on bikes, man. So I've heard. This next one's from Chad Stackhouse for Pookie. In a show prior, Pulpamex said you had a job. Is this mandatory or optional in the Mathis household? <laughs> the dirt bike thing Steve does has to be a good gig, correct? Uh, it's mandatory. Yeah. Mandatory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's tried to quit. I want to quit bad. I hate working. Ugh, it's, it's a horrible I job. hate working. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, come on. It's no, I'm done with it. But anyway, yeah, no, I I've cut back what? on my work. I don't I only work 3 days a week. I'm very lucky. What did I tell you about? But I'm not I allowed you? to stop grinding because apparently when you stop grinding, bad things will happen. Mm -hmm. So I just have to keep grinding. Yep. That's the at speech my I give her. 24-hour a week job, so. That's what I give her the, the speech. The grind. Never like think you're like, "Oh, I got this. I can nope, grind." Grind uh, life. Grind life. You never know. You just never know. So, okay. you know, that's where I'm at. Right. Stuck. Yep. Oh, wow. Three days a week. You're stuck. You're, <laughs> you're super stuck. My heart bleeds for you. <clears throat> Listen, what's the boob job update? The poll was in favor of boobs. Boobs is off the table right now. 
I got lots of compliments on my boobs, and I was feeling very good about it. So, who gave you compliments? <laughs> like <laughs> listeners? <laughs> like listeners um, or marks? Creepy marks? <laughs> no, like you know, Kiefer. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, Kiefer. <laughs> Kiefer. Kiefer again. Who says keep it stock? But his wife has just balloons <laughs> on her chest. Like, where's he get off? But at all even your friend curtis who we thought would have definitely yeah. been a yes man like he yeah. was just like nah you're yeah. fine yeah my buddy curtis fine. up in canada i'm yeah. like kurt boobs or not he's like nah but his, his wife was on the text too yeah <laughs> that's true it <laughs> was a group get a few beers and like see what old kurt had to say <laughs> so all right while we're on this topic owen wants to know is steve pressuring you to modify your bike in my honest opinion your bike is just fine and he should f off it should. It'll be like putting Slater skins on a factory bike. Wow. What's a Slater skin? Just a modification. It's oh, okay. No, Steve's not. He just always said I could if I wanted to, and I've always thought about it. But even lately, more I've been thinking about it. Bro, a lot. Just get but. some cans on you. Dirty Al Green wants to know: like Do it. you think you need aftermarket parts? You're beautiful with a great personality. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> I mean, need it? No, but <laughs> want awesome. it would be awesome. Yeah, probably. What if you just get one for a little bit? <laughs> just one. Just to see how it. You know, right. What if you went? What if it was like medium and like you could like barely notice, but you knew you did it, and you just like mm, maybe marks and then went big. Go for it. You might as well just What's your hard ass wife's it. opinion? Uh, I haven't actually asked her. That's a good question. Let's call her. Give me your give me your number. No. Okay. Is she home? No. We're going to uh, ask think, Courtney about I, it. Yeah, you can probably call her. Right. I can find I out. I need her number. Okay. Or, or get, I have a question He's really you. just yeah. trying to get her number. Right. Yeah. That's, that's probably not a good idea. I have a question. Do you ever, like when you're talking about Heather, get scared that she's just going to randomly call in again and just roast you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually, yeah. The, the, let, the cheese, uh, let the cheese harden. God. <laughs> Food's on the table. What do you want me to feed it to you? Text me Courtney's number. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. This next one's from Tanner Hall. What's going on with the training staff at Baker's Factory? I know you said Brown quit, so who's in and who's out? I don't know. I, Did I just, Brown quit? Yeah, Mike Brown. I thought, I thought I was about asking Zach about that, but maybe Zach can't talk about it or doesn't want to talk about it, but yeah, Brownie's out. I, okay. So Rarex, for, He's for sure out. Yeah. Like 100%. I, I I don't know. I didn't I don't I didn't see the termination notice if that's keep, what you're getting I'll at. Keep my mouth shut. Never mind. Right. Like I, you know what I mean? Like well, I, mean, I heard I, from I some, wanted to talk about it, but I, I'm not gonna bring it up if if I don't know for sure. I heard from someone that would know that he's done. Yes. Okay. So uh Rarick's still there, I believe. Seth loves it, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Rarick's there. Um I don't know if they'll get another guy or not, but Mike Brown not making it is one of the least surprising things of twenty twenty. I I think he just didn't like being in California. Like, I think he wants to still race, and all of them still like, wants to ride, yes. and all of them told him no. Right, I know that. Right, so he has to take Kiefer out still and everything. So <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. I, I I I posted that photo like three times. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. Because <laughs> I've I've banged bars with Brownie before. He's still oh, fast yeah, as hell yeah, for sure. This one's from Scott Carter for Lewis. If I remember correctly, there was a possibility of a job at Racer X. What made you stay oh, with MX Vice, considering how much you seem to like the states? Um, well, I do love America so much, but it hurts me. I fly home a month today, and I'm genuinely, like, already in countdown mode, like, trying not to dry my tears. Um, I'll tell you, one of the major parts was, I have motocross, supercross, all that is, like, kind of my life, a little bit, and I have to yeah, do... Yeah, no shit, you don't yeah. know anything about anything else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, and I, I kind of have to do as many races as possible, otherwise my life kind of goes downhill quite quickly. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> sad moment So, of the night. 
I went with the option where I knew I would get as many races as I physically could. So that was kind of the number one. Plus, MX Vice is kind of like my baby a little bit. Oh, you know what? I, I this. But I do love America so much that it hurts me. Um. Well, why don't you just stay here? Like, just don't even go back. What, what, when does the GP start? Like two weeks after I go back. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm missing the Hawkstone International. We're, which... calling, we're, calling, we're calling Courtney Marks. Okay, okay. I'll shut up. <laughs> I'll shut up. <laughs> Why are you calling Courtney? We got get... boobs? Yeah. Hello. Hi, how are you, Courtney? It's Paul Pemex Show. Good, how are you? We're good. Thanks for picking up, by the way. So, Marks lots... definitely warned her. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> lots of interest in Pookie's boobs right now uh, with our listeners. Uh, her and I have been on the fence about getting some implants. Uh, Twitter took a t- Twitter poll, 60-40, said do it. Um, we got people that said it's great, everything else. Courtney, where do you stand on, well, what's your, what's your you know, thought on fake boobs in general, and then what are your thoughts of getting pookie some fake boobs? I'm all, I'm all for getting pookie fake boobs if, if she wants them. She's on the fence. She goes both ways. Like she thinks about it, you know, you know that way. I mean, you can always go bigger, right? So right. As long as, as long as. <laughs> Damn, Courtney. <laughs> you, you just want to go bigger, go home, Steve. But start small, and you can you can you yep. know pump some more CCs into those bad girls after that if you need something bigger. But yeah. why not? You, Look, you uh, there we go. You're not a woman. You wouldn't understand the the. I don't know the the desire for it, the wanting, change. yeah, boob envy, so bad. Well, I mean, but like boobs change over time, right? They're not always just like cute and perky. So sometimes you gotta fluff them up a little bit. Yeah, that's you know? what I, so, need. I mean. A little it, fluffing. It, yeah, I mean, I'm all for that. Um, as long as you're not getting some triple Ds, I think. Yeah, no, we not? just want to be something you know, smart and sassy. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> Streamlined, you know, something more than a handful, but less than a catcher's <laughs> mitt full. <laughs> Somewhere in there. A, a happy medium. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, if, if Pookie's on board, then yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, as long as it's not just for. Uh, I would never force anything know, on her. Sake. I would ne- no. Fair. I would never force her to do it. I would never be like that. She would have to want them, but she's truly like on the fence. She someday she's like, yeah, I want them, I and mean, I, yeah, so. I'm for it because I feel like, like I said, I guess just from a women's aspect, boobs change over time. I think big boobs that look fake are obnoxious. I don't personally care for them. I know in a man's world, that's all you could dream of and you just want to motorboat it up. But I feel like a solid like C cup would be great. Well, that's know? another issue we've got going on. I don't know how much time we have here oh, tonight. Stop but it. I knew you were so, going to say that. She got professionally measured at Victoria's Secret, <laughs> and they told her she was a D-cup, which is so full of shit. So okay, yes, full. It really is. Secret is not, like, it's not real life. It's not. not. Yeah, it, it has no, to do with all kind of different things. Thing. Yeah, and Victoria's Secret just puts so much padding and stuff. I mean, unless you actually go to a surgeon, you're not going to. Mm-hmm. They would probably give her, like, a full C and have her have, like, a great size breast and... You go to Vic- and then and then she's gonna be like a triple G at Victoria's Secret right, at that point. Right. So what are you realist- realistically at, you think, in, as a cup size? Honey, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You you I mean, would know? <laughs> you would know. How would I know? Hand all size. I know is cups of coffee. <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> a normal, like small handful though is gonna be like a 
a full B, like, yeah, like average a B cup. Yeah, I like, I like. don't have anything. Yeah. Right, like, so let, let's get I you some. At. Let's get you some nice C's. Yeah, like nice I think TV. a full C is, right. is good. And you then, know, because you get them, they're super high on the test. They end up falling and looking a little more natural. But if you go for a D, you're gonna just feel C and I like making me yeah. all boobs. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> trust her. She looks at chicks all day. Yeah, you know? I look at bodies all day yeah, long. Yeah, Botched bodies. Courtney and works at a uh, waxing long. place. Oh, that makes Manager sense. Manager of a waxing. Place. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was wondering. And I was yeah. I was curious <laughs> on the job. So the whole thing, dude. The whole thing. Yeah. So I don't just see undercarriages all day long. Right, right, People get full, right. full naked do you, for me. Do yeah. you guys, would you, Marks, would you be interested in like a, working a two-for-one deal? <laughs> Did you put it out there? A two-for-one deal? You better be careful, buddy. You better be careful, Marks. All right. Well, I'm going to stay quiet on Courtney, this Courtney, thank you for, for picking up and for the advice. Any plans to go to Europe without Marks anytime soon with a bunch of girlfriends? <laughs> I would like to go with Marks. Okay. But. All right. Because we all don't know call, what happened. We all know that. about that Spain trip. <laughs> yeah, really. We yeah. all know. Uh, every hole, bro. Every hole, bro. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, Courtney. Thank you. Yes. Have a good night. All right. Good luck, see you. Well, bye, Courtney. You're in. Gosh, I didn't think that she'd have that reaction. She was motivational yeah, too. She was motivational. <laughs> she was. I know. Like, damn, that does sound pretty good. <laughs> all right. Next question. From Cole Brindenbaker, Steve, did you teach Ferrandis your vet world start technique? Oh I notice God, he starts yeah. left foot up as well. Think that might be what's hurting his maybe, starts? Maybe, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I, I've thought about testing out the whole single foot on the great thing. I'd like to try it. I haven't tested it. No. I'd, I'd like to don't try it. Don't let Dark Tide film you when you do that. It's, go it's a European thing, isn't it? One it foot. is. Yeah. It is. Even Kenny does it we'll sometimes. We'll do it. I do it. Obviously. Yeah, you like that? We'll bring it to the table. I do like that. You had to warn her how that we were calling. Yeah, of course. Okay. I didn't know what she's doing, and she was, and she right. was watching a show, so okay. it was good. Yeah, yeah. This one's from Beaks and Talons. <laughs> Will the Fly Racing Radio Show at the tracks ever be available as a podcast? Yeah, I tried to record it this weekend. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, something with the cord or the cable. I it's garbage. Just and our live show was garbage recording too. And so I, I used a different cable than that, and it was even worse than the live show. The one the where you guys are at the truck. Yeah, at the Supercross pits, yeah. Yeah, in the pits. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. I'd like to. Yeah, it's working on it. Uh, this is com, so that takes time to figure it out. <laughs> we'll get it. Marks isn't there. Right. This one's from Nick Lalane for Pookie. When AC wins a race you're at, do you give him the Kiefer-style peck on the lips? <laughs> no. No. I would, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has to be, you know, consensual. You can't just, you know, take that or expect that. But I give him a big hug. This one's from Always Moto. With Freddie Norn getting injuries and missing the main, Bowers and Chisholm missing t- missing it to ride to Germany. We have 19 riders making both mains so far. Any predictions on total of numbers of total number of riders to make all 17 mains? Last year we had six. Oh yeah, there's always like five or six guys, right? That's yeah. Do you think but, we are higher this year with it being so stacked? I don't know. Okay, mm. you're going to be one of those guys that make it higher? I better be one of those. If I don't make a main all year, I will be pretty disappointed in myself. So will I. Hot dang. Hey, right. on that note, do you think JGR gets somebody to fill in for Freddie? No. Really? Not a Bowers? Not a... I don't think so. Okay. Poor Freddie. Poor Freddie. Poor JGR. Dude, <laughs> right? My God. <laughs> 
This is from Sam White. I would like to hear what Lewis and Steve think of the quality of the riders coming out of Australia to Supercross and MXGP. Plus, do you feel more riders will start heading to the AUSEG series? Also, why don't Euro riders wanting to ride AMA Supercross do Aussie series as a starter? So take some notes. Jeez, yeah. so, uh, go again. <laughs> uh, no, there is kind of a new wave of, of uh, Aussie guys. The Lawrence brothers and Clout and Mitch Evans is over there. And so is uh, what's Jed Beaton. Jed Beaton. Uh, uh, Bailey Malkowicz. Nobody knows who that is. Nathan Crawford. Nobody knows who that is either. Exactly. But, but, but this, is my, this is my point, right? So, oh, here we go. Uh, so one one four Motorsports, for instance, likes Australians. So they picked up Mitch Evans and it went well. So then this year they've gone, oh, if Mitch Evans went well, we'll take whoever's the best guy in Australia now. Yeah. But Mitch has gone. So this guy was never as good as Mitch Evans. Right. And then next year they'll do the same, but that guy was never as good as the guy until yeah. they're getting the guy right. who was basically sixth place. Right. But they don't realise that. Right. But uh, good thing to bring up to you, something I've been thinking about. They're all, uh, they're all obsessed with Australians, but I feel like a couple of Canadian MX2 guys like Dylan Wright or someone could be of interest to an MX2 team. I don't know, bro. All I know is it never fucking works out for Canada in motocross. I'm ever. waiting for That's someone to call on hey, to that. Uh, on that note, I heard the Australian MX series is donezo. Really? Yeah. I know the rounds have gone down. Like, it's six events. I heard that the, the two of them dude, are dude who puts it on is out. Oh, I didn't hear that at all. That is That's what fine. I heard. Okay. I heard that this weekend. All right. One okay. more uh, thing on that question, which you're not going to like. Uh, Herlin's told me that he'd like oh, to do... Oh, here we go. Mark it down. He'd like to do... Uh, Paris, Geneva, Monster Cup, and the Ozex Open, but he'll only do it if he can do all four of them because he doesn't want to train and everything for one race. He'll okay. do it if he can do all four and properly get God, some. his start money would be a lot That's of money. So kind of uh, for motivation. Yeah, right. That's right. okay. That'd be sick. I'd yeah, love to see him. I don't to think, I don't think him. they could pay him enough. You know, KTM might not let him, and then I don't know if well, they could pay him enough. You know, when Marv got injured, uh, 2018, Paris, Yeah. Uh, they tried getting Hurlins in that time. And the only reason he didn't is because he wasn't prepared. Wasn't but apparently, right. the start money was yeah. unreal. For sure. What do you think of Jeffrey Hurling's Pookie? Yeah. Is that yep. a mark? Yep. It's what about. Blonde what kid. about it's a blonde kid, right? Uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> what about uh, Lewis drinking the Aquafina, though? I was just looking at that. Uh huh. Strong. Strong. Are we I the, are we the soberest? co-hosts of all time <laughs> yeah i think you guys might be yeah. <laughs> really, right? that's a good point huh, I, I would have had a corona but i gotta drive home tonight this is like the exact opposite of of what is normally going on <laughs> yes yes exactly do we want to talk about travis Preston's show or no sure no what happened upstairs <laughs> while we were all down here that's what i want to know i don't know ask, all of a sudden he just came down with his shirt off ask them that was his idea. <laughs> the stories that Pretty Vaj sure that could tell. Vaj just doing dishes like a shell shock uh, <laughs> POW survivor when we went upstairs. Vaj could write a book. Yeah. <laughs> they have the best friends, keepers. This one's from Maddie C. Cade, from a Canadian MX fan, how big of a difference is it in teams from Sky Racing to PRMX? Have heard lots of negativity towards both teams. Um, I mean, both are very privateer teams, so, you know, they all have their issues, but Sky, um, Sky did really well with what they had. I mean, they were out of a van in a small trailer, and they had probably one of the coolest, unique setups I've ever been out of in moto, and then PRMX is a, you know, there's six of us this year, um, you know, each team has their plus and minuses, you know, PRMX has grown so much in the last two years, like, that's all I've heard about. So each team has their pluses and minuses, but, you know, um, I think they're both growing because they're both, you know, young teams coming out of Canada. One's from Western, I think, BC, and the other one's from Montreal. 
And the last one from Gus Keeter. Steve, did Marty point out too soon? Did he need another year? I think he did. <laughs> you know, these fucking guys, they move up so fast. They're not ready. They need more seasoning. It's Seri- a fucking joke. Serious question. Could the first two rounds have gone any worse? Yes. Eh? Yes. Eh? He could be crashed out of anyone. Eh, we're pretty much there, though, aren't we? He could be hurt. <laughs> okay. What happened to Geneva, Marty? Uh, he got good starts there. And it was tough to pass. Steal my, steal my question over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I seriously, don't know. Seriously, like, yeah. that's a serious thing. Like, I, we never really established, like, what, what, what happened there? Like, he was just as fast as JB. JB's gone. What is I don't JB know, gone? Cade. I don't know, okay? It's your guy. I know it's my guy. I had, I, I made a shirt up. Marty Nation. Sorry. You see my shirt? No. Oh, I did. Are we keeping Thank it? You. I just folded it today. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Is it <laughs> keep it or just put it in a pile? What is that? Maybe we give it away. Oh. You, it, you washed it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Is that it? That's old news, right? Motorsport.com tweet a talent segment. There we go. Should we play the voicemails or no? Yeah. Huh? Let's play them. It's up to you, bro. It's your show. It's 10 o'clock. That's okay. How Let's long go. are they? I don't know. Play them as you're as, uh, in the show and then play them as you go now. Yeah, you can do that. I don't know. Uh, Just hit play. <laughs> like we hit him with a hit him with a hard hitter there. Was he wasn't ready for it. Lewis. He just doesn't want to end the show. Lewis. He's not ready yet. Yes. Lewis. Fake boobs for Pookie or not? <sighs> well, seeing as I've just got here. See, now I feel like everybody's gonna every time they meet me, like I'm going to the race this weekend, people are just gonna come and be, Oh, your boobs, something. Like They're probably gonna tell you you're beautiful. No one's gonna say, Oh, you need to get some. It's look. probably gonna be a bit much. Like there's probably going to be the, yeah, 100 people. Yeah, going to be all right up on my... Lewis, do you know who Led Zeppelin are? I've heard of him or them. Okay. <laughs> not sure on that part. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not a woman. Can though. you name one song? Of what? Led Zeppelin. Oh, no. I don't know who Led is. Or if it's even a person. <laughs> David Bowie. Sounds like a great guy. Definitely not a band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One song. Yes. No. 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 That was not a song. Yes. No. no. <laughs> uh, Smash Mouth. Um, no. No. <clears throat> not even Smash? close. I know a song. Not even ringing a bell. Smash Mouth. What? That's yeah, a band, that's a though. That's not band. a person. That's not a person. I'm trying everything. It's not All the Don't they sing All Star? Yeah. yeah. There uh, it is. But he, he knew Drake, so I'm trying to. Everything. Drake and Smash Mouth could not be any more different. Okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find find a range here. Okay. I'm trying to find a right. like a battle battleship. Yeah. Um, like where you're, am you're I at? Have to have him in five <laughs> more times. Like B19, yeah. F18. Yeah. Where, 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 where am I at? Um, um, I'm trying to think of something I can give you. Do you like any music? I don't, what do you like? I don't really like music. Like I listen to music, but I don't really have anything I like. Or people I like. Okay. Really? Do you like country? No. Not really? Well, I've never really heard. What it. do you listen to when you drive? Uh, podcasts. Podcasts. Yes. That's fair. At least you're learning something usually. Yeah. What podcast do you listen to? Like outside of moto ones? Pass. Wow. Lewis <laughs> like, that is a hard he pass. It. He lives it. That is a Hands hard on, right? He told me this weekend I was to blame because in 2008 when he was 10 or whatever... You started listening to podcasts. Uh, yeah, my, oh, my, I just went through Racer X and went like, that story, that story. And I was like, well, this one wants me to listen to it, so I'll do that. <laughs> and I was like, well, now I've got to do And then I was like, well, now I've got to do that every day. 
Because it was just <laughs> hours long. I remember. I remember. I was what? I was probably 11 playing the Xbox in my room alone, listening to a podcast with Rollerball. Oh. And I, I still remember it to this day because I remember just thinking like, I had no idea who this person was before I started this, but here we go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's, that's good. I like yeah. that part. How old are you now? Uh, 24. Oh, gosh. God. Just. Do you, do you know... And the Beatles we've established, Queen we've established. Queen is a... Band. Ba- pers- band. 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 Yep. <laughs> Um, you're making fun of him, but I'm on. I'm on the same boat as him. Like I don't. Well, you didn't know Queen Queen, was a. I thought Queen was a person. I thought it was a person. (laughs) Is this a person? You call a person Queen? What about Creed? Creed. Creed. The movie is fucking amazing. (laughs) That's all I've got for you. So is it a band? It's a band. (laughs) Is it based on? Is a movie based on a band? No. Is Apollo Creed? No, 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 nothing, no, nothing, nothing. I'm playing battleships over here. Yeah, you're doing the same thing. All right, but I feel like I feel like there's probably a lot of people like us. Like, I, no, I, no, there's not. <laughs> I just, um, anyone, anybody over here like that? Know anybody like that? I don't listen to much music, so I'd probably be right with him. I'm actually trying to name a band, and I can't think of one. What's the current band worldwide? Imagine Dragons. Imagine yeah. Dragons. <laughs> Heard of them? Oh, you have? Yeah. Radioactive. Oh, Great song. good one. They're from Megan. Drops a penny. Killed it. Hey, by the way. Just end it there. The, yeah, yeah. The next time Tits is in, we are doing Tits versus Tits. Oh, yes. We and are. it is going to be a 2020 edition. So however many races are in, are gone. It is trivia on 2020. <laughs> okay. That is Shut up, Lissamore. Shut up, Lissamore. Yes. Could have Dave any of the races in Oh yeah, she uh, didn't yeah. know who won last weekend. And I won the the two fifties only. Yeah. Yes. And then she said, "Did Justin Starling win again?" <laughs> <laughs> We're like, <laughs> what races? <laughs> are we talking? Are we talking Germany now? Yeah, we've yeah. got an Adak fan over it. Right. Uh, is this Mad Dog? Yeah. What up, Mad Dog? Jeez. I uh, listen. I was wondering, what do you think of Daniel Blair's press conferences? That's oh, fine. Yeah. I, I think they're kind of lame. They don't really have much to say. You know what I'm saying? Well, the riders aren't going to give you much, right? If you try to get into some controversial territory, you'll get a little trouble sometimes. So You went to the press conferences this year? No, I haven't. And, and oh. then I, I got another one. Did you hear that after Anaheim won that Fernandez in a French magazine was had a lot of bad shit to say about Justin I Cooper? I was a French podcast. So I guess what? Yeah. Karma's a bitch, huh? <laughs> I mean, I get. I, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I, yeah, he's not. That's him and Cooper. That was, that was karma. He okay, crashed because right. of karma. Okay. All right. Karma. If you ask me. All right. What do you think? And one more thing. Okay. Tell Keith to stop twiddling his thumbs so much when he talks, when you do those things with him. What, when you guys did the uh, pre Supercross race stuff. Oh, he twiddles his thumbs? Every time you guys went to him, he looked like he was. He reminded me of that stupid video from Paul Simon with. With uh, what's to say, Chevy Chase sitting there. You can call me out. Little fingers back for it. Do 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 do. I'll tell him that. Yeah, I will get him on that. <laughs> if you want some good jail law stories, talk to Brett Duffy. He'll give you a lot of good ones. Oh, perfect. I'll do that. Thanks, man. All right. Thank Be you. Good. That guy scared me. <laughs> At least the two fifties have been mentioned now, because that was it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Ferrandis, Ferrandis, and Cooper. Don't seem like they gel. So no, really? really? To watch. Huh. Last summer, Fernandez told me that he felt like Cooper gave AC more of an effort than he did when... No. Felt like he... Gave, gave, yeah, we get it. Yeah. Cooper's been good. He's been real Way good. Way better than I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Would um, you like to know Ferrandez's average start position? No. I'd like to know Ferrandez's. I don't know who Ferrandez is. Ferrandez. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, everybody. Uh, let's do the voicemails as we go out. Can we do that? Yep. And if your name is Schmark Schneid, you might want to just start the show, <laughs> stop the show now. Just FYI. <laughs> if, you, if you live in Texas and you have a ponytail... And you recently crashed Bradshaw's bike. Just push stop now. <laughs> I beg you. Oh you're not going to want to go any more than this. Have a good night, Dark Side. With that, uh, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to our guests, uh, Ken Roxon, Zach Osborne, Jet Lawrence. Which interview was the best, you boys think? I like Zach. Yeah. Yeah, Zach was the most entertaining. I like Kenny. Zach and suck at it. I, I thought stay. Jet was quiet compared to normal. Me too. Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. Too. But yeah. he's like, that's, there's been a few times, like, I interview him sometimes and it's the funniest thing right. ever. And then sometimes it's like a sentence. You're hashtag, like, have you got more? Or? Hashtag hormones. When we started the interview, he was real. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, um, appreciate all those guys coming on. Uh, sponsor deals on Uh Their codes are on there and all of our sponsors and, and everything else. And thanks, everybody, for the support on that. Um... Lewis, thank you. Appreciate coming in. MXVice.com. Yep. Uh, go there if you want the complete coverage of Jeffrey Hurlings inside and out. It'll always be on MXVice.com. And interviews with AC and Osborne from the weekend, yep. which are not available <laughs> on Pulp MX. Not available, nope. no. Faulkner? I, those are my guys. Did you get Faulkner? Nah, no. I didn't. Faulkner as well. I didn't go by the, the truck, the PC truck, though, oh. to be fair. Uh, but I did go look for Adam, and I did go look for Osborne, so you got oh. me on that one. Uh, those are my guys, so yeah. keep your grubby, why keep I went your for grubby English... Shepherd pie hands off of them. I feel oh, like Adam. Nice. I feel like I need to do a better job of telling the riders who I am and that I've got a reason for being there. Because I feel like Adam just looks at me confused when I start talking. <laughs> <laughs> but the number one thing that I suck at is actually introducing myself to people do because you? I feel like why would people care? No, you need to because no, you yeah. need to say who you're with. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, yeah. but like I'm like they don't want to do. They really don't really want to do the interview. So why would I delay it by five seconds for so that they know my name? Because why? Like, who cares? Because they no. want to know your but media. If they know your media is legit. But I feel yes. like my accent gives it. me. You need you no. need to be like uh, Chris Tucker to AC. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Honestly, <laughs> this is why I've never asked a question in a press conference because I don't want to say Lewis Phillips and X Vice because no one cares. No, they do care. No, I mean, I think that's a big sure. deal. Like, yeah. like if yeah. I just stood up and yeah. went, oh yeah, this is my question, you, I'd do it. You but need no to say Lewis Phillips motocross action. That's what you need to do. Uh, probably not. Or I could actually. I'm not. I did that. that. Joke. I, they got they got really mad at me. Yeah, I, I heard. That. That. It was great. Um, Thanks for coming in. Appreciate yeah, it. I uh, wish I could do it more, but once a year seems to be the program. You can come back before San Diego. Whatever. I'm here for another you, month. You let me know. You can come on up. Um, uh, so, yeah, you'll be back at GPs, cover Supercross. Check it out. I write a column for you guys every every week, as well yep. as Jason Thomas, of course. And uh, good luck with everything, man. At, yep, uh, there. You guys are great, you and James. So, uh, good job on that. Kate, thank you for coming in. Always. Uh, really appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Deep, How'd I do? Hashtag did, Deep Sleeper. Did I do okay? You did fantastic. Okay. I feel Frank. like I'm better without A-Ray sometimes because he, he talks so much over me. Honest. Thanks, Marks. Cade's a really good house He's giving me a too. thumbs up. Cade's a really good house guest? Yeah. He's a, yeah. Well, you know, he's married. He's mature. Like, yeah, he's yeah, just... Yeah, no, uh, I told him. I was going to tell his wife when I talked to her. I'm going to tell her how... Yeah. She, neither one of these jerkies were really on their phone at all, which is a big problem I have. Really? Or, or they get distracted by the TV or the phone, and I'm just... Sometimes I'm like, really? So you guys are great. Thanks. But no booze was no booze was in there. If I didn't have to drive home, man, I probably would have been drinking. But, right, right. <laughs> okay. What are you driving back to? Uh, Corona. Oh, I'll race you then. Yeah? When do you leave? In five minutes, <laughs> <when> we... <laughs> yeah. Why do you want to listen to the the the, the uh, voicemails? 
Uh, well, I don't, I don't live in Texas and I don't <laughs> have a ponytail, so I guess I'm allowed. But. <laughs> uh, so thanks to you guys for coming in. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Good, good show tonight. Uh, Lone Wolf, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll see you thank next you. week unless Tits decides not. Or, I think I'm in okay. unless he kicks me out. Right, yeah. right. Tits runs the show. Oh, he just decides I'm coming or yeah. I'm not no, coming? No, no, yeah, pretty much. He probably would have been okay with tonight. You're only eight minutes behind. I pictured it as three weeks of Lone Wolf, one week of Tits. It has been rearranged. And then Tits made the calendar. Oh, I'm sure he just got that whole spreadsheet. Yeah, we're scheduled like four months out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Tits has it covered. Right. Uh, So we're going to play the voicemails as we go out, of course, uh, Lone Wolf. Uh, Marks, thank you. Appreciate it. Good job. Thank you. Uh, Thanks to uh, um, Courtney for picking up the phone. Yes, thank you. Swisscore, Moser, Pookie. Thank you. Lissamore. Thank you. Lissamore said I didn't answer the question about the about PRMX and Sky. Did, did I miss something? To be fair, I don't think you did. Well, well you, you didn't want to trash either yeah, team. I'm not so. going to trash either team. Both teams are really good. Yeah. Like, I didn't mean – I didn't – I, okay. I Liss, guess, is, uh, Liss is looking for TMZ headlines. No, I mean, he, he texted me. He's like, you didn't answer the question. And I was like, I, I, must, I don't know if I misunderstood it. But, I mean, both teams were really – are both teams are really good to me and good in their own way. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to trash anybody. I was anybody. fine with your answer, and I'm the one always trying to stir, sh- stir shit up. Yeah. So. So. To be fair, you didn't answer that question, and we spoke about 250s for – 30 seconds, so listen to they the, go in the same Listen boat. to the Fly Racing Racer X St. Louis Review Show for 250 Talk. Okay, I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. Hot I mean, 250 Talk. So. Nothing Jet Lawrence being on counts as 250 Talk, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's... Ex- yeah. I mean, Troll Train was almost on the podium. jumping in there. Just <laughs> 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 oh, your back. That's good. That's something Marks would do. You didn't even bring up Troll Train. He, he rode good this weekend. I he almost Troll. got on the podium, like inches. Listen, listen, I love Troll Train. I'm on board with that, but you can't give me that shit. What? That was the last lap of the race. He made up a bunch of time in the oh. last lap when Brandon was cruising. Oh, Brandon's like, hey, I got this. Yay. You know what I mean? Like, hey, Troll Train, where the fuck was the effort five for five laps ago? So that's all I'm saying. Okay. And I love Troll Train. I'm sorry. Okay. Calm down. All right. Listen, you better make the fucking main this week. I'm working, man. I promise. If A-Ray can make it, you can make it. You dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Get your ass up there, boy. Uh, Do you know what, you know what that was from? Dodgeball. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. I was waiting for that. Yeah. Cultured. I, mean, I think I can. All right, we, we got to go. We're done. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Jason Wygant, Chris Kiefer in studio. So that should be fantastic. Uh, thanks for listening. See you guys. Hey, so I'm not a uh, wrap-up show hater by any means. Um, started listening to them uh, when they first came out. I listened to a couple episodes, and they were okay. Um, just, But I kind of lost interest pretty quick, so I stopped listening to them. And then, obviously, all the hate just kind of flowed in. But uh, the past three episodes, I started listening again because I guess I got bored enough and I ran out of podcasts on my drive. So uh, I feel like they started getting better. Um, some of the guests were a little bit better. And then I listened to episode 406 wrap-up, and, uh, well, that was a total fucking disaster. So Darkseid spent, like, 45 minutes basically, I don't know, check out all of his aggressions at his haters that are probably two decades younger than him and, like, who really gives a shit anyway. But spent pretty much the entire show talking about it. So, I don't know, kind of seems like he probably shot himself in the foot with that one. And, uh, yeah, well. I think you probably proved your haters right, and uh, you're probably not going to get renewed. You're not getting title sponsor, and uh, hey, you still got Steve, right? Thanks. Yo, Steve, this is D from Alabama. Uh, Dark side in the wrap-up show, man. Um, 
I've been a fan. I have to admit, I've been a fan. Uh, the guy's doing okay. It's not bad. It's just more pulp content. Especially the, the 406 wrap-up show. That was Dark Side Unplugged. A-plus Dark Side. I loved it. Keep it going, Steve. Out. Steve, you got you got to get rid of Dark Side. I just got done listening to your show with his freak out, and that guy is terrible. He just you got you got you got to, you got to cut it out. He, he's he's greasy. You got to get rid of that. That's a bad look on you. I don't know. You, you run in a pole. You got to get rid of him. You got you just you just got to. Yeah, so I was listening to the show, finally listened to part of the wrap-up show, fucking joke of a show that you uh, you played a little segment on your show and had to listen to Dark Side Wine like a little bitch the whole time. And I was thinking, man, this guy is almost as fucking annoying as Dylan. And then got to the end of the show and found out the fucking psychopath wants to have Dylan on his show as if... No one wants to listen to fucking Dark Side bad enough as it is. So, yeah, let's go ahead and bring Dylan on. I don't know if he thinks it's going to be like a double negative situation or what, but fuck me, man. Fuck Dark Side. Fuck Dylan. Fuck the wrap-up show. And, I don't know, probably fuck something else, too. All right, later. Hey, Steve. Just listened to the episode with Michael Lindsay and Jerry Robin in studio. Yeah, pretty good co-hosts. Uh yeah, so um, I figured I would tell you that I was convinced to play fantasy this year. So in the years past, I just kind of overlooked it. But, yeah, this year it sounds like something I'll do. Yeah, the other thing is you you played a clip of Dark Side during this episode. Uh, even that clip is too much Dark Side. Uh, I don't know, man. You You got to cut this guy loose. I don't know what you're doing. He sucks. He's fine personally, I'm sure, but whatever he's doing with this moto stuff, uh, it's not good, man. Morning. 5.30 in the morning, driving to work, listening to the archive of the Pulse of Mexico, listening to Dark Side Grand. Uh, I just wanted to say I like Dark Side. He's so like he adds to the uh Mexico whenever he calls in, he's always got to solve questions, things like that. I even I even respect him. I think it's awesome that he kinda entrepreneured himself into the uh world there and he's got his own little show. I think that's pretty sick. But I hate that show. I hate it. There's nothing against Dark Side at all. I just can't I can't yeah, I feel like there's no aim to the show. I don't care about random people's opinions. I, it just it seems as though she's trying too hard. I, I think there is something that, uh, for Dark Side in the Pulse of X world, but that show is not it. Again, I, I, I'm not a hater. I like Dark Side. I think it's awesome what he did, but I just that show is not the way to do it. Thanks. Bye. Oh, my God. Fucking... Dylan and fucking Darkseid, 
on a fucking podcast. My God, that's fucking two peas in a pod, motherfuckers. Dude, Michael Lindsay's nose is so far up your ass, his lips are touching your balls. God, I can't stand that arrogant prick. By far the most annoying guest you have on the show. More annoying than Dylan. Love the show. Keep it up, except when Michael Lindsay's on. Hey, I'm calling about the whole dark side debacle, and I was wondering if there is an amount that we listeners can pay that you never have dark side or the wrap-up show again. Love to hear. I would be willing to pay. Thanks. Yo, Paul. Uh, Lou from Nashville. Uh, first off, let me say props to Michael Lindsay for supporting those guys starting a race team. But holy shit, is he annoying as a co-host. It's like talking to, like, a nerdy little kid in high school. Full of knowledge, but good God, he is annoying. See y'all. Hello, Steve Mathis. Hey, this is Dirt Bike Mike. Um, I know this is a super obscure thing to bring up, but I just felt that uh, you needed vindication. Uh, I'm sitting here watching... Um, the 2019 Geneva Supercross 450 main event, day number two, and watching Marty just kill it. Um, I wanted to say, on the replay, you can see from another angle, you can kind of see from the first angle, but you can also see from the second. When Marty goes down with the lead, before the rear end kicks, uh, the front tire does slip, and it looks like his front end starts to tuck, and it looks like push, 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 and it's spitting up like roost off of the knobbies of the front tire. Then it looks like the rear tire uh, gives out as well, but it's not until the rear tire gives out that it looks like he actually goes down. So, uh, you know, in, in the words of Big James, what is it, uh, front tire slip, rear tire kick? Uh, yeah, I just want to point that out so that way uh, you can sleep easy knowing that you uh, did not cost Marty that win, and uh, it was not a matter of whether or not he had a rear tire on. He just pulled a Marty and lost the front end. Anyways, uh, hope you guys are having a great show, and looking forward to the Supercross season. Thank you. All right, y'all. Listen here. I don't mean to come out hot and heavy or anything, but Daniel Blair... Y'all guys on this preview podcast for the 450 Supercross, the fact that y'all even mentioning Adam Cianciarello, Mr. I've only finished one season, Mr. I've crashed out and blown my shoulder out three-quarters of the year that I've been pro, as a title contender or even a slight possibility. You're mentioning him with Zach Osborne, a dude who's come across the world, done whatever. He, as a slight, slight favorite, you know, against the, the Webb, Osborne, Anderson, Roxon, uh, not Osborne, Roxon, Tomac, whatever. I'm just saying, the fact that y'all are even doing that is just downright disrespectful to the sport. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, I can't wait to call in whenever Adam has crashed out five rounds in and has to sit out two, three, four rounds because of some dumbass thing he's done. Like, what are, what are you guys talking about? The man has done nothing other than one solid year and one off-season race that meant nothing. But anyways, yeah.
Mathis, it's Maley from Maryland. Um, holy shit balls. Uh, your conversation with uh, Steve Atteson or whatever his last name is, uh, the agent, it's the best conversation you've had with any guests so far. Uh, and I've been listening a long time. That man is brilliant, and uh, they just need to let that guy <clears throat> run with his ideas on growing the sport and unifying uh, both series and getting sponsors um, across all boards. Incredible conversation. Good stuff. Hey, congratulations with all, with all your success and um, the new uh, changes that you're making. All good stuff. Happy 2020. Take care. I just wanted to say I hope you guys keep the uh, the wrap-up show. Um, I do listen to the live show, but sometimes I'm just too busy, and uh, I, li I like it. So, please, thank you. Hey, we're just listening here, and Anaheim sounds cool and all, but we just want to know, is Pookie getting the tit? Let us know. Steve, good evening. Love the show. Thanks a million for hanging in there and making this a success. Just wanted to comment on the fact that Ralph wasn't on the show this weekend. I thought this was the best uh, televised Supercross race in four or five seasons. It was wonderful without Ralph being on there. I thought that uh, the new gentleman made Ricky a better co-host. I couldn't believe how good the uh, airing was today. I've been a big hater on it for years, and uh, I don't know, maybe – uh, Monster Energy not having to spend money like NASCAR. They put it into this program and this uh, broadcast. Much better. All right, love the show. Hang in there. And uh, I hope you enjoy that feedback. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, hey, this is Dave, fantasy player. Uh, was at the race over the weekend. Actually met Steve at the fly show. That was cool. Uh, saw the show, got home. Recorded it. What's with this new announcer? He sucks. What the hell happened? Why didn't we get that job? You guys are talking about Pookie's boobs. Don't do it. Yo, just listening to the Pulp uh, Max show. It's cool to hear Tits back. Uh, I just wanted to follow up. I remember Tits quite a few years ago mentioned about creaming his pants about Ryan Dungey and Ryan Dungey blocked him. Just wanted to see if he was still blocked after all this time. Later. Hey, Steve. What's going on, brother? Hey, listen, man. I'm calling you up because I heard the implants and all of that. <clears throat> Dude, don't, don't do it, man. I forbid it. You know, I uh, maybe you'll see it the way I see it. Maybe it'll help you out a little bit or whatever. But I wouldn't do it, bro. You want you want to go now. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be like. Uh, how can I explain it to you? If you if you if you do surgery like that, you ever see these people with these implants, bro? They all look the same. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be a dime a dozen, another bug on a dog's ass. You know, then you're looking like everybody else. You want some natural 
ain't nothing wrong with a couple imperfections or, or a stretch mark here or a little cellulite there or one one titty bigger than the other. That's what makes it exciting. You know what I'm saying? You keep it real. You're getting to see what nobody gets to see. That person, you know, that's what turns you on. You know what I'm saying? To see that natural movement. The movement ain't the same. The texture ain't the same. Don't fuck with the titties. You know what I'm saying? You just natural is the best. When you're tapping that ass, right, right? And forgive the way I explain things, but this is how I know how to explain it. But when you see that ass, you want to see that ass moving natural. You want to see that tidal weight of love rolling forward like a wave and rolling back, right? You don't want to see that thing. Just the movement ain't the same, and it's just it ain't natural. So I'm 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 pleading with you. I hope that you see what I'm saying. Leave it be. Don't fuck with it, bro. Leave them natural. There ain't nothing wrong with that. That's the turn on, bro. That's the turn on, you know? You don't want to walk the unicorn. You want to spank the dragon. Don't be like everybody else. Natural, bro. You won't regret it. That's my recommendation to you. That's from a friend to a friend. I'm looking out for you. You do what you want, but that's what I think, bro. Keep it natural, bro. There ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? All right, bro. I know you're busy, man. Peace. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, I figured out what was wrong. I couldn't listen live. You know what happened? It was the uh, this security shit you put in your phone, antivirus or whatever. It wouldn't let me play it. So I disabled that motherfucker, and I was able to uh, to uh, to listen to the show live. So I'm back in, bro. I'm in like Flynn. You feel me? All right, man. Be safe and uh, keep up the good work. Awesome shows. Uh, Astafin and then the other one after that, man, that with Nicoletti, man. Freaking gold, bro. Golds. All right, man. Have a beautiful weekend, man. Peace. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.